Painkiller Ready, episode 544 with our guest James C. Burns. Taylor? This episode of PKA is brought to you by Lucy and Smartmouth. A couple of wonderful sponsors we'll hear about in a bit. Uh, we're going to hear a lot about them. Great, great sponsors. And we got James Burns on. Thank you very much for coming, man. Good to be here. Yeah. So you were uh, the voice actor uh, in Black Ops 1, 2, 4. No, 3. I noticed that. Did your guy die yeah. in 3? <laughs> no, no. Um, it, it's I have no idea what happened there. They're um, one, two, four. Uh, blackout, blackouts four, blackout, and declassified. What happened with three and cold water? It's a mystery. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't either. I, I, I didn't yeah. play the fourth one. Did you ever play him, or did you just show up for work and be like, "Oh, you can't fucking come at me like that"? <laughs> so did you know it was like? Did you know it was happening at a given level, or would you? Be, they tell you like, "All right, you're gonna I tell was... you're gonna tell Moose that he can't, you know, get the diamonds <laughs> soon enough." <laughs> Moose, get the yeah. diamonds. Soon. What what game was that? I, I don't know. So, Pull your mic I'm, in front of your mouth. Just I'm, I'm do it. Just do it all the way. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. You're a voice um, actor, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what? Ooh, what you, I mean, really? Um, no, man, I had... You guys, can you hear me or not? Yeah, 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 I can hear you. It just gets better when you're closer, when you're talking to the mic. Yeah, man, I tell you what, um, I had no idea what I was getting into. Uh-huh. Um, I thought it was just a gig. I, I almost I almost turned the job down. Um, it was... Uh, originally, I got hired to test the technology for performance capture. They hadn't done it before. September 2009, they needed some guy with weapons training, some uh, stunt, stunt training, and I fit the bill. They brought me in, and they just liked me. They, they really didn't want uh, a nobody in, this, in the park. I had just begun acting. I'd been acting about four or five years, uh -huh. so I was, pretty, I was pretty new. And I think they wanted a celeb in there because they're trying to beef things up, and then somehow, um, well, it's, it's you a them over. Yeah. Hey, so, so did you have you have actual military experience, like real life? You said you had weapons. No, training. I do not. No, but I grew up around guns. I spend a lot of time around the military. I do a lot of these parts, anyways, and as a professional hockey player and coach. So that that idea of teamwork, camaraderie, that ball busting kind of alpha mm -hmm. thing that you that you sense out of the Woods character that's that's kind of organic to where I came from, you know. So, but you, the a, character you play is the military yeah. guy. So Woods? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't feel like mm -hmm. that's a stolen valor issue? I mean, I'm offended. I spend a lot of time with the U.S. military. They, they've flown us. I've been in Afghanistan. They've flown us all over the world. This uh, is the I have a black friend defense of stolen valor. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, so, I, I, I used to struggle with that. I used to think that... What? Uh, you know, <laughs> Why would you? you know, well, because, because the, 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 amount of, the amount of adulation I receive for this character is, is ridiculous. And like I said, I've been, I, I've been in a combat zone. I've been in Afghanistan. I see what these guys go through. I see what... I've been in rooms with guys who have just been shot in Pakistan. So... The most humbling moment in my life, we walk in to you know hand out our little cards and shit. Here's a guy with three fucking bullets in him, and mm -hmm. I'm like, I have nothing to say to this guy. I'm a, I play at it. This is the real thing. So, is there I, are you tempted at all to use like your voice and be like, you'll get through this, soldier? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Fuck no. Mission fail. We'll get him next time. That's a hospital. That's hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, you you mentioned you did stunt stuff as well. Did you do that yeah. before getting into the voice side of it? And like, what does that entail? Driving, jumping around, well, flips. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am. I don't want to present myself as a voice actor. Uh, Woods. The stuff. Woods is primarily action. I mean, live action. Everything you see Woods do basically happened on a set someplace with other people. Like, you know, like like, uh, like TV or a movie. Same thing. I didn't spend a lot of time in the box, uh, just, you know, barking shit out. I actually, had, you know, had a lot of great actors around me so we could interact a little bit. Um, the stunt training came in, just came in handy. You know, I, I'm a precision driver. I'm, I'm at, very athletic. I'm in shape. So rolling and taking punches and fighting people, I got fighting skills. So being able to do all that stuff is, you know, Stunt training. I'm not jumping off of fucking buildings. Yeah. I mean, I, I can take a hit. You can throw me on a pad. I can take care of myself in a tussle. So that's, um, that's what I mean by that. So that was very, um, it was very, it was an element of the character that was needed. But to be able Definitely. to do that was have the physical confidence to move well. Like, you know, like I have actually. I've, I've never asked, asked an actual stunt guy about it, but like, I've always, I know we've talked about this before, the three of us, where like when someone like Tom Cruise is like, I don't, I do all my own stunts, nobody else can do my stunts. Is there a little bit of like, where it's like, come on, man, like it's an industry here. Like Vince Vaughn doesn't, you know, jump off buildings, not just because he doesn't think he can do it, but also because like, you know, there's a bunch of people here whose job it is to do that. Well, let, let, me, let me predicate this. I am not a stuntman by trade, I have stunt mm -hmm. capabilities. So let's okay. predicate that. I, I don't make my living as a stuntman. That's why I almost didn't take the job to begin with. I didn't want to be a stuntman. You know, um, it, these guys like pro athletes, man, they get hurt a lot, which is why I, I know the, I know this, the, the, the mystique around Cruz and his, his stunt things, but he is very much, he's very smart. He also knows that he cannot take an injury because if he goes down, the whole movie goes down. And that's millions of dollars a day. So, yes, he does a certain amount of stunts, but there is a lot of uh, substitution because he can't, he can't afford to lose him. He got, he's got, and he's, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't really know him, but I know people who are, right? and he's just, he, he's a remark. You, they talk about Wayne Gretzky. You just, you put him over there, he's different. You know, mm -hmm. he, he just, he's a, just a, a super high achieving guy. Um, and you know, he, he's, he's smart enough to know how to take care of himself on set. He broke his leg in Mission Impossible though, right? Yes, he Angle did. Or something, yeah. yeah. And that, that cost him tens of millions of dollars because he, he is the driving force, you know? I feel like you called him selfish for putting stuntmen out of work. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. How dare uh, you yeah, say that about Mr. Cruz? Yeah. yeah, Mr. Cruz is not to be questioned. <laughs> this is the Tom is Cruise. Nor is his church. This is the Tom Cruise fanboy podcast. That's all we discuss here is, is Tom Cruise and, and, and how wonderful he is. Perfect. Yeah. Well, We're yeah, going to talk about Edge of Tomorrow. I um, like yeah. that movie. I like that movie a lot. Yeah. I like it too. That's it might be his best. Tomorrow. It's really good. It's, so it's you, uh, up there. It was you, action movies. It's so fucking good. Uh, you mentioned that you were a professional hockey player. And also a coach, and that that I'm a I'm a big hockey fan. Never played professionally, but where 
you know, how did that go? Like, how did you get into that? Did, did you just kind of, I, you grew up into it and then you parlayed into the acting? Uh, God, I wish. Uh, no, what happened was um, I grew up in Massachusetts, very hockey-centric uh, place. I played some, a little bit of college hockey. Didn't go well, so I turned pro my uh, junior, senior year. And then I was good, but I wasn't Wait, Hold that. on. College didn't go, college hockey didn't go well, so you went pro? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. That well, sounds- in, this, in this sense that I wasn't getting along with the coach. Oh. And then I, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't terribly coachable, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, so, which league did you jump? Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. So I, uh, the American Hockey League, and then I spent, I played wow. for the Whalers in, in, in the A, and it's a couple of, a uh, couple of stints like in, uh, with Utica, New York, you know, in the East Coast Hockey League. So about 22, 23, I pretty much knew that I'm not going to the NHL. Uh, I'm going to stick around. Mm-hmm. The I got an offer to go to Europe, and I went to Belgium. I played in Belgium for a year, and then I did some time in uh, Italy, which is France. <laughs> and then I came back, and I coached for 20 years before I became a hockey coach, uh, before I became a, an actor. I had a hockey school. I had a hockey school in Quebec. I had a residential training center. I ran a rink in New York City for a long time. So that was, uh, that was my, my Very hockey. Nice. Yeah. Did they ever, did you ever get a call up or think that you were close to a call up, uh, in the A, in the AHL? You know, I was, uh, sure. I, I was late. I was 21. Uh, I wasn't drafted and I would have to be so much better than a guy with a contract. I would have to be like three goals a game because they're already paying him no matter what. So bringing signing a, a guy like me on an ATO or you know a PTO, mm-hmm. it's like it's extra money they don't want to pay. And quite frankly, I'm just one of 22 guys that could play that night and had the same outcome. It, I would have to be like uh, just literally mm-hmm. scoring four goals a game if they were to bring me up because they had so many guys in line. And depending on the relationships inside the organization, where the scout, where his alliances, the politics within hockey and sports in general is, is really one of the most uninvestigated subjects there is. You know, if a scout mm-hmm. sees you and you're his guy, he will fight for you to move through the ring, even if you have a, not, you're not doing well, because it's their reputation. So yeah. I, think, I think Moneyball uh, stepped to kind of address that a little bit, you know? The, uh, what were you a forward? I guess because you're talking about goal scoring, right? Defenseman. Defenseman. Yeah. Well, you would have been in the NHL if you were getting hat tricks as a defenseman. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, but that, that's my point. I had to yeah. be that good. I, I was not that good. You know, I, I wasn't mm-hmm. that good. So I was like everybody else, and they didn't really need me there. I could fill in, and they could. Oh well, you know, you're dressing tonight, or you're not dressing tonight. Oh, we're going to send you down to Utica. We're going to send you down to Virginia, mm-hmm. which is which is like the you know you saw the movie Slapshot. Well, I wish it was good as Slapshot. It yeah. was just, at least they had training rooms, they had tape, mm-hmm. they had sticks, you know. Foils. It was, it was, <laughs> they had that. The idea was that you, it was a really um, low level type of uh, playing, you know, playing pro hockey, yeah. but I had a better locker room in college. You know? Did you, uh, did you have any experience when you were in the AHL where someone from the team who's affiliate in the NHL, they sent him down for a conditioning stint or like where a real deal NHLer comes down? And if, it, if you did, was it like, oh, there's a reason this guy is in the NHL and not here? Did you get to experience that at all? 
they're again. Can you pull your mic closer again? Sorry. Yeah. Again, the thing is, at that level, everybody, you're kind of all the same. As if you get hot, if you get uh, momentum, it's all about momentum. If you're playing as a regular shift, you get momentum, you get in the game, you get in the flow, and you know, minimize mistakes. You're gonna have opportunities. Um, when you're like me, you're coming off the bench in the third period. You're, you know, you got to, you got to do something special. And you're, you're tight. You've been sitting there for, you know, forty minutes, and now you get a shot to go. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, again, it's not as simple as that. And yeah, I've been around some great players. I've been on the ice with, uh, I, I spent summer skating with uh, Brian Trottier and Ron Gay. And, you know, and Pat LaFontaine, I mean, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Yeah. There are certain guys that, how, how is, how, how does he do that? You know, you, and no matter how hard you work, you just can't compete. So, yeah, mm-hmm. when you get into the superstar level, it's, they play a different game because they, um, they see the game, it's slower. They just, the game is slower for them. There's just more time, they're more relaxed. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure it's that way with every sport. Like you're, I mean, Kyle's our baseball guy, I, but you know, there's no way. Are they, are they throwing just as fast in the minor leagues in baseball as in the majors? And is no. that about accuracy at that point? Not this. No, they're no. Not. There's if somebody's really a standout, if they can, if they can hit triple digits consistently, they're they're getting moved up, and we're going to work on that control. There aren't yeah, a lot of guys in the minors who are throwing like 101 miles an hour consistently, and they're like, yeah, he's just a little too wild. Nothing we can do to him. That's kind of a rarity. Yeah, you know, I, I think the major leagues in every sport, the the, the cream rises pretty quickly. You know, the, there's there's that margin, that gray area. On um, you know, hockey, it's the last you know the taxi squad, the last mm-hmm. you know four or five guys they move up and down. But you know, the guys who are there belong there, and you can tell right away. There's no there's no question. Everybody who's on the margin, you got to find a way to create your space or just have longevity until you catch on before you get too old. Yeah, so that's it. Just interesting, I mean, like still the gap between the minors and the majors of any sport. Because I remember, I don't remember what his name is, but there's some career AHL guy that's like above point per game, like crushes it in the AHL. He's like a real yeah. superstar in the AHL. And you would think, looking at those numbers, like that guy's at least like a point six point per game guy in the NHL. Every time they bring him up, I don't know if it's nerves or fear. It's like he's just a ghost, a shadow. And I've like looked at forums of people talking about it, and they're like, yeah, look at the speed he can play in the AHL, and then look at him try and pull that. In the NHL, immediately a defenseman is on his ass, and and he's knocked down, and the puck is gone. You know, and so it, it's interesting. Sometimes what works at the lower level just doesn't work at the higher level. You know, in in basketball, there are guys who just they they're great passers, right? They're point guard. They always have a like, an eye in the back of their head, etc. And then they go for passes that work in high school or college at the pro league. Nah, mm-hmm. everybody's arms are longer. What look like threading the needle passes to him were actually closed holes, and they, he, he turns it over a lot. And when you see people like like just some no-name bruiser from the NHL will be like, oh, I'm going to go play a, a pickup game with like the best beer leaguers in Boston or whatever. And then it's like, this guy looks like a fool next to regular NHLers. And then he goes out yeah. there and it's like yeah. the fucking Harlem Globetrotters music is going and he's dipsy doodling. <laughs> he's, he's hitting it over his stick on both sides, making people look like assholes. And it's like, wait, but you're the guy, you have four goals in your career. And he's like, yeah, and I was the best kid on every team I ever played on. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. and, and that's how it has to be for every single person in the NHL or MLB or NFL. Like, every single one of those guys. And Arian talked about this. Arian Foster of the Texans was like, mm-hmm. "You're in a room with 
people who have never experienced until this very moment being the second best on the team. Everyone yeah. shows up yeah. being yeah. the guy on whatever football, basketball, baseball team it is. It's just crazy. The, Wait, the, the level of skill you need. When you play with those really good players, I played with some NHL guys. It's like, it's they pass so fucking hard, I can't catch it. So I just keep my stick still, and they effectively pass to my tape. Imagine if I was playing catch. You the glove. Imagine <laughs> if I was playing catch and I didn't catch it, and it's like I don't know what your problem is. I held my glove still. You know, like it, <laughs> the, 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 I did my part. Your job is to hit the webbing of the glove. That's what they do all the time, and it, yeah, it's, it, they make me look good when I'm not. Mm-hmm. Those technique things, you—that's you, something you. It's an understanding you acquire, and when you find it, oh, is it that fucking easy? And that hat, like stick handling and, and catching it, like those hard passes, it's absorption. But you got to understand that it's a, it's a re, you can't think about it. You got to let go and let the puck do the work, you know. And you see, you, you can tell very quickly somebody who's played at a high level of any sport because there's a certain ease. And that ease is just familiarity. It means it's something you just, you're comfortable doing it and you can absorb it and it's, it's, it's part of it. You know? mm-hmm. And the thing is, to maintain that ease and that, uh, that, that softness, actually, as you rise up through levels of pressure. Because as you play, the pressure gets heavier. And it's more speed, more pressure. And it's the guys who don't feel the pressure who really excel. Or the guys who just are there so confident and so at ease. that I, um, I played a little bit with Ray Bork. We did some um, pro-amp stuff, some uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, charity stuff. And uh, I remember I love playing with Ray Bork because he... I was playing forward. This is like maybe five, six years ago. And I remember just watching Ray and I, I kind of knew what he's going to do. And he would just come around the net with a puck and I just split the D and he would just lay it out like a, like a rifle shot. But because it all clicks back in, just absorb it, you know, and just, it's something where you just, you see a guy like that, like he's just, it's just so soft. It doesn't, he doesn't panic. He doesn't, because the minute you doubt something, the minute you have, uh, a thought you're dead if you think about it you're dead because it's so fast it's reactive it's so fast it's reactive I it's not like that I, for us mortals i just hold my stick still I, I hope he doesn't pass to me because i know he can do this on it oh it's coming <laughs> <You know? laughs> don't move <laughs> yeah i remember when i would when i would play there would be there was a guy i played with and this was just for a nothing no big deal high school team not a uh one of my better teams but like the coach would get on to this guy uh and be like you know dan you you have to let someone else get a chance like every time you're dangling in you can't take the shot every time and so like it would be a close game sometimes like 2-2 and it'd be in the third and he'd like clearly stop himself from scoring and then like wait for someone else to catch up and like try and keep it in i'd be like just dan just score just score it just, 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 i i hated yeah, that he was, he was the guy that would show up he's the guy that would show up drunk and hide every single practice and you couldn't tell him not to because he was so good it's like why are we down by one when the score is whatever you want it to be literally <laughs> yeah, sometimes he'd be like hey taylor i'm gonna get a first period hat trick watch that's how he talked he'd be like i'm gonna get first pe-. not not because not that's the way he talked just because when he was like wasted he just start talking like i'm gonna get a first period hat trick watch this and, then, and sometimes he would get the puck and skate back towards me because i played going and be like taylor watch this and then he'd <laughs> just dangled by everyone's score easily and then instead of going to like high five all the people he, he played with because we played on a lot of teams together he'd be like taylor 
march skate all the way back and celebrate with just me. It was it was fun. It was fun we, to win those. Where you guys, where you guys from? St. Louis. Atlanta. Oh, you're a blues fan, of course. Blues yes, fan, yes. Well, the blues are doing badly. That's why my background right now is when we got knocked out in the first round by Mike Yo, because we are getting butt fucked by the Colorado Avalanche right now. It's been brutal. We got guys on COVID. We got guys injured. It's devastating. I'm going to owe Kyle. Right. We're going to get swept, and I'm going to owe Kyle twenty more dollars uh, because we have five. Kyle's an Avalanche. That's his team for this season. And I'm always the Blues guy. Woody has the Carolina Hurricanes, who are tremendous. This very good, tremendous. That'd be a really cool one. I hope great is it going to be if I pick the fucking yeah. Stanley Cup winner preseason. Yeah, you you just team. decided on the Colorado Avalanche because. <laughs> He was like, I'm going to move. I'm moving to Colorado. What's their team name? Avalanche. Okay, I'm an Avalanche fan. <laughs> That's my team. <laughs> you just happened to jump. And you're, you've always been one to say, like, I don't follow teams when they suck. Fuck that. And you just happened upon jumping into, like, what is going to be a golden era of the Colorado Avalanche. They're going to be one of the best teams in the league for I years. might learn what one of their players is called. Nathan <laughs> McKinnon. He's got seven points in two games against the Blues. It's just oh, ruining his he's kid. My yeah. favorite player. Yeah, yes, Nathan McKinnon. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, can Nathan McKinnon. You, can, you Number... guys, can you guys link in a video? Because since you're hockey fans, I want I want to show you something that you, I think you're going to Is enjoy. this an NHL video? Or did... If it's we, NHL, I, they don't let you show it. I'm not going to say. I'm going to surprise you. There's a way you can link you a video. You can't surprise me with a copyrighted video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, they'll, they'll take us down if we try and show any NHL I, video. I, I, I did a Wheaties commercial as a hockey player. Uh-huh. It's, it's probably on YouTube, and you, you got to see the mullet. The mullet. <laughs> I think we can look at it privately, and we could probably even take a screenshot of it and like and, and yeah. show people. Can and what is that? it called? Wheaties commercial. It put a Wheaties ice hockey commercial, circa nineteen eighty six. It's probably on. My, it's probably on one of my YouTube channels. It's probably on my uh, James C. Burns channel. Nineteen eighty five. Eighty five. Yeah, sure. Eighty five. Yeah, still playing. Yeah. Man, Wheaties just don't look good. Okay. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. No, Wheaties don't look good. Like, like. No, Wheaties. Is that you the with the mullet? Ooh, are you number seven? I'm the guy in the blue, man. Yeah. <laughs> you guys all found it, but I didn't. I just searched yeah. Wheaties commercial 1985. Here it is. They look terrible. <laughs> the cereal. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. I love, I love the wink. Oh yeah, <laughs> the the open. No. What the big boys eat? <laughs> what the that, that happened. That happened by accident. I was I was walking in for a practice in a rink in New Jersey, and the girls who said, likes Wheaties. I can pretend to. Both <laughs> yeah. sent me to the. I was I was a pro am skate, and I was uh, you know summer hockey. I was going back to Europe, and uh, I walked into the it's like a four rink facility. And I walk in. It's my first day there. And the girl sends me to the wrong locker. There's a girl in front. Are you here for the auditions? I go, uh, I, yeah, sure. Where, 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 where? So you're in locker room four. And I just had no idea. And I walk in. There's not a hockey player in the room. They're all like guys with figure skates and speeds. You know, like the mm. half hockey. And I go out there. I hit the rink. And I can, I'm, I'm a player, right? And then long story short, guy walks up. He goes, you here for the audition? I go, no, I'm here because I'm skating with lose guys today. And he goes, wait a second. Can you, because you mind coming and eating some cereal? I go, what's going on? I said, we're doing a week commercial. I sat down. That's, and that's what it was five minutes later. That's all it was. Did they that's give it. you that shirt to wear? And they're like, all oh, right, yeah, now I look off. up. 
and gesture had, to us with the spoon and go, it's what big boys eat. I had, they gave me the shirt. <laughs> I had my face in a box. Jesus, thing. what a f- opportunity just handed to you. Yeah, uh, just walk in. Just walk in. <laughs> Some people are like, I want to be on a Wheaties box. No, you just you walked just into walk the in. room and they starred in a Wheaties commercial? Yeah, you Mr. Oh, no, Magooed your way into a commercial. <laughs> you're auditioning for a Wheaties commercial. I the just 80s happened was a different to walk time, boys. Locker room by accident, and then I got on, and I I didn't know any better. I got on the wrong. There's four rinks. And there's a lot of activity, so I went to the mm-hmm. wrong rink. They picked you over <laughs> everyone trying to get this job. Yeah, because I was a look at that. Player. Look at that guy's hair. Love it. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's all about the hair, man. It's all about the mullet. Always about the mullet. That is some mm-hmm. strong hockey. It's hair. A strong mullet. It's right. a damn shame. Damn shame yeah. what happened to him. <laughs> isn't it, isn't, I would think like something like a mullet would be dangerous in hockey, a sport where you've got fights where people are always grabbing and pulling on each other. It seems like somebody get a big fist full of that hair. And, and traditionally, you're not supposed to pull hair, but Tom Wilson changed the game just a couple weeks ago with, Why, with you, his hair pulling. You think, you think dreadlocks in NFL are safe? The guys with the with the with the no, uh, I don't. I wouldn't hair. have those either. Yeah. yeah, those seem like a terrible idea. I don't know what is going through their heads. Where like you look at an NFL guy and his hair is down to his ass, and it's like. It's going to get pinched or something, and, and gonna it's just gonna, it's going to be like D from It's Always Sunny, where just a patch of skull oh. just out. Oh. Just, oh. That's no, crazy. you don't want that. That's I would, I would be like, well, I mean, it wouldn't have to be that short. Just fit in the fucking house. I'd shave it's it short, short, short. I'd have nothing to worry about. I'd, I'd go Mark Messier style. Just freaking cut it off, oh. And, oh. and you'd have no hair issues to deal with. If I was a professional didn't Mark Messier, athlete. Didn't Mark Messier do that like as an aggressive answer to going bald? Like I before he went probably, fully bald, he probably. was like, "I'm I'm gonna be, I'm gonna win this one." No, he, no, no. Yeah, he <laughs> could see he was losing the Norwood battle and yeah. shaved it yeah. off. Someone asked me the other day, LeBron or uh, Michael, and I was like, Michael, every single time. Like he's, he he won more championships and he was a man about losing his hair. He didn't glue some shit on his head. Did LeBron's he just lose his hair is he funnier i I just the sweatband thing have you seen this when his oh i've seen his hair fall off his head during during a game he had a sweatband push his fake hair up but it all crumpled catch me up here Uh, what let me see if i lebron james so lebron james is bald like legit and but he glues this fake hair onto the top of his head like astroturf but when, you know, you're playing basketball at a professional level, he's playing 30 fucking minutes or whatever. He's sweaty as hell, and he's got that sweatband on his forehead. Well, it gets pushed up, and it, like, pushes the AstroTurf up so it's all, like, popped up. And either one, one of his teammates is like, yo, your hair, your hair's falling out. <laughs> and he's just like, Shit. I have never seen that before. Somebody that touched me up. That and is his hair. Brand- that is brand management right there. That is brand <laughs> management. I love it. His hair, oh it looks like uh, like the front line where it was looks like, it looks like his hair is like washing up on the beach and it's receding, like leaving. A <laughs> you know when you out. pull a sticker off and there's a little residue left? <laughs> yeah. That's what he's yeah. got going on <laughs> yeah. there. Oh my God. That's, a, that's outstanding. Uh, outstanding. Yeah. He should have, he should have gone, gone more graceful. Does he, he look good? Does he look good now? He's got all his no. hair put back I mean, he looks good when it's all faked on there. It's inconsistent, they, yeah. It's inconsistent. Like, he always looks different. You never know which LeBron you're going to get. Like, like, isn't he it, worth, is like, it, is it sticker million? got pulled off too quickly, LeBron? Or is it, like, Arsenio Hall LeBron? You don't know. Arsenio. I, I wouldn't want to... I would, I mean... Is he going to have that thing Will Smith had in the 90s where it's, like, raised up three inches, like a big big thing? Like, you don't know what, he's get, what you're getting. Come back Shave that shit though. off. Shave that shit off. You're worth, yeah. like, $100 million. More, Give me a million right? dollars. What's he yeah. worth? Quarter billion? Oh, oh probably oh, a quarter billion, if if not more. How many endorsements and everything? How many like, shoes is he selling? 
He's a billion dollar baby. Yeah, I, probably, I, probably. I don't know. Yeah, that, I don't. I don't watch basketball. I read right, some about, about half a billion. It says, but who knows? It's the end. half bill. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, with the endorsements, especially. I, ridiculous nah, money. So you far. Would think with that money, you could get that fixed. I, I bet hair replacement surgery is more difficult for black people. I bet it's a different kind of <laughs> thing going on. Like for real, you know, they've got different hair. Probably, yeah, it might because be I've seen white people get it, and it's like holy shit. Like like yeah. Jake Paul got hair replacement surgery, and you can't tell. What? Yeah, really? Yeah, like like that's not his hair, fucking hair. Like he he oh, lost I his didn't. hair like four years ago. <laughs> they, they hooked him up. Not not Jake Logan. Logan Logan got the fake hair. Logan Paul. Um, but uh, and and a bunch of people have. Um, I, I can't think of them off the top of my head. Derek's done videos on them. You know, more plates, more dates. But um, this is clearly like a case of like. If money could buy this, it would be bought, and it hasn't been bought. So, like, yeah, he needs like requisition scientists to start devoting time to this because <laughs> whatever he's doing, it's not working. Yeah, he needs something out of a beaker, not something oh, that actually, came off of a fucking golf course. See, but I, I, I think you're missing the point here. This is brand management. This is giving conversation. This is making LeBron James even more well known. There's no bad <laughs> oh, publicity. It's yeah. all bad publicity. Everyone, it's like this is one more reason to talk about LeBron James, and he wins. There is I no bad he'd... publicity. Quote by Jared Fogel. <laughs> 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 no, now everybody knows about my sandwiches, and that uh, well, they know about something else also. <laughs> they know about something I liked even more than sandwiches. But, but we do know Jared Fogel, though. We do know the name. Right? I already knew him, him even bigger. Yeah, but I knew him from the sandwiches. Well, he now, he probably is bigger now. I bet he's plumped up on prison food. <laughs> what if he comes out and gets these fat and it's like Subway's like, all right, we're gonna have to double down. You know, it's a big business. You know, Subway can not only help you lose weight, it'll Cure heal you from being a pedophile. <laughs> and he's just like eating a sandwich. Look, I can I can be in the same room as kids as long as there are officers in between us. You know, so how because many of Subway. years did he get? Do you guys know how many years? Oh, he bunch. gets out in 2028. You're oh, kidding me, really? Because. Because like I think like he had child porn and like maybe there was some evidence that he'd done something with a young girl. So we actually into, yeah. there was something. Yeah. yeah, we looked into it once because because we have this thing or I have this thing I'll say where like I feel like they call like 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 a guy will be like nineteen and have a seventeen year old girlfriend or something and they'll be like pedophile and it's like well wait a minute nah. I don't I don't think that's a pedophile boys like but. But like if if there's like a forty year old man going after like an eight year old girl, all right, fucking pedophile, yeah, that, fucking that, pedophile. Yeah, like like yeah. I just like to draw some distinctions in there every now and then. But I'm pretty sure Jared Fogel was a fucking pedophile. Jared Fogel um, looks pretty good right now. Does he? What? The other you, got, you got like some recent prison pics of him or something? This is oh, 2018, damn. so you know it's not now. now. Oh, dude, the stress though. Wait, the stress was, was of he, the last three years? Was he in prison at this point, or was he still yes. not? Oh, he's he in was. prison for a long time. At this point, I think. Why is he wearing a suit? Is this like some sort of review hearing or something? Uh, I, I have, let me read into it. I think, guys, the the picture you want is to be in the in the executive office at Subway Sandwiches when they got the news. Oh, you, you, right. <laughs> what yeah. was going on today? And the, hey, by oh by the way, uh, board of directors, yeah. Yeah, there's a situation we got to talk to you about today. No, yeah. no yeah. worries. Oh, it's the and chicken you, teriyaki for the summer. We're we're way ahead of you. Trust me, it's going to be a big seller. <laughs> we're bringing back the five dollar footlongs. Oh, and Jared, it turns out Jared's a pedophile. 
Right. Yeah. Ooh, that's bad. They're probably like, please just have murdered someone. Please. Yeah, please. <laughs> please just have killed someone in cold blood. And you, I know, you, I guarantee, because there's always one guy. There was one guy in like the head marketing area of Subway who, as they were hiring him initially, he's like, this guy just gives me the creeps, man. Like, I don't <laughs> like it. I don't like this. All right. I'm outvoted. I'm out. And you just he was know that guy's asking around. for kids in the commercials. They're Subway yeah. sandwiches. We don't market to children. <laughs> we, we market to adults a lot, but he just surrounded by. I've got. He was always of him. pushing the Happy Meal. All right. He always <laughs> wanted us to have a Happy Meal competitor. He was. He, he brought in kids to to test for it. It was weird. What was he doing with all those kids? Just being a fucking pedophile. He was just being a pedophile. Oh, look <laughs> at him with all the kids. Look, look at him with all the kids. kids. Oh, and man, he's saying, exactly. you're not going to believe what comes after. Is it just me? <laughs> Is it just me? But like, look at oh, look those little kids. Don't they look like hey, they want just, Jared? Unfortunately, the word footlong has two as the connotation is all blown up now. It's you know, oh, he's a six inch. He's a, he's a six inch cold cut man for sure. Look, look at that little girl on the bottom right. She's looking at him like, you're going to talk to me about a beef and Swiss sandwich after what you just tried in the coat closet. Really? <laughs> no, she's like, you're going you're, you're to try and sell me on a, on a kid's great pouch. You, you better get me a lot of those macadamia nut cookies, buddy, because I'm talking. And that guy, the bearded guy in the back who looks like a bodyguard. Fucking tremendous failure. Huge failure. He's protecting Jared, not the kids. Yeah, he's he, was in <laughs> he was. He was in order. That's Jared's guard. He's was the that's, groomer, that's, is he? I gotta say, those kids are looking at Jared a bit longingly. No, he's got a bag of cookies. On no, in, he doesn't. But entrapment, you know. huh? Is that your argument, yeah. Kyle? I don't know. That that one girl, bottom right, like she's she's giving him the eyes. No, no, no. That's her mom, and she's not having. Look at look at that girl. Like the one right on the bottom left hand there, like the little girl. That that's someone's mom. Look look at her face. She is. She she knows she freaking she knows <laughs> she, she knows she's got a she's got a sixth sense. <laughs> Wait a minute, this guy's wrong. This is wrong. I'm, I'm gonna grab my daughter here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There should be a bunch of fathers in there pulling kids out of the picture. Where Did, are the fathers? Was Jared about little boys or little fathers? girls? Little girls. I, uh, yes, I think it was I'm almost girl. positive it was little girls. Yeah, could have been a mix. I'm not sure, but he yeah. regardless is a pedophile. So, in prison, how's that translate? If it's little boy, she child probably be dead, but with little girls, oh, it doesn't matter. Break. No, nope. so like usually, uh, so I've been to prison. Um, so <laughs> we have a subject so, matter expert, yeah. Um, so I spent a, a couple months in a federal prison, but um, but but uh, and, and I didn't get any experience about pedophiles there myself, but I talked to plenty of prisoners who had their own pedophile experiences. Usually, those guys are in their own unit. Or even their own prison. So, like the idea that like a pedophile just gets thrown to the wolves is usually not true. Um, it, like, like more likely the circumstance would be like he's done pedophilia before, but now he's arrested for like whatever grand theft auto, and then right. the other prisoners find out that in the past he was a pedophile, and then they do something awful to him. But it wouldn't matter, girls, boys, um, whatever. Like, like they he's put all the, up. they put all the pedophiles in one prison called a. A pedul ter uh, uh, <laughs> pedul pedul something. It's called a rapuary. <laughs> a rapuary. I believe it's called the Catholic Church. Oh, no. no. <laughs> hot take. Yeah. Yeah. that one. That's brand brand new material. Yeah, they usually put those guys in their own unit, in their own unit or their own prison because otherwise they'll get eaten alive. Uh, they'll get murdered. They'll get beaten. They'll get castrated like something awful they should take that it. unit and combine it with the scared straight stuff and really teach those kids a lesson oh you just, 
You get some misbe. Get some. Change the name of the program. Get some smart math. Twelve year olds in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think. Except uh, instead of scaring them straight, they're all like super kind to them and try to get them back to their cell. Yeah, they're all like, like, like reaching cool. The That's no big deal. That's yeah, no big deal. No big deal, dude. You'll be fine. You know, I got a cool stereo system back in my cell. You want to see it? Yeah. Isn't that what, how the pedophile tried to lure you? That's literally my pedophile experience. Yeah, when Woody was a kid, there was a pedophile who was like, I got a cool stereo system back at home. And like 12-year-old Woody is like, for reals? <laughs> <laughs> I really thought twice you about it. track <laughs> <laughs> You almost got raped. You got some BGs back home? Let's go. Yeah. That, that's what how I learned to play pool. Literally, I learned to play pool from a pedophile who was trying to seduce me. <laughs> Wait, was like, that, yeah, the same, that was the same guy? Stroke. Yeah. Back and forth, Woody. Back and forth. <laughs> Did he ever stand? Did he ever stand behind you and help you shoot? Yes. yes. <laughs> How else do you teach someone to play pool? It's you, all you... the rear end, Woody. That's where you get your power from. Right here, right on your glute. Right <laughs> Feel, feel, feel how my hips are moving. Feel how, my <laughs> feel feel how our hips are in sync. Hey. I hope he chalked his cue before. He <laughs> <laughs> it turns yeah, from you, a, you, a lube to kind of a yeah. soap. Hey, uh, let me put my ball in your pocket. Oh my! Oh, <laughs> oh no! He, he went there with it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I ever had any pedophile experiences as a kid. I was warned of pedophiles, of course. Like, like yeah, I think when I was like, I was warned like very early because, like, you know, I. I um, that's that's I, when you should. That's when they want you. It's smart, right? Like, because like I, I spent most of my like early child when I'm like five, like I spent weekends with my grandmother, and she would always warn me like, don't, don't get away. Like a pedophile will get you and they'll torture you to death. And I was just like, ah, ah, like like they'll. They'll just, they'll cut you to ribbons, and I was just so scared all the fucking time, like like in, in fucking stores and if shit. If I like, had quarters, I would have had no use for that pedophile. But even like a dollar twenty five was it? Because he oh okay, you don't know this. He it was an food. arcade, right? It was a video game arcade. You know, back before everyone had video games at their house, so you'd go to the arcade, and in the back of it, they had pool tables and uh, pinball and shit like that. And uh, this guy was an adult with what seemed like an endless amount of money. I mean, sometimes as much as two dollars. And uh, <laughs> is that a roll in your quarters, Mister? A roll of I saw this guy. There was a game that um, you know, you could like put quarters into extend your game. That wasn't always a thing. It was kind of a new concept. Right. This guy would take a fucking roll of quarters and put it on the glass, implying like I'm not going anywhere. If you're hoping you're next go to dinner and come back because I have an entire roll of quarters, which was an unfathomable amount of money to me. And I'm mm -hmm. like, like, how does he do this? And then one day he came still dressed as a postal carrier. And that was his bottomless supply of money. What it takes to be rich to a young kid is not a lot. Like yeah, a I, I remember, yeah, like 45K a year will do it. Yeah, I remember because we are talking about twenty five dollars, like, right? That's what a roll of quarters is. It 20 is it 20 or 25? I'm not even sure. In my head, it's 25. Not, not it's a like, lot. Not a lot of money. It'd be a hundred quarters, right? And then what they do? Yeah. I don't know. I hadn't rolled change since I was a kid. I don't know. I, I yeah, I haven't done that either. It's I remember my ten dollars. Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Ten bucks. Yeah. There's oh. forty of them. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever yeah. do that, Taylor? Like, like I, I don't know. In, at my house, my dad back then, like nobody used debit cards. Debit card. Um, by, everybody used cash. So mm -hmm. every night, my dad yeah. would come home and he'd take his change and he'd throw it in a coffee can. 
like, yeah. like whatever was in his pocket. And then at the end of the year, there'd be like literally four coffee cans worth of change. And, uh, and me and my sister would sit there and roll all this change up and cash it in. And it would be like, like, like that was our money. Like, like, like that was the money we, that my sister yeah. and I would get to spend on our own Christmas presents on top of like whatever Santa Claus and mom and dad and the relatives brought us. It was like, here you go, kids, you roll it up, you get to keep it. And it would be like a significant amount of money. Like it takes eight. forever to do it. it that, that's why my parents, like, like, that's why they were like, just take this money, kids. Like, like this will be a great Christmas present. You'll learn a little bit of your your fingers will smell like <laughs> copper for a week, and uh, you're gonna get but that it would be like, like six to eight hundred dollars. Whoa! And you would but, like I remember oh, like just I, I four, like, like four coffee cans full of change. When you said yeah. it was a significant amount of money, I'm like probably at least twelve. Like I, I oh no, <laughs> like like four or five coffee cans full of change, like like full like. I have no concept of what that is. I don't keep my eight hundred dollars at this point. Ja I do that, but I just give it to Jackie. Like it goes in her purse. Anything that's not, yeah. I, I care. I like a really thin wallet, so there's only twenties in it. Same. And Same. Uh, got, like the little thing, like you have. If I spend anything and I end up with like a ten and a couple ones, it's like Jackie, take this. This is yours. And then, um, then the Coin Star was invented. You guys are familiar with the Coin Star machine? Sure. Yeah, where they like they take like fifteen yeah. percent of your shit. Yeah. They do, but then you don't smell like pennies for a week. That's true. It is. It, it is takes, better. I remember being able to use that. It takes two minutes as opposed to two weeks. So, yeah, as an adult, it really is a better option because it's yeah. like you know what I, I don't have time to roll this shit. My time <laughs> is worth more than the change rolling time. But you're, it was funny. I think Kyle or or Woody, one of you said you have no idea how easy it is to convince a kid like you're rich. I remember in kindergarten having like an I've said it before, but like an earnest argument, like converse, a car, conversation with like other kindergartners, like. You, do you think your family's worth a hundred dollars? And kids like, no, I think we do okay, but a hundred dollars? I don't think so. And and people are asking, and I'm like, I don't know, a hundred dollars. Like, like in our head, it's like this is like we're just learning to count. We haven't even gotten there yet. We haven't understood <laughs> money better at five years old than you did. This 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 may be a unique thing to you. I mean, I know, my, my dad always had cash. My dad always had cash, so I was kind of. I didn't have aware. access to cash in kindergarten. I was five. They didn't give me anything. Well, I would see the cash, though, you know. Uh -huh. you know I, I wasn't paying attention, I guess. $100 bills were a big deal when I was a kid. You know, I guess yeah. someone had one, you might get a chance to hold it and look at it. It was, a, it was an oddity. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it's, it seems really gauche now, but there's this picture of me as an infant, like, in a pile of $100 bills. Um, and it's, it, it, it's an, yeah, it wasn't gauche then, though. I, I don't know. Parents rap artists were they rappers? <laughs> oh, this is Did, Will Kyle. <laughs> he had a diamond grill. This no, team. they worked, like, he, you know, he worked a lot with cash, and, he, and he's always been a poker player, so there was always a lot of cash on hand to for, for poker and stuff. And uh, I don't know, there's a picture of me as like this little baby. Oh, I may have it somewhere. I'll see if I can laying find it. on a pile of dirty mo poker money. Yeah, laying on a pile of dirty poker money. I, like, <laughs> like that's what strengthened my immune system. You smell like cigars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's and pussy. Nice. You were a pretty cool kid then. I was real, real badass. I never got any cool photos of me taken with money. All the pictures I have of like, I don't think like, there is such a thing. <laughs> I have like goofy ones where like my grandparents, my mom would like put me and my brother or brothers in like a cowboy hat. And like make us do that, but even then, my youngest brother's too young. I, I would have said no at the time had they tried that again. But yeah, there was. Do you ever go back and look at those? I need to. I need to go in my basement and look through some pictures and see if I can find some embarrassing family photos. That would be fun to poke through it. and see if I can find those. You found it, you guys. Do you guys remember your first credit card? Uh, yeah. I mean, I remember I got it 
early 20s. And I don't remember. Yeah, I think I was instructed to get one in college because they give them out to anybody if you're a yeah, college yeah, yeah. student. And you can start and building credit. And that table set up by the mm-hmm. alumni hall. Yeah, you yeah. They all know this. if you're a yeah. college kid, your parents probably will pay your bill for you. So they just hand them out like candy. Mine was uh, for ninety, I think ninety-five dollar limit on a credit card. What is that? <laughs> it's Kyle in a pile of money. It, can you can you that's can you, you with your fingers, Kyle? It's just like baby me in a pile of money. Jesus. For Dude, a minute, I is... thought it was you're showing us a crypto or something, some type of crypto coin. Meet, but I think it's only like four thousand dollars <laughs> now that I look at it more. Of course, I guess that was four thousand dollars of eighty-six money. Yeah, you should have put it in Bitcoin. Yeah. Oh God. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe if it existed. It. <laughs> you have like a hundred dollars. Yeah, should put it in over a hundred. Over. Yeah, he would be <laughs> should put it in there. Dogecoin. I, what's been going on with Elon Musk and Dogecoin? Did he say something about it on SNL? I saw that like people were discussing right. it, but I don't I watch saw SNL. It was, it was super high, and then like I know a bunch of people were talking like he's going to go on SNL and it's going to go to the moon, and then he said something about it. I don't know what, and it caused it to go I, down drastically. I'm heavy into Doge, heavy, okay? I, I oh. do crypto. And uh, here's my theory on this. Because you got to think about Elon Musk over a, a long narrative arc. So one of the smartest people ever to walk the planet, right? So, and he got me because I, I, felt, I felt for the, uh, this impending explosion theory, but I forgot about the, uh, about the old mantra of investment. You know, you... You invest on the rumor, you sell on the fact, right? On the news. And the yeah. rumor, you know, going up is flying up. I was in it. I was in early, and then I saw a bounce from 60 to 65 to 70. So I, it's going. So I got caught. I went heavy right before the SNL. Oh, and I no. go, so when you say you're heavy into crypto, you're heavy at 65 into crypto? Into Doge, you're saying? Into Doge? Doge. Okay, Doge, okay, Doge, okay, yeah. okay. But 65 cents. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Carry on, please. You're thinking of Bitcoin, which is a, a certain type of crypt, uh, cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah. And it hit 65 First, grand that tricked me up. Here's what, here's what I figured out. Did it on purpose. He had some type of buyers. He, 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 he probably had a sell set up so that when it maxed out on 72, he probably hit a sell button. And then it all crashed. He went back and he bought. It went down to 21 yesterday. And you know he bought in back at 21 with the profits he made. That's yeah. that's how these guys think. That's I, how I saw wait, someone. Wait, 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 This is an evidence-free theory that Elon Musk ran up the price to seventy-two, <laughs> oh, sold totally it all, accurate. and then bought it this all back is... at twenty-one based on him being a genius walking the earth. Well, wouldn't, well wouldn't he owned a high enough? Of wouldn't that a genius, genius do that though? Isn't that something? <laughs> if that he had a crystal owns? ball. Well, but I mean, like he he owned enough of it, and like I I don't know enough about crypto or even mm. investing, but I was I was reading about it, and it was like, I mean. Like, apparently, because, because, because they can print Dogecoin, they know who's buying it, or the person who owns it buys it. And someone was like, hey, someone bought $1.5 billion worth of Doge this morning. Who do you think it was? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, a, LeBron James. I don't know. If that's true, it's probably Elon Musk. <laughs> you know, I don't think. Uh, I don't think Anyone you know, I know who does well with, with big zero, a lot of zeros, seven and eight zeros, have the same attitude. I will never buy anything that I do not know who I'm going to sell it to. That is a theory across the board. They investors don't like most of us. Where I'm, I'm a, uh, I'm a gambler. I don't know anything. But most guys who do invest for real, they know exactly what's going to happen, and it's not. There's no risk because they, they, they have either controls, and most people I know who have, Uku Cash have inside information. They can kind of keep make. They can lay their bed pretty easily. 
And this way, going to happen with crypto. Being what, someone what? who who does not follow that same mantra of mm -hmm. knowing who you're going to sell something to before you buy it. Did you see Conor McGregor's new watch? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes, I so, did. <laughs> so here's a here's an here's a uh, censored version of it, which is the only one that we can show on the show. <laughs> um, it is. Oh, that's a, hilarious. I don't know what kind of watch this is to begin with because I'm not a watch guy. A Jacob and Co. Rasputin. Okay, so a Jacob and Co. Rasputin, which is probably already like, I don't know, a half million dollar watch or something. I don't know, I'm guessing. But all I know is he put enough diamonds on it to make it worth over $1.5 million. And then he had it this custom shit done. So he pushes a button and that little window in the bottom opens up. And one of the, the swans goes, ting tong, ting tong, as the dude plows the girl in, from behind. Like he, he thrusts into her on a, on, like, like with the ticking of the, of the clock. This is just master craftsmanship. It is incredibly that is actually true. trashy. Well, but it it's is really, master craftsmanship. It is. Can you imagine <laughs> the guy in like fucking, I want to imagine Switzerland, who was like requisitioned for this and was like, I've been making all of the finest watches for all the world's billionaires for many years. And he's like, you, I want you to make you one, except it's me fucking a girl in the ass every time it ticks. Every fucking time. Fuck, 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 fuck. And it's, it's like, I, I guess I can do this for you, Mr. McGregor. <laughs> Your accents were money for that. <laughs> That's what he needs. It's, it is so fucking funny to have this much money. <laughs> Do you know? Do you think to, to have this much money to do this and to not have any trouble sleeping that night? Like it, it, it didn't even cross his mind. The way I will buy Chipotle, like <laughs> is the way he does a ass fucking. I'm assuming ass fucking. I'm gonna go with just, that. Maybe it's maybe it's you know laying. He's, he's hitting the pussy from behind. Sometimes I don't know, you can't tell angle. from an angle like that. And I, well, it really this angle, it's more up to what he is. You know what he decided. It's, he, yes, he dictated it. You get to uh, interpret As trashy as this is, let's just assume it's anal. <laughs> assume it's anal. <laughs> okay. like, like there's, there's no reason to like to, to not to give it the benefit anal. of the doubt. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the trashiest thing. This is the trashiest expensive thing I have ever seen. It is. I can't it think is. of anything as, as expensive and simultaneously as trashy, ever. And I and and like. That's saying something in our current world, right? Where, where you've got people who just do crazy shit all the time with money. Right. Like, like those people holding bricks of money to their ear. That's classy compared really to like somebody fucking. The people who get like watch. gold leaf on their Lamborghinis. Classy compared to this. Cla watch. That is class. I, I kind of yeah. like that. I, the, um, the most opulent vehicle I've ever seen. It's, it's, it's nothing compared to what these people do, but um, there was this uh, preacher who had like one of those mega churches here in Atlanta, mm. and uh, he he pulled into our dealership once to like buy something else or like get something traded in. Um, like like he wasn't buying Ford. Don't don't misunderstand. But like because we had a dealer's license, he could get like cool shit brought in because he wanted to do d business with our uh, with our guy. Anyway, his it was either a Navigator or an Escalade. It was one of the two. It doesn't matter. But the inside was all alligator and mahogany. Oh. <laughs> like, like, like everything that should have been leather was alligator. Ooh. And everything that should have been plastic and like, like on the dash and stuff where you like tap it with your finger down, you're like, oh, this is a $100,000 vehicle with a plastic fucking dash. How does that work out? No, it's like mahogany inlaid and shit. Every, everything's metal, mahogany, or alligator. It was Dude, sick. This, this happens to me too often where like I hear like, oh, it was the most gauche terrible looking no class bad taste thing ever and they lay it out there and i'm like actually yeah. i think i like that i, I like think that. i an, an alligator interior 
that oh is, that wasn't i don't that's think that's my ghost, style though. like like that was just kind of fucking nice like, like is it alligators over the top cowboy boots they know. need a lone star edition but uh sunshine state edition f-150 yeah. the florida man f-150 oh the, glad you brought f-150 uh, f did you I'm see totally in favor of using reptiles for their skin for stuff like like, I, I can understand not wanting to kill a mink. Yeah, reptiles suck. Like, I was at the zoo just the other day, and I was, like, looking at the elephant, and I was with my, my fiancé, and I'm like, like, I love looking at the animals, but this makes me so sad. Like, mm -hmm. like one of the elephants is just, like, looking at a wall eating, probably because he's smart enough to be like, I'm tired of people gawking at me, I don't have enough space. And then, like, make him look at you, my butt. Then you look at, like, the other animals, and you're like, oh, man, that giraffe, he, I don't like him there either. He's probably smart enough, he, he shouldn't be there. And then you see the alligators, and the lizards, and the snakes, and it's like, there is no reason... Any more that you guys than the insects should not be kept. You have, you're not even with it. You just have a hind brain. It's eat, fuck, sleep. That's all they, they do. Like they, they don't even mind that they're captured. I'm feeling judged right here. Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> yeah, you can, yeah, they, and I think they, you just <laughs> talked trash about Kyle too. <laughs> they, could, they could take you guys, throw you in there. How <laughs> okay, dare you. Guys, you. <laughs> yeah, but Us fuck, reptilians. Fuck reptiles. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, did you see the new F-150 though, the Lightning? Yes. Mm -hmm. Looks pretty good. So they're, they're, I guess they've got a, a gasoline and an electric model. Obviously the electric model is the cool thing. Two versions, um, one with like 230 rain, miles of range and one with 300 miles of range. And uh, I think the 300 mile range one is like mid $50,000 mark, but the other one is around 43000 But then you've got that like um, federal uh, electric vehicle tax refund thing, which I believe is like, Something like seventy five hundred dollars, right? So seventy five hundred from forty three thousand, and you're into a pretty cheap electric F one fifty with two hundred thirty miles of range, and it's a four door. Yeah, I mean, oh, that was deal. one of the things. It's the Super Crew I read. Yeah, which is a. Is there more than one four door? Or does four I don't mean know. Super like they're crew. always changing shit, and I really yeah. don't keep up with the trend. I, I have a Super Crew. I have a Ford F one fifty. I have a King Ranch with a Super Crew. Oh, I like the King I, Ranch. Oh, it is. It, it it took me six months to find this truck. It's yeah, a special. Uh, it's called um. It's a kind of a brown metallic. It's it's gorgeous. Yeah, oh. but I, I got it. I've had it for a year. Then the then it comes out. They have the electric ones coming out. So I'm like, man, really? So what year is yours? 2020. 2020. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gorgeous. Mine's 2018. So some. I, I would really like the generator, which I think came out in 2020. Anyway. Probably won't get it. Probably just drive this truck for a long time. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, they that a nice truck. The new electric F one hundred and fifty looks super cool. It does the electric thing. Like it, you can um, plug things into it if that's a part of your use case. I think it's not for you, but I would like to camp and have that giant battery. Ah, I could do a little camping every now and then if it's, if it's weed involved. Okay, okay, I could see that. Yeah. Um, and it's super fast. <laughs> Like zero to sixty in less than four seconds. Does that? I think that's anything right. near four seconds. Zero to sixty in a truck is fast as hell. Yes. Yeah. It's 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 outrageously fast. It's really neat and it's uh, affordable. And they think they're it. It could change the way that people think about electric vehicles, right? Because right now they're kind of off to the side a little bit. Like the Teslas yeah. and Prius to some extent, or they're like, oh, it's a someone's made an alternative choice. But when there the F-150 is electric, someone's made a mainstream electric vehicle now. Mm -hmm. See how that affordably, changes the world. Affordably, because, because like on the, on the, when you look at what Hummer's doing, right, they're making an electric Hummer. It's $100,000, okay? That's not a mainstream fucking vehicle. When you're talking about something that after the tax credit is going to be 
$36,000, that's enough, that's super affordable. That's, that's super affordable. That's what like a new truck cost when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I don't... But it makes me think, where are they cutting costs on that? Like what, I mean, my, I have a King Ranch, which is, it's a luxury truck, right? Right. And it costs a lot more than that. Yeah, so, yeah. so where are they saving the money? That can be the technology. It can't it be that It could be profit yeah. margins too. Like this is a, an investment right. in the future trying to get a foothold in EV before the other guys do. So it's a loss I, leader then. It might be I have spite a, taking a bite out of Elon Musk as well. Yes, the, yeah. The I have a comparable truck. I have the Platinum, which is, you know, not, not far from the King Ranch. And uh, I think they have a lot of profit margin in it. Like, that could you can, be... You can, um, you can look at the invoice. Um, the, it, it would have a good bit of profit margin in it, but, you know... It, uh, well, actually, the, the invoice would have more to do with what the dealership is making, uh, now that I yeah, think about it. Not what Ford has but, but even the dealership has a lot of profit margin, like, built into every one of those little accessories... From your, you know, nav system to your stereo to everybody's systems. making money off of those of us who paid two thousand dollars for an upgraded radio. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When you're talking about a sixty, seventy thousand dollar truck, there's a lot of profit margin built. It in. just had to have the running boards, you know. Just had to have. Them. Dude, I love my running boards. They go up and down when you open the door. Just had to have the running boards. I had to have them. I I placed so much value, and I still do. I like it. My um, cruise control slows down when I catch up to the car in front of me. And uh, oh, yeah, 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 I don't know yeah. what I paid for that. It was worth a lot to me, but I'm sure the profit margins were delicious. You had the glass ceiling, the two panel glass roof. Yes, I, I it, in the lot loved it. I was like, man, this is amazing. It, it goes back so far. It's incredible, yeah. etc. I've opened that like twice in the last three years. I live in California. It's 110 degrees oh, okay. outside. I never use it. It like <laughs> yeah. bakes you inside. Like it's, I, yeah. I, I've opened it probably four times in two years. North Carolina has the best weather on the planet for four weeks a year. The two weeks headed into summer and the two weeks coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the times I might open it. So. Yeah, but that, uh, that truck's really cool. And the price point is extraordinary. Um, if that, if that, I wonder when the release date is. I did, that I did not look up. Let me see. Oh, F-150 Lightning. I wonder if it's, it's, they have saved on the weight because when you pull the, the internal combustion engine out of it, you're probably taking a lot of weight out of the truck, right? Just a motor? I don't know. The batteries, well, the batteries are too. super heavy. Batteries? Spring of yeah. 2022 is the answer, Kyle. God damn it. It's always a year away. And, and, and then, then, then next year, next January, it'd be like, yeah, maybe fall. Uh, you're thinking of Tesla. I bet Ford hits their dates. I could okay. be wrong. Holy but... shit. 563 horsepower, 775 <laughs> foot-pounds of torque. And a half ton. Uh, and it's instantaneous torque, mind you, because it's electric. Like, this isn't... Holy shit. Standard range uh, model, 18-inch wheels can hold a maximum 2,000 pounds of payload, which is just comparable to, like, the standard one. Um... Extended range battery, max tow package, 10,000 pounds of available tow towing capacity. It's blowing the Cybertruck away in towing capacity. What, is the tow what does the Cybertruck have? It's far less, like like half that or less. I thought it was like 4,500 pounds of really? towing capacity. Really? It sounds capacity. like Ford like, is pushing their low, shit in. It's what I remember it being. I remember it being like, yeah, this isn't really for towing. I'll look it and, up. But the I, real concern would no, be like, No, I think you're off the target. It's 14,000 pounds of Cybertruck. Oh, my God. It, to it, it, it tows 14,000? For wow. how long? 
Yeah, that is across a good the, Right across minutes, from one end of the minutes, stage to the other. Right. You should see the Tesla's <laughs> copy on this. With the ability to peer to pull near infinite mass. <laughs> we attach the Tesla Cybertruck to the moon. <laughs> we attach it to a fucking black hole. Uh, and a towing, capacity, <laughs> a towing capacity of over 14,000 pounds. The Cybertruck can perform in an extreme situation. Yeah, because I remember they um, towed a 747 with the truck. Like to show off how well it tows. Now, I don't know how well it stops pulling a 747, but it... All right, so here's something interesting, Woody. I don't know if you knew this, because I didn't. In addition to connecting to your house when it needs to be recharged, the F-150 Lightning can also power your home if the lights go out, even yes. without the push of a button. Via its intelligent backup power feature, it can provide full home power for up to three days on a fully charged battery. So this is or interesting. As long as little at this person's house. Or as long as 10 days if you're rationing the power for it. You know it's going to power my house for like 90 minutes. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. I think, I could be wrong, but it was my understanding that's the charging station. So it, it charges like a mile an hour at 120, something like three miles per hour at 220. These numbers are from my memory. Well, can you explain? But what does that mean? Like how voltage. many? This is how much. Oh, 120 and, and 240 are voltages, right? Okay. Like normal so, voltage so, so in like your dryer. Your, your PC is plugged into 120. Your, uh, your, your, dryer, your dryer is plugged into 220. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the higher one, it only does something. It adds like three miles of capacity to the truck's battery per hour. Right, so like overnight, it gets you somewhere, yeah. but eh. or you can have this charging station. And my understanding of how it works is it's like plugged into 220, so it's always filling its battery, and then it can dump into the truck quickly. So it does something like 20 miles per hour. These numbers are from my memory. Mm -hmm. But the concept is this charging station always charges, always sort of tops off its battery so that it can dump quickly into the truck. Or in the case of a power outage, power your house. That's really cool. It's a neat idea. I wonder how much that really costs. Neat. I didn't see that. Yeah, I'd like to know. Like, if it's five grand, it changes a lot too. Because that's the thing. Like, you look at this truck and you say, "Ooh, thirty-six thousand. You have my attention." Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Plus twenty to modify your house to charge it. <laughs> <laughs> and are you a renter because you're upgrading your landlord's home? Is that cool with yeah. you? Uh, I'm hoping that it's just something you just like wheel into your garage sit over there like like do some basic wiring and you're good like if, they, if, if that's here, accomplished it, it says we hear that cost of installation is between 800 and 1300 dollars no big and, deal and a solar system a solar power went seven thousand dollars and up that's what i'm reading oh, right that's now. the cost of installation does it include the cost of the unit or is that labor like yeah because i can install it myself uh, yeah, it says the range across the country varies up to fifteen thousand dollars in uh, California. The six kilowatt system, which is the, uh, it's twelve thousand dollars to fifteen thousand dollars. Jesus Christ! Well, don't do it there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's charging stations everywhere out here. Go anyway. do it in fucking Utah or something, I guess. Like, like every parking lot I go to has you know multiple charging stations. Really? I don't. I still don't see a ton of them. Like when I notice, like, I'm you like, go to like oh, a tang I don't know if you have Tanger outlet there. Like, like you go to like a shopping mm -hmm. center or like a like a strip mall, a mall, or like a nice restaurant. There's a charging station. Every yeah. parking garage has multiple ones in Atlanta. Yeah, parking garages. I've seen them. We we have a lot out here. A lot. Yeah, for sure in California. That would make but, sense in California. 
Yeah, and a lot of the higher end uh, parking areas, you see the first, like you have the handicap row, then you have the charging row. So if you're driving gas power vehicles, you're way in the back of the lot. Uh, as you should be, you internal as combustion you, monster. Neanderthal. <laughs> yeah, assholes. Dinosaur ruining the environment killer. for fun. So Woody, are you going to... Uh, this wasn't uh, this. This lightning wasn't announced before you bought your your current new truck, right? True. It's not new anymore. It's a 2018, I think. I guess. Is there any part of you that's like I? I kind of want to give the lightning a go because I know you're not you're not going to do the the cyber truck. I'm like 80 percent full of crap though. Every year I think, ooh, this new one looks better than mine, and uh, I don't yeah. do it. I'm actually interested. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm going to take a look at it because like I do like the idea of a super fast fucking truck because it like clicks a lot. I don't know, but not, at the end of the day, I'm still driving a Ford. I don't know, man. I, I, I got the uh, twin turbos of mine. It jets, man. I, I, can jump on, I can jump on a highway pretty freaking quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. How, what's the longevity on a twin turboed King Ranch, though, lately, right? Like, no, man, but tell you what. I'm taking it to the edge. For now, it's good. <laughs> I drive that, it a lot, man. That was the same question I had, right? Like, 15 years from now, when your truck is not yours anymore and some lawn crew is, using, is pulling around their mowers in a trailer, are they, is that twin turbo really still going to be doing its job? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Call Jose's express service for your lawn. Same day, very quick. Before the calls, before you hang up, we're there. <laughs> they get out of the truck. They're all wearing racing helmets. <laughs> they got a roll cage on their their fucking truck. I like Jose's to think they've a got fire suit, twin turbo, zero turn mowers to, to rip it all out. A twin turbo mower. <laughs> Yeah. For when you really fucking hate grass. I don't, I don't want to mow it. I hate it. I abhor grass. Uh, I'm struggling to get a price on the charging station. Yeah. I, I, I would... I don't know. I, I would bet are, yeah. that there's... Go to, know, Ed, go to Edmunds. Edmunds. E-D-M-U-N-D-S. They're like a... You know Edmunds, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I used to sell cars. True cost of powering an electric car. Kilowatts, not gallons. But it's the... Yeah, what if it'll come like, in what? I'm looking okay. at it here. Like, the thing I like about the Cybertruck is how ridiculous it looks. Like, mm-hmm. I actually, I really like the, how ridiculous it looks. And Ford, obviously, looks like a Ford. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. But it is a boxy truck, you know, um, which isn't my favorite uh, look. I really like how ridiculous the Cybertruck looks. That's interesting too. Like um, Ford and somebody else came out with uh, electric vehicles, electric trucks that aren't going to be like. Uh, I'm looking for a parallel to wind resistance that is buyer resistance, right? You know, yeah. th- if you could just imagine in your head some straw chewing Trump voter who's buying his replacement truck who doesn't want a Rivian or a Cybertruck. You know, mm-hmm. he wants something that looks like. The truck he's always had and Ford and whoever else is, is going to fill that niche. And yeah. if it's that much cheaper, like they don't even need to be going for a niche. Like they're going to pick up everybody who is enthralled by the idea of an electric truck. And who I mean, said, the Tesla's also oh, right the Tesla, that's such a cool idea. Well, but don't to get that like really high level of Tesla, isn't that like 85,000 compared to like 30 um, grand less? I think it's like 40, 50, 60 as you step up in the uh, range and power. Um, oh, I thought but, there was like, like some 10k edition that all of them needed, so it was like, oh, that's like self-driving. If you wanted to be self-driving, it's oh, okay. 8k on top. 
of in what the I'm F- in the F one fifty has true four has four motors. Each wheel has its own. I'm looking at the frame right now. It has each wheel has its own motor. That's mm. actually interesting. dude. Dude, you know what they should do? Tank mode, right? You should be able to go two forward, two reverse, and just <laughs> let, like a tank. Yeah. Why you wouldn't could, it do that? You could you pivot in place. Trends. When I park, I want to be able to like turn ninety degrees back up, turn ninety degrees, and like parallel parking is the thing of the past. I bet that's going to be Tesla there. truck. Like, there's too. no reason it shouldn't be able to do that with four independent motors. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good idea. That sounds Elon, pretty fucking cool. Elon, get on the phone with the engineers. Get a move. And you know, there's going to be some sort of smart system where, like, you know, some sort of weird like um, um, traction control system that's really de- delivering the power perfectly to all four wheels all the time. Yeah, they're pretty close to that now. Well, the Audi Quattro has that, right? Does it? Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of those all-wheel drive, like high-end things, are already doing that. But when you've got like an independent motor for each one, you can really see yeah. some uh, some possibilities it, you know there. That's what you share about the Lightning. It has a. Um, I'm looking at it on Forbes. Forbes has a big article about it, and it has as the tail light goes across the tailgate. Down, mm-hmm. it's like a big. So the whole back light lights up. It's sharp looking. Now, now, you, now you got me thinking, you bastards. <laughs> cool, uh, this this King Ranch Twin Turbo. I don't even want it. It's like going to a strip club, you know. I want one of those. Then you spend all your money on that stripper, and you go, Ah, oh, but this other one's got bigger tits. So I want that one. <laughs> I'm out of money. I already, I already. Give so you got, did did your truck have the thing where like your uh, your your phone just opens the truck when you walk up to it if your phone's in your pocket? Well, what, oh, what's no. cool? The key does. What's really that. cool here is that it has a front trunk. It has a has a, a, a trunk space where the uh, engine was. A trunk. It has a has a you have golf clubs. It's a, you have a front, isn't it? The bed yeah. and you have the front as storage. Dude, you have, if you haven't seen the front on the F one fifty, the grill lifts with the hood, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. almost alarming. Like it's like a tailgate in the back almost. Like you get right into it, you can sit on the front it comfortably. It's it's I've never seen another car like that, but you're like, yeah, why wouldn't it do that? Why would you have a dumbass bucket in the front when you could raise the grill with it? It's cool. It's good design. Okay, I'm reading no, so this is interesting. The entry model is commercially oriented, while the more equipped mid series XLT is fifty three thousand dollars. Ah, they they may be selling a forty thousand dollar truck with rubber floor mats and cloth seats. That's probably what we're talking. Well, about. Well, that you, you can buy that now. You, you know, that's yeah. I, I'm sure they can't a platinum for forty grand. I mean, we'd all yeah, be running yeah. It now. Yeah, I, I think I think the uh, the Tesla is still the, uh, the the cheaper version as far as like getting the most bang for your buck. But, but this then, is cool. I, there's so much to know, right? Does Ford include ten thousand dollars worth of self driving? In that 50, 40 grand model? Nah. Are you I, sure? I'm almost... It would be in this article if it did, right? It would be the first thing. It would be the top of the page. And it drives itself. Ford has self-driving as an option on this truck, I think. Am I wrong about that? My friends and I were talking about it. That's what they told me. I didn't see it, but, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's possible, I suppose. But I don't know. I, I'm still leaning toward the Tesla if I were to get an electric truck, for sure. Uh, is it the look that still pulls you over? Yeah, yeah, the look novel? for sure. But but also like like I know that the Tesla just comes with lots of accessories at forty thousand dollars. Like it's going to have leather seats and nice carpets, yeah. and it's going to look look they, nice. They don't mm-hmm. call it self driving; they call it hands free driving. 
Mm -hmm. So I, it what it probably is is the the cruise control I have now, adaptive cruise control, which is really really good. Like it really does pace the car in front of you nice. If you're in traffic, it'll handle stop and go traffic. Like that much is good. My truck sucks at steering though, so you you kind of have to do that part. Starting, I think last year, they did lane centering, which just keeps you in the middle of the lane. You add lane centering to their already good adaptive cruise control, you're, I get, they probably call that self-driving. Yeah, essentially, yeah. The, the goal, obviously, is that car that you, know, you can send to go get its own oil changed. That would be amazing. But I'll tell you, if it just handled the highway part of any drive, that would be the bulk of the value to me. For like sure, it, for sure. I agree 100%. But imagine if like, because it does annoy me when I've got to change my oil. I'm like, ah, oh, I got to go do a thing. I got to go to that place. Where do I want to go? And mm -hmm. what kind of oil do I put in here again? And it's like, but if I could just be like, if I could literally go to my phone and be like, oil mode. And just hear the garage door open up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Car comes back in an hour. This you is know, silly talk. It's self-defense mode. So if like Wait. you if you know that intruders are like coming up your driveway, you go Tesla truck, defend the home. And it goes, yes, master. And then it runs them down. It runs them down. Legally. I feel like I'm the only guy who noticed Kyle wants automated oil changes on his electric truck. Uh, that's a good point, right? <laughs> yeah, you know what like, I mean? Man, that, that's going to ruin your truck. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you, you want to be able to send it out on food runs where you're like, you put the order in and then the automated <laughs> voice says to the Taco Bell window, like one cheesy chalupa, and then it pulls up. <laughs> It, it'll have to have some sort of trebuchet system to fire the cash into the, yeah. <laughs> into the window. Yeah, <laughs> it's maybe. a, a high-tech fucking beautiful truck pulls up and then like a, a marble falls and like a Rube Goldberg machine to throw change at the woman. <laughs> I, I, I guess I give the car my debit card, right? I can trust my car with my debit card. He can, he can swipe it for them. Yeah. And then like what if someone tries to get in and steal the car? What's the defense then? Uh, he, won't, he won't stand for that. Poison, poison spikes in the steering wheel. Ejector seat. When are we going to employ the injector seats? When is that going to become a thing? <laughs> How many seats do you want to have to buy? Like you don't want to. You're, now you're putting yourself out. How are you, are you gonna like squat in like a like a seated like wall sit on the way back to the Tesla dealership? Well, I've been ejected at that point. Like, like, no, not like, you. Someone who was trying to steal your your car. Oh, yeah, they've been ejected I, too. <laughs> so no, no one's safe. Like everyone, gets <laughs> please, please don't rob the car. We're both fucked. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, think, I, I think one of the options is going to be you can electrify the outside of the truck as a uh, as a loss prevention, Ooh. so you can put a thousand volts in it. So if you touch the car, you can kill people. So that would work. It probably burn through your battery though. Why just the outside? Right? As soon as it detects that it's stolen, you just shock the driver. Whoa, shit! Now that's that's AI right there. Yeah, I, I'm digging it. But yeah, so my truck with the key fob in my pocket, when I touch the handle, it unlocks all the doors which mm -hmm. is cool, but it makes me feel like it's my superpower, like it's my hand doing it and not the key fob. So when I don't have my key fob and it doesn't obey me, I'm like, the fuck? You know me, but it doesn't. You, know, you, you, you <laughs> can set that to open auto when you walk up to it automatically. You can set that up so I can mine. Once oh, really? I'm within three feet, it'll open up automatically. Oh. Has that. So I, uh, I just linked something. Much in the same vein, so this is a South African new anti-car theft device. <laughs> so if you want to watch that, basically if someone comes up, I guess car theft, huge problem. You can, you can watch it on your own because I know we, I guess we can't show it. Yeah, I've seen it. Will, it will, if someone comes up to your window and you don't want them in, you can press a button and it will bathe them in flame. Like they will be burning alive and running away. And the last thing on their mind is your car. 
And so you're safe. You leave. You get a cool show in the rear view. It's really, really a good idea. It's like something from a Paul Verhoeven movie. Like, it's absurd. This is AP News. I can't tell if it's a joke. No, uh, you can, you're verified. You, this is real. This is actually made by the same guy, uh, Flight Lieutenant Mugumbo, who uh, created that <laughs> helicopter. Flight Lieutenant Mugumbo. Honestly, like, this would be a lot more impressive invention from him instead of, like, like welding heavy steel plates together onto a, onto a shopping cart frame. <laughs> it's like a shopping cart, some stolen street signs, and a license plate, and he made something plane-shaped. <laughs> and you have flown this up before, haven't you? And he's like, yes, we have done this up before. So basically what we're talking about, Sarge, is that there was, uh, there's this guy in Zimbabwe from many, many years ago who claimed to have a functional helicopter. And then, like, when the news came, it's so obviously, like, a bunch of welded heavy iron plates, like, that would go in a tank. And right. then, like, a terrible little wind rotor. There's no window in the front. And he just keeps lying. And I, I think, Kyle, you've watched the video, too. Do you think that reporter is fucking with him? Yes, 100,000%. Yeah. First of all, there's no way someone who is a, a, you know, is a real journalist and they see this guy... <laughs> And they're like, they're like, they're like, this guy knows his business. This guy has clearly invented a helicopter in Zimbabwe. Like he's wearing a bicycle helmet where he's painted that red shit on. He just got shot out of a cannon. Yeah, he looks, he looks like this guy gets shot out of a cannon. And he, this guy's just, and like the, the reporter's like, and you tell us you've brought this up before. And he's like, yes, we have brought these up before and flown, uh, like, 10 feet in the air for a distance of six feet. And it was like, there is no way you've done this. And there's like other people in Zimbabwe standing around. And like, I, I, that guy is trolling him so hard because in the intro oh. of the segment, before you even see this guy, he plays it up like, for so long, Zimbabwe has fallen behind in the world aviation race. And now, <laughs> now we're that catching will all up. Change. Now all we're of this will change up. with Rupert Magumbay. Let's take a look. And then they get up there, and it's just a, a dirt parking lot. Those <laughs> rotors have shit. zero lift capacity. Those two by fours, like yeah, yeah. facing the wrong way. In the in the in the the, the Opie and Anthony clip, uh, it's been so slow that Jim goes, "I could stand on the hood and jump over it." <laughs> every, time, every time it comes, it's like a they're slow. Literally jump spinning up. at like five RPM or something <laughs> like that. Like they're just barely going. And then the, the, it just ends. It's like clear. It doesn't even move forward. There's no. There's no. What engine was in there? Fucking like a bunch of car. There was no engine. <laughs> there was like no engine. The same engine Fred Flintstone used. Yeah. I think it was literally like rubber bands. So he had to like turn it the opposite direction a bunch of times to wind it up and then let go. Just so oh, that's move. how I want to fly. It's sitting on like 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 a shopping cart's undercarriage. We have. Yeah, and you see it. It's like no. If it did fly and land, everyone inv involved in is dead. Because yeah. it's gonna hit the ground like a meteor, and, <laughs> and that fucking that shopping cart is gonna come right up into your asshole and tear you apart. I gotta say, it is well made. It's it's funny. Like like, like if you and I set out to make a helic helicopter in my in my like shop, w even if we had like all the proper tools, like like I've got I've got a MIG welder and a, I, I, I got I got supplies, it wouldn't look like this. That windshield fits. We it should, does should fit. give that a go. That can be the next next PK challenge. Build your own. <laughs> <laughs> Build your own helicopter with only tools that Magumba had access to.
Oh God! Well, that's not fair at all. I <laughs> no, we have to we have to take advantage of your giant. I love his tools. dude. Is that not like a great hot like like silly Halloween costume though? Like nobody would get it, but oh. like <laughs> like 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 it would be such an inside joke of a Halloween costume to dress up as Flight Lieutenant Mugumba. <laughs> <laughs> Flight Lieutenant Zibunde. Yeah, and then he would. Yeah, like you know that like one person if you're out at a big party would be like. Zabunde? Like, yeah, you should do, you got it. I love it. I love it. I mean the black face is a little much, but I love I would just want to know what's with the red dot on the helmet. Now, I what don't is, know. What, what I is, don't is, know. It, is it a Japan thing? F laser yeah. I mean it or? is, but like why would he, you know, like what? I, I, Yeah, he's not in Japan. And Japan is white with the red, not the yellow. And if he's gonna do the dot, he should have got like a round sticker or something, because he just painted he that. Clearly on. like yeah, and it was hand-painted. It wasn't even stenciled. It's like, yeah, oh, this is close enough. Yeah, You can see the painting of the, the red stripes behind him on the left. And it's clearly brushed. It's clearly brushed, and not carefully. Oh, not carefully at all. They slapped that brushed? hard. I could be wrong. I saw it as like a... look, look at the margins between like the yellow and red stripe on the left, and you can see like 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 brush marks. Like, like it looks like he took he painted it like a fucking fence in his yard. To my eye, he just held the spray paint aerosol can on his forehead and went. <laughs> oh, on his forehead. Yeah, I'm talking about on the chopper. Like, like. Oh, he's got, oh, like, yes. He's I got like a yellow that. stripe between the two reds. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it, it's one of the funniest bits ever. Um, it's and, it's and hilarious look, on I, I, I like, like, I think we, you got to give some credit to this gentleman because clearly he's in on the joke. It's his joke. Yeah. It's his joke. Oh yeah. And uh, if you, I just linked a video. We can't watch it on there, but if you go to like six minutes, you will see them panning down the length of this, and it is the heaviest metal I've ever seen nailed. To even heavier metal, <laughs> like it's, it's unbelievable. Nailed, terrible, terrible. and he's written on it with like stenciling, not stenciling, like who did the electronics, the coach works, the finance, the administration, and it's all him. It, it's like, wait, it's like, wait, it's, who could have financed this? <laughs> that, well, that, that, wait, that that pedophile Woody was talking to in the seventies, you know, he, he could have used quarters. all his quarters to finance this. <laughs> that was. Probably the yeah. 80s. <laughs> it, it, it's got the names here. The mechanic, the technician, the engineer, the designer, the electronics, the coach, coach. I'm watching the prop go. It's, yeah. like, it's something from a carnival, you know? The guy who does sales, simply known as Mayo. <laughs> it's, no it's so awful. I just realized the side windows, because it has side windows, are clearly from an automobile. But, <laughs> like, like, and, and, and the best part is, They've painted over the glass, so it gives no visibility out of it. Yeah, there's a big. They piece thought of painting right a big <laughs> eye on on the glass would be a good idea. It's a good move. Oh, and and the report like this is a comedy bit, dude. This reporter looks like somebody right out of Monty Python's uh, uh, bit. Like like he's got a he's got a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's dressed like a pretend director. He's got he's got the like yeah the mullet and the the ponytail. He's he's showing him pictures out of a book of other helicopters that fly. You know, you know what I'm starting to think that maybe the reporter is the mastermind and he just hired this guy to like dress up like this and sit in front of something he made. Maybe <laughs> either way, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> I'm starting great. to think because the reporter is so slick with his like little jabs and jokes, I'm thinking he's the mastermind behind this whole thing. I mean, if this guy flight lieutenant Zibunde is truly in on it, then he is playing the part to Perfection. Perfection. If, you guys watch, if you watch the whole video, they actually have an airplane they built too. <laughs> really? No, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have an airplane they built with car tires and suspension, and it has a. It is special. This is special. 
there's a lot of lot of lumber, a lot of heavy lumber involved here. Now, is this guy going to claim that he flew this? Well, they tried. Uh, I, I wouldn't fly on this. Actually, that wouldn't. I wouldn't be afraid of flying on this at all. <laughs> He's using um, what they call plastic stuff um, with, with, with plastic things like eyes keep mm. the uh, electronics on board. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. that's fucking absurd. But you, you know, know what? what? I couldn't build a helicopter. I've never tried, yeah. but I couldn't. Uh, yeah. I can't prove it. I just know I could come closer. I know I wouldn't get that deep into building a helicopter <laughs> before I figured out I didn't know how to build a helicopter. Yeah. Every I helicopter I've seen, the rotors are like, you know, on top, parallel to the ground. I have a hockey question, Taylor. Yeah. Kadri is offered a hearing, faces banned for a legal hit. Uh, yeah. Was, was it a bad hit? What do you think? It was a, it was a very bad hit. So Nazem Kadri, uh, he was a player for the Leafs for many years, and now he plays with the Colorado Avalanche. And he has a, a long history of doing stuff like this in the playoffs, like headhunting and, and doing a lot of – like the way the NHL rules it is like, was the principal point of, head, of contact the head? And you watch the Justin Falk one, and clearly the only point of contact is Justin Falk's head. Like, he's clearly concussed. He has to go through concussion protocol. Kadri should probably get suspended for the rest of the series. Uh, if it wasn't the first time he... If this was the first time he did this, that would be excessive. Um, but he has such a history of doing this and and headhunting people and uh, intent to injure. So, fuck him. Uh, yeah. What did uh, he get he, in the he, game? Two minutes? Uh, what, what did he get? Um... It may have just been a two-minute roughing. It may have. Did they did they give him a misconduct from the game? Not sure. If they did, then he's definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a game misconduct. So they probably they're not going to suspend him. They'll fine him like five grand, and then he'll be back in the next in the next so game. So a game misconduct just, means he's out for the rest of that current game. Correct. Yeah, they kicked him out for the remainder of that game, but he'll be back. I would guess unless there's supplemental discipline. I haven't seen anything. So he's almost um, lucky. He'll miss half yeah, a game instead lucky. of a whole one. He missed half a game. Maybe they'll give him something. I'm not seeing anything yet. But uh, the guy who he hit, um, Justin Falk, he's out. He's not going to be able to play, probably. Like, he's probably got a concussion protocol thing now. So yet another defenseman. The, the Blues are just fucked this year. Everybody everybody got screwed. COVID fucked the Blues so hard. Would you describe as as the Blues hit, as fragile? Uh, this season, they were getting just... They were stepping on fucking banana peels in their off time, like just mm. falling and hurting themselves, or just every bad bounce to their face or jaw like was happening. Team. Like basically, what happened was COVID happened in March 2020. At that point, the Blues were coming off a cup win. They were the best team mm. in the NHL, mm -hmm. and then COVID mm. happened, and mm. big break. They come back and they're just not giving a shit. Like clearly. They, they just didn't fucking care in the bubble when they well, came back. Well, they were back. like the worst care. team six months before they won the cup. True. Yeah. So you might yeah, call they were, them the most undeserving cup winners in history. I wouldn't say so. I'd probably say one of those Philly <laughs> yeah, teams. No. From the, probably one of those Philly teams from the mid-70s. <laughs> that doesn't like, sound like, right. The Brewster right boys. <laughs> yes. I don't know, man. <laughs> winning 16 games into June, that's that's tough, man. I, I don't know. That, that that's t Winning 16 games, that's a big deal. Somebody does it, it every is, year. Okay. That's true, and <laughs> this year it's going to be fucking Tampa again. I'm I'm guessing, and yeah, I like I like Tampa. They're probably my favorite team on the East Coast because I've gone and seen you know I've seen a game there because my dad lives there. And even though I like them, like not as much as the Blues, obviously, because I've always lived here. But yeah. ugh, this 
And if we're the blues doing it, I would be like rah rah shish boom bah, so I can't be a hypocrite. But so basically, what happened is there's a there's a salary cap in the NHL up until the playoffs, and then they say no salary cap in the playoffs, and so Tampa delayed the surgery of their best player until January of this year and said, ah, we got him in just now. He should be fine by the playoffs or by like the later in the season. And everybody saw right through it. So basically they removed his $8 million, $9 million from their cap hit. They signed somebody else to fill in or another couple people for depth. And then he doesn't play a single game all season. Playoffs start. He and what Stamkos come back or someone else. And now their effective playoff cap is $99 million. Everybody else's, $81 million. And so they've got about 25% more money to play with. And it's all legal. It's a loophole. And so they're not going to get in trouble for it. The NHL should close the loophole. But as long as it's open, I think it's Steve Eiserman who's the GM there. He wouldn't be doing his job if he didn't take advantage of loopholes. So you can't blame him. You can a little, and, and, though. And it takes out of the fear of the game. But, like, what's he going to – he has the opportunity to take advantage of it. And he knows that the NHL is going to do peanuts. It's not going to do shit. Well, I'm, I'm sure you're right. It just sounds like not everyone is allowed. Not everyone has a team happy to go, would you say, almost $20 million over the cap? Mm-hmm. Like, if they tried that shit in Raleigh, they can't do that here. That's true. It depends on the level of it. Like, Chicago it was either 2013 or 2015 when they won the cup. They did the same thing with Patrick Kane, the best American player in the history of yeah. the game. Right. Where, right. You know, he makes right. $13 million a year. And then they go, oh, first game of the playoffs, Patrick Kane's back. Oh, my God, this is so ha- this is so lucky. Thank- Who could have seen this coming? Like, you weren't okay to play a nary three days ago, and yet here you are, playoff form, dipsy doodle. It's like, man, Patrick Kane didn't look like he missed a beat. No shit, he's been practicing with them for five months. Like, he's just been wearing a no-contact jersey pretending that he couldn't get hit. And so this shit, it's not like the Tampa Bay Lightning are the only ones doing it. And I, I know That's that Tom probably, really likes I don't happens. know anything. But the truth is somewhere in the middle, right? Like, he did actually maybe need a little rest. Like, if he was 100% healthy. They need to, well, I think they changed it after Patrick Kane. And they said, like, it needs to be a little more evidence that you're not just hanging out. Uh, But I think that was mostly lip service because Kucherov has been practicing with them for months. And uh, I don't know. Like, I Would you really do that? Would you have a player that cold? Like, like it's worth it to you to have him just literally not 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 cold, though. At what point do you say this is about sports is about it's business this is a multi-billion dollar business this is all you know this is not x's and o's it's, it's ones and zeros man it's dollar signs but it's still and, about winning right like business is about winning it, it i don't know it, it i just feel like it, it, if take whatever lebron james gave him the entire season off and then his first game of the season is yesterday he's probably not lebron james anymore i mean maybe uh, but with someone at that high level, I think LeBron would come back swimmingly, very easy. And this guy Kucherov is is he's not a LeBron in the sport, but he's one of the well, top remember. ten best players in the league. Like he he you know to show how how stiff and sore he was, his first game back he scored two goals and got an assist. <laughs> Look, hockey is a different breed than other sports. You guys know this because it's a t- it, you're rotating on the bench, so you can you can modify. I, you know, I coach for twenty years. You can modify your, your, you know, like the Olympics, 1980. We won because they just rotated every 30 seconds. They just outskated the Russians because they had more energy. And a lot of it is just having the, the knowledge of how to use your players and when to put them into positions and when to put your grinders out, when, who to slow down. Who, I mean, so there's a lot of tactical things involved with putting your players in the right position to be effective. I mean, Detroit was a master at that back when they had their run. Any team that's really dominant has the ability to 
you know, they have your, your players lined up. Not everybody's going to be a goal scorer. You have guys who are really good in the corners. You get fourth line scoring. You have all these things that the coaches and the, and the GMs, okay, we got 27 guys to pick from. Let's keep the energy up. Rotate the bottom guys who are energy guys and let the talent guys kind of float. You watch, most of the goals come after some high exchange of energy and then you bring out your studs and they'll pop a goal. And just watch, watch hockey from that point of view now to watch the energy build up, how they send energy and then all of a sudden Patrick Kings out and he's just doodling and scoring. And the same thing with Ovechkin, oddly, because he's really a good recipient, a recipient of that build the energy up and then on the shift when the energy drops a little bit, pop him out there. That's why TJ Oshie's so good because he's a master of flow in the game. You see him control how the energy go- moves and then you pop Ovechkin out there and give him the puck and he's just he's a killer. So yeah. Yeah. Just, watch, just watch the game in terms of how, how coaches control. So you think you can take the whole season off, come back and do that? Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because at that level, like I, you know, I, I stopped playing three years ago, and I'm I'm, I'm going to take a trip to Europe this year to play um, in the senior thing, and I just started sticking on again, man. Five minutes in, in the garage, doodling around. It. You what you don't, have, what you don't have is the is the intensity of game, but when you're doing it that long and you're that good at it, it, it takes you a couple shifts to acclimate. And your coach will get you in, he'll line you up against a softer line. You, you see how they kind of bring him back. And again, 30 seconds. Go out there, take a short shift, get acclimated. Yeah, I, yeah it's, it's, it's rare that a hockey player needs more than one or two skates to get at that level to come back. Because they're, they're so talented. It's, it's just a gift. You know? okay. they, I think maybe like one of the mistakes... I, I, I'm thinking of fighting. I watch a lot of fighting. And the yeah. uh, guy takes four years off, which is a stretch, but that happens. And then they come back and they have ring rust. Well, they don't get a lot of warm-up sort of non-competitive time. They come back in and they're not used to the speed and the pace of a real fight. And they get wrecked when they come back from a, a Sometimes. gap. Usually. Your, your favorite fighter, I know you're really big on him. I'm not but so they, much. But Conor McGregor came back and just really yeah. destroyed Cowboy. But you got you talk about individual the ghost sport. of cowboy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the ultimate team sport is hockey. You got twenty two. Yeah, got twenty one guys in the ice. You have four lines. You're rotating through. You can control a lot of rust. Twenty one guys in the ice. You took a lot of penalties. Did you? Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember who oh, everybody out. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll fool him this time. Oh, they got us again. Ah, they call him. They call me the too many men on the ice coach. <laughs> <laughs> we just called you for that, and you got five guys out there. They caught me again. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this clip, Kyle, you just posted of John uh-huh. Tavares, the injury. Yeah. Dude, that is fucking brutal. I haven't seen someone so, knocked out so that we, Obviously, hard. we can't show any NHL uh, content because they're real sticklers. But look, I don't follow hockey, but apparently this player named Brad Tavares, uh, good mm-hmm. player, um, he gets taken down. Pretty, pretty strong hit, but probably nothing out of the ordinary for the NHL. He, he goes down. But then mm-hmm. another player comes along at what I'm going to call like 80% of his maximum fucking speed that he can accomplish and yeah. gives him the MMA equivalent of a flying knee to the face <sighs> and gives him one, a very, very severe concussion. Did where he hit he the is, same guy or the hitter? No, it's the a different same guy. guy. The, Brad Tavares gets oh, hit, goes guy. down, and he is in a poor position and out of nowhere, he takes, like the guy's skating, so you know he's pumping his legs, and mm-hmm. his and his knee goes right into his face, 
yeah. and, and concusses oh. the fuck out of me. And like, when he's uh, trying to, oh. yeah. And when but, he tries to get up at the end, he is so wobbled and incoherent. I see him drooling at one point. Um, like they, like, like it's, it's early on. It's hard to see, but he's drooling. He looks like he was shot. Like, and, and like for you to know, this is not some nobody player. He's a really fucking good center in the NHL. This just happened apparently. And you, yeah, apparently it just happened, but you could see like, and Corey Perry is the one who came in afterward and he almost made it worse because Corey Perry's trying to jump over his head. Let me interrupt. Yeah, by, but we by haven't jumping, explained yet driving it. that the, the bad hit, the second one was an accident. But yeah, the, yeah, the second one was an a accident. total total accident, freak accident. You can see Corey Perry try and jump, but all that jump ended up doing was making it more harder. energy. You uh, may have, yeah. And, it, it, and you know, Corey Perry's a very dirty guy. No one on earth could possibly say this was intentional. Like that, that's clearly. He was accident. trying to dodge the vulnerable yeah. player, and yeah, he wanted to continue on with the play, but instead he hit this guy harder than this guy's ever been hit in his entire fucking life. And anyone's been hit. <laughs> it's outrageous. Like, it, it's, the, he was probably moving, what, 22 miles an hour or something like that? Like, and Corey like Perry, he's, but thank God if, he's a little guy. I know what, he's like 6'4". If an MMA fighter could generate this much energy from their flying knee, they'd be so happy. Like, like yeah. he hit this guy with the, he has one of the hardest on. knees. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a big plastic cap right. on your knee. He's so lucky that it didn't drive his face shield into his like uh, into his face and cut him. Like like I it it's it's an incredibly powerful hit that he took that's to the fucking head. He's done. Like that's he's gonna be trending on Twitter right now. <laughs> he's gonna be he he's so concussed. Like like I know they have those concussion lists and everything, but like sometimes it's like, yeah, he got a little rattled. Like I bet everyone here has had a concussion, like a little one at least. <laughs> You're okay. You're okay the next day, as long as you're not knocked unconscious. I've been knocked unconscious, and st and, and you're fucked up for the rest of the day. I got hit. But if you, I just, got hit. if you get wobbled a little, you're all right. You're all right. I've been wobbled boxing. It's like, ooh, that was a little weird. I can still drive a car. This guy got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, this guy, I, this usually even when somebody gets knocked out, it's like they're back with it in a few seconds. Like, yeah. I, I have not seen somebody get ragdolled like that mm -hmm. in forever. And no. it's the worst kind of like ragdolling because like this guy didn't see it at all. He'd already taken the hit and was like just getting back up for the next play, and then takes a fucking lower, you know, ankle to the head from Corey. Perry. That's, dude. I got like that's knocked like, be, like, out in hockey once, thing. and my I have a gap in my memory. I, I remember the hit. I remember that my knee was injured. I blew my ACL on that play, and then the next memory is walking to the car. And, and like what a struggle it was. I used a, a uh, hockey stick like as a crutch, kind of like I was. It really sucked. That was a bad. Yeah, night. I've Did been. You, uh, uh, I've been like flash knocked out boxing, like not where you like you wake up looking at the sky, but like where like you get hit, and then you're sitting on your butt, and you're looking at the other guy like, oh, there's a little bit of time there that didn't happen, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the whole thing about Wait, why are we boxing into street clothes and stuff? Like I lost that. Did you ever get knocked out so bad you lost pieces of the game, James? Lost uh, four days of my life. How'd that happen? We I have a winner. <laughs> ding, ding. Who would have thought the hockey here. Guy. I got a scar right here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got hit in it. I was playing defense. I come around the guy, you know, kind of push him off the crease. And the guy at the point was winding up with a slap shot. And I come right around him and I look up and it pinged me. Right in the forehead. Ooh. All I remember is I remember like all of a sudden everything just stopped. It froze. I heard a voice in my head. Hey, man. I go, what's up? I go, he goes, he just got hit by a puck. 
I go, no shit. Am I hurt? He goes, yeah. I go, what do I do? He goes, I fall down, roll around. All right. Now what do I do? <laughs> now, this is a conversation in my head at this time, right? With no one. <laughs> With no Just one. You. In my head. There's two, this is both, these are two voices in my head. I'm talking to myself. I go, yes, now what do I do? He goes, okay, roll around, roll around. Okay, now what? Uh, put your hand on your head and let them know you're hurt. I go, okay. And then it, <laughs> And then next thing I know, I see the trainer. She's over. And, oh, gee, they take my helmet off. They undo my helmet because I'm bleeding and everything. And I just remember lights. And then I remember um, Beth, my trainer. She uh, comes over to where you know to, where, to the room, and she she goes, uh, "You all right?" I go, "Yeah. What is? Do we? Uh, is the game over?" She goes, uh, "James, what what day do you think it is?" I go, well, "It's Saturday. It's, we're, we're playing." He goes, "She goes, it's Wednesday." <laughs> you've been you've, you've been coming to practice and that is in college you, you've been taking classes and coming to practice and it's like you're you just didn't show up for two days we make sure okay i go beth it's saturday it's not wednesday it's, i just don't remember anything about four days of my life i just remember that very distinct conversation in my head so i was talking to somebody in my head that's fascinating and i'm so, talking to you it's a real kind and there's so and i saw the the game film it was like that that whole moment from the time I got pinged, the time my phone was, it was rolling around, it was like, like bing, bing. But in my head, it probably took three minutes. Yeah, it's like a dream where you'll have a dream for three minutes and it feels like you watched a whole epic of a movie. That's, so what did that's you wild. do during the four days that were lost? You attended classes, you went to practice, you did, and people didn't observe that you were weirdo during those well, that's four why, days. Yeah, but that's kind of odd anyway, so it wasn't like it was acting out of, out of character. I can see that. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But that's fascinating. Wow. The, the, James the part the about bleeding out of his ears again in class. <laughs> <laughs> the, part, the part where there's some sort of binary system in your brain where there are two of you to, to go back and forth is really fascinating to me. I wonder if there's some sort of like scientific explanation for that. Like, like that that's really cool. Yeah. I've done something. Yeah. I've had it. Similar. I had that a couple times. I had that. I was um, I was climbing a mountain. I hit an ice patch. Going on, there's a driving Rapaho Glacier up in Colorado, and uh, I was wasn't paying attention. I was coming on icy, and I started sliding down the side of the hill. And this is like a thousand foot precipice, you know, drop off. And I just like, oh shit, you're you're, you're gonna die. I go, no, I don't want to die. I said, well, okay, what are you gonna do? I, I don't know. Um, oh, grab that tree over there. And stuck my arm out, and I just hung off, you know, kind of swung off the cliff, hanging onto this tree. And it's the same exact thing. There's everything slowed down to a crawl, and something's like, "Hey, but you're in trouble here, dude. You better grab something." <laughs> yeah. Come on, right here. Go, Wait a minute, you're, I'm gonna, you're gonna die. Go, Shit, what do I do? <laughs> All right, listen. Um, hmm, I, I'm don't don't grab that tree, right? That tree there. Grab that tree. I reached out, and that was it. But it was a, it was a definite conversation going. I was having with somebody. It's like it's. it's like I'm having with you guys. Thank God you had that guy in your head, or you, you would have died. <laughs> you guys have never yeah. had that. Uh, uh, like, the closest you know, I've had to that is this weird thing when uh, when I was four, I fell out of a shopping cart and uh, I, I hit my head on you know those things they hang products on like at Walmart or whatever yeah. those little metal things that stick out. Well, that hit my head and like split my scalp open like a big. Bi I have a big lung scar that goes across the top of my head, and uh, and so when I was under anesthesia. Getting my my uh, and 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 also the edge of the shopping cart. You know how it's got like, it's kind of it's kind of sharp. Like it's the edge of a shopping cart still has those spikes that come up a little bit. Those went between my gum and my lip and separated that to my nose. Oof. So like, I can go way up in there, 
now because it's it's it it goes all the way to my nose. I can touch the bottom of my nose when I stick my finger in there. Um, so that yeah, happened. I and, can't. I've never tried. Yeah, they didn't know <laughs> why I was spitting up blood until they looked. So they had to they had to put me under general anesthetic, and I'm like four or five years old, and I had this vivid dream of being in a completely black existence, except for a spotlight shining down from above onto a black man who was in a birdcage. And the black man is in the birdcage telling me everything's going to be okay. What, what media had you been consuming? <laughs> I had never seen any media remotely that like classic that. Disney that film. Is as close black to man and the bird. Cage. <laughs> that is as close to a right. like religious experience as I've ever come. Like maybe 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 it was Morgan Freeman. Maybe Morgan Freeman is God. Yeah, God um, but but I was in a completely that. black, not even a room. Just the wor existence was blackness, and there was one spotlight shining down from above onto this birdcage, an enormous man-sized birdcage, like like Tweety Bird's birdcage from the cartoons. And there was a black man in it suspended from the floor. And I was looking up at him and he was telling me everything was going to be okay. And that is bizarre for a four or five. I was literally four or five. Like, because I'm, I'm, I'm young enough that I'm not allowed to walk, you know, in a store. Yeah, that's bizarre. You would think you would have pictured your mom or dad or a just someone in your life, not a random black man. And, and the, the thing is, like, 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 I didn't know any black men as a four-year-old. Like, <laughs> I didn't know any. You know, you know how Hank Hill's dog, like, like they think it's yeah. racist. <laughs> like, like that—that that was me. Like, I, I, there just were no black men in my life. Like, my dad didn't have any employees who were black. I'm only four. How many people yeah. do I know anyway? And so, like, I just didn't—I didn't know any. So it was very bizarre to dream that or see that. I guess whatever it was. I've never had an experience like that. Like getting hitting my head that hard that it like shook me in that way. Thankfully, it sounds awful. I know, you know, concussions, once you get past a certain number, like you're just kind of fucked. Like, you know about Frankie Muniz? Yeah. Doesn't he like not remember huge amounts of filming for... He doesn't Malcolm remember any of Malcolm in the Middle. Well, Frankie that, Muniz... You know what? He gets to watch that show like he wasn't in it. That's, that's great. Frankie Muniz, who played Malcolm in Malcolm in the Middle, a wonderful show, by the way. It's a good show. Um has sustained several severe concussions in his life. I didn't look into like how, like if he's like some sort of X Games fucking athlete or if he just had an abusive uncle. But in any case, <laughs> he's been knocked in the head so many times. He doesn't remember the filming of that fucking show. That's and that was, a, that was like years. That show went on for at least four or five seasons. I liked it. It was a good show. When I, when I was a kid, it was one of my favorite shows. How old is he? Too young to have uh, to remember. He, he looks guy. like he's he looks like he's probably thirty. He's thirty five. Yeah, looks like your age. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Uh, I was thinking about that story you just told. Isn't that the plot of Get Out? Yeah. Movie Get Out. I haven't seen that. Oh, yikes! Yeah, um, I watched Get Out in prison, so I think we had an edited version. So I didn't get <laughs> I didn't get a, I didn't get all the way to the end. To the Dude, what were where, you doing in prison, man? What, what were you uh, marijuana Real, charges? Before we finish, Frankie Muniz had a, a mini stroke. That's what happened. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, I I had to go to federal prison for uh, possession of marijuana. I had half an ounce of marijuana, and uh, they made a very big deal of it, made an example of me. So I, I did a little time in federal prison, just a couple months. Yeah, still. Yeah, still, still, yeah, I mean, it's, still, yeah, I mean, it's no. not fun. Like, like I just don't. You but I don't want to be like, nickel. yeah, I was you in the clean. <laughs> yeah. Burned through a lot of books though. Got what is two books. months? It's not a dime because that'd be ten years. It is. Uh, it's uh, not even two. It, is it two it's cents? Two cent. It's at I least two a, cents. I got a penny. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, 
That's at least two or three cents I did. I, I, but I feel like a nickel is five years. It is. You've got, right. a, you've got a. Well, I did doge. a couple of pesos then because I was yes, mostly in there with Mexicans. Two pesos. I like that. That works. <laughs> did a peso in the Venezuelan <laughs> dollar. He did a Venezuelan <laughs> <Yeah>. dollar <laughs> dues. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I watched the. Uh, we watched a lot of movies in there uh, on TV, but they were always like the shitty edited versions with commercial breaks and stuff. But I didn't get all the way to, the, to Get Out, uh, to the end of Get Out. Um, but it was pretty good, the parts that I watched. They were fascinated with it in there. He just went back to well, bed. It, 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 well, the kid is he's captured and his uh, someone took over his body and his whole experience. He's in this uh, black room with a little white light up top, sitting in a spotlight in a chair, pretty much immobile. And he's, and he's trying to get out of there back to, uh, to get his body back. Okay, that's yeah, that so does sound familiar. I, I need very, to watch the end of the movie now. They, well, it, it runs through the whole film. He's the, he when they he goes to his girlfriend's house and his parents do the you know. Get him into the machine and have him sent. You know, he's, he, his body gets, you know, somebody takes over his body and he's trapped inside his own head or his body. And he's just, his whole, the whole movie, the guy's stuck there in this chair crying. You know, it's, it's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it was an interesting concept. Uh, I don't want to, I guess I'll spoil it. Cause, cause I don't care. It, but but it, it, it was something like white people becoming uh, immortal by putting their brains into like yeah. the bodies of like these yeah. black guys. Yeah. 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 It's wild. The, so they've got brain swapping technology to be basically, basically immortal. immortal. Yeah. But I bet that even that wouldn't work because, like, you know how if you make a copy of a key, like a hundred times, like the key is just it's not it's not a workable key anymore. Like you lose little bits. Like when you when you photocopy a photocopy a photocopy mm -hmm. a photo, like eventually it's just going to be a big blur. Eventually, I, I no matter how like much putting, you put no, we have yeah, yeah. like putting a, I think it's more like putting a document in different folders though, than than making a photocopy no, no, in, in the fake. There's what no if it's a digital di copy, right? There's you can no make a digital, digital copy, 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 copy. There's no, you just keep copying the file. It doesn't get worse. Uh, there, is, in, there is digital decay, but with blockchain, there is not. It's a constantly reproducing um, entity inside the digital system. I don't know what blockchain is. What does it mean? Oh, jeez. Um, man, it's this long. Basically what it is, um, <laughs> you, you create this, we'll call it for very simply, you create an entity digitally, all right, and it's re, and it's re, it's kind of cycled through the system, and it's verified in a million times, million times in a second. You have all these nodes that are kind of looking at it, so it has uh, perfect replication because it can't be changed. Because if it, like, if he starts it and I change it, you're gonna know. It, it, it's gonna have to match all these nodes at once. So you, it's, it's called you create like a, a, a digital footprint that's permanent. It's called minting. I'm, I'm getting to NFTs pretty uh, I'm studying NFTs in this couple of weeks. Uh, uh, Non-fungible tokens. Um, so basically what that is, you're creating, you're creating a, a big, basically uh, an entity that's digital that has, has a permanent signature that can't ever be changed or modified. Non-fungible, can't change. So it's like a permanent digital record. And you can stamp things. You can, get like, you can take a picture and stamp it. And it's a, like an original document that's a rare document because nothing else has that stamp. Only that stamp exists on that particular digital um, file. So those NFTs, I saw something about that. Yeah. I saw people not liking it. Is um, the, the, the catch on it is two things. One, the amount of energy uh, it takes to do the uh, Bitcoin. All this stuff is very energy intensive. You got people mining it. 
and you're creating this uh, this. It takes electricity to make, to run the internet, so you're really overusing the internet and spending a lot of energy to create these tokens. And again, I'm being very very rudimentary in my explanation yeah. here. But, and a lot of it too is that a lot of it is that people are afraid that it's going to be create. Uh, um, if somebody gets a hold or is able to, you know, get get some type of uh, encryption capability, like if you use AI or something like quantum physics, quantum computing that can break into the chain, then somebody can basically control everything that's on this uh, on this internet on this, this network, so to speak. So you you are, but the risk of that's very very low right now. So we have quantum computing because that changes the game. Once you have a quantum computer, it changes the game. Now your computing power has is become something else. Give it to the computer. I have a a regular PC. <laughs> Can it I was play gonna crisis? say a, I was gonna say like the name of a simple like part, and I realized I don't know any of the names of the parts. <laughs> I have an NVIDIA graphic. <laughs> I think there's only two quantum computers in existence. Uh, Google has one, and I think it's the 53 Quibit, um, and that's that's a pretty powerful machine. Put it this way, it would take um, it would take the best computer in the world like 10,000 years to do a certain computation. Mm. Uh, Google's computer can do it in like maybe two hours. So you have a, the, the world's best supercomputer would take like, you know, to do it. This, this is a massive equation. This is for, you know, understanding the, the relationship of, of, of uh, electrons to neutrons in the universe, right? It's, it's this massive amount of data. A uh, quantum computer can do it in about two hours where this, the world's greatest supercomputer takes about, I, well, they said it's the 10,000 years and they said, no, no, it would only take us three days, but still. You know, two hours, two minutes to three days is still a huge, huge gap in capability. Definitely. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything uh, about that. But we will uh, we'll jump back to that in just a moment. Real quick, we're going to hear from a couple of wonderful sponsors. Everybody hates talking to someone with bad breath. That humid, awful smell keeps you from focusing on anything other than finding an excuse to leave. Now just think of all the times you were the gross, smelly one, and the other person was thinking about trying to get away. Probably can't think of any examples, and that's because we rarely have an accurate read on our own breath odor. In other words, you could be walking around with trash mouth and not even realize you're grossing everybody out. That's why Smart Mouth was invented. Smart Mouth's clinically proven two-liquid formula combines to instantly eliminate bad breath and prevent bad breath from coming back all day. Rinse once in the morning for all-day clean breath and once before bed to prevent morning breath. Just two uses a day, and you'll never, ever have bad breath, guaranteed. Whether the boardroom or the bedroom, having confidence in your breath spells success. Go to smartmouth.com PKA now for a free coupon. You can find Smart Mouth products in the oral health aisle at Walgreens, CVS, Target, Rite Aid, Amazon, Walmart, or wherever you shop. Once again, that is smartmouth.com PKA for your coupon. And check that out. Get yourself some good breath. You don't want to be disgusting. No one does. This episode of PKA is also brought to you by Lucy. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors. Uh, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. I like the cinnamon the most. 
Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine and cherry ice flavor. Each and every flavor actually tastes great. It's convenient and discreet. Their products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, and even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of the cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. So this is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes direct to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Painkiller already listeners, go to lucy.co, lucy.co, and use promo code PKA to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co, and use promo code PKA at checkout. Also, we have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. So head over to lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code PKA. Get yourself some, well, whatever you like. Get yourself uh, some gum or a lozenge. Or one of the uh, one of the little pouches they have; those are nice. So Lucy.co, use that promo code PKA. So check them out. Check Smartmouth out. Two wonderful sponsors. Lots of people talking about them. Lots of smart people. Good people talking about it. <laughs> so check those guys out. Links are below. I'm out. Look at the yep. links. Make us look good. Always. Uh, damn it! I had something in my head and it flew away. Don't you hate that? Don't you fucking hate it? Someone bail me out. Alison Williams from Get Out is one of the prettiest actresses in Hollywood. And actresses in Hollywood tend to be pretty as a rule of thumb. What's her name? Okay, let me, let me see what you're talking about because I'm going to strongly Alice. disagree. Alison Alice? Williams from Get Out was strikingly good looking in that movie to me. Yeah, her oh. dad is, right? Mm. Her dad. Her is dad her dad is? Robin Williams? No, Brian, Brian Williams. Williams. Handsome man. Handsome man. Oh, my daughter's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> but that's your Brian Williams. That's, no, that's my Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it wasn't very good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to do Robin Williams. She is very attractive and mu very much oh, retired. My daughter's so hot, it makes me want to do something crazy, something tired. <laughs> She's uh, she's definitely your type. She's got the straw jawline, strong jawline, and she's shockingly thin. Perfect. She oh, looks like she has an eating disorder, but she still works out her jaw muscles in her spare time. That's how I like them. That's yeah. how I like them. She makes up the fact that she doesn't eat by using one of those chew toys. <laughs> to like, keep that Reed? jaw fucking powerful and square. Well, you better. You got to compete with Ricky Van Veen. No, you don't. They divorced in 2019. What? Ricky Van Veen, who the hell is that? Is that I the guy know. she met while she was working on Girls? She's on Girls for uh, the whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah, Most she's the one that got her ass ate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, Allison Williams. It's a new link she's, in the chat. She's on Pornhub? Oh, this is Oh, a yeah, here she is getting her ass eaten. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> uh, no, she's just getting... Uh, doggy styled in this. No, you she's can, getting her ass eaten. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm watching it. I gave you. I'm he's, watching it. He's, 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 he's way up there, Morty. He's standing up there. He's not doing that. I don't care about your picture. I'm watching a man eat her asshole I right said, now. Not in my Lincoln. You said. Are anyway. You? Um, yes, in in, in mine, you can see her face, and she's really pretty. I like how all pretend fucking, there can't be any actual stroke to the fucking, or you would see penis. So it's all just like. Like bunny humps. Yeah, I wonder what this conversation is. I don't know. I'm not listening. I was why looking for the like, ass eating. I want to die. Yeah, it, inside the mouthful. Her name and ass eating, you'll get there. Um, I'm trying to share the link, but I'm bad at it.
Wow. I She's into direction this notice. Oh, oh, here we go. Oh, he's really getting in there, Morty. <laughs> <laughs> really up there, Morty. You're get that tongue deep in that asshole. All right, try try that second thing I sent. Uh, I, think <laughs> Redirection I think I found the scene. Okay, I've got it. This time I've got it, I promise. This this, this latest link. It? This one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm definitely it. seeing it, yeah. And he comes out and he wipes <laughs> his face it. clean. <laughs> All right. Do you think he, like, intentionally ruined that scene over and over? Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sneezing your pussy again. We got to start from the top. <laughs> Sorry, I keep saying this racial slur. Do you want me to spoil it, guys? Hey, guys, What's... you want me to spoil it for you as an actor? Tell you, I can tell you what's going on there. Yeah. He has a, uh, is this, uh, you, you know what moleskin is? I know it as a blister prevention thing, yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's like a, a, a pad of, of skin colored. It's, it's like maybe quarter inch thick. She has her, like a, the undergarment you wear. So he's got his face squarely planted in, planted in a uh, in a what in a, like a cotton pad. So she has like a moleskin protective barrier between her and yes. his face. Yes. You know what? Yeah. That's good enough for me. I choose not to believe that. I, <laughs> sexy enough. <laughs> you know, I like I like to think that these actors are having a good time. But you know, I'm a method actor. I actually need to eat their ass so that my that because that's what my character would do, and, and to like get into that headspace for 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 the later scenes, I'm going to actually need to. One eat of their the ass. when the biggest Dirt, our, our friend Dirty is so like closed off sexually. He was like, "Wait, you guys actually eat your girlfriend's asses? You you do that? You look an asshole?" And we're all just like, like everybody in the call, like 15 dudes are just like, "Yeah, yeah." Yeah, and they're like, yeah, and I like to get my ass eaten too. And he's like, ooh, that's gay. And I was like, how is it gay to have a girl at your ass? And he's just like, y'all are weird. And I'm like, what are you twelve? What are you twelve year old? Your child? The, the gay twenty two doesn't, doesn't know how to sense. have fucking sex. Any sense at all? <laughs> it's gay to do something with a girl. Like a twenty two year old. Maybe if you here. let her watch you get fucked by another guy. Yeah, but th that's <laughs> pretty gay. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that either. You're just you're just trying to survive. All right. Is getting pegged gay? No. Anything no, you do with a girl's fine. It's all it's straight by definition. Because yeah, it's a even girl. It, it, I mean, even if you have her dress up like Burt Reynolds, it's fine. It's fine. Especially, I'm glad you said that because that's a load off my mind. I was I know, well, I know that's your thing. <laughs> I was concerned. That I was about to ask about Burt Reynolds because I know. I, I, I like Burt Reynolds. I've seen that collection of fake mustaches you have, and I know that you're just not into disguises. I knew what they were for. Thank you. <laughs> Jackie's I mean, I, like, I don't mind, but the chest hair gets itchy. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's funny. I, well, now I know how they do ass eating and shit in movies. Well, I mean, I, I guess ass eating wouldn't be my first guess. This is the first time I've ever seen that in any movie ever. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, if you go to that, sub, rest. or you can go to my favorite subreddit called The Extra Mile, and you'll see lots of examples of them just doing it in movies. Just, Extra just Mile is a cool subreddit. Yeah, it's it's all clips from movies where where the sex acts are not simulated. Usually, yeah. movies you haven't heard of. Not always, but usually. A lot of French <laughs> films. A lot of indie films. Yeah, it's like this is just porn. Yeah, yeah. Some well, of these, you don't know, even seem like real. they have pornographic scenes in them, but they're but they're scripted <laughs> films. They're usually a lot of times it'll be an indie film, and you'll find out that oh yeah, the director cast his girlfriend in this because that way he can fuck her, and it's it, it makes sense. That's what in um, I think it's it's Brown Bunny. Are you familiar with Brown Bunny the movie? Is that the one where she blows no. him? 
Yes, she blows him. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, her ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And, and I think she's single at the time and he's single at the time and they're exes. And she was somehow like, well, this doesn't even increase my body counts. Like, why not? I've done it before. Like, I could. And I think it ruined her career. I'll check and see. Really? Who, Chloe Sevigny? I'm yeah, that's sure. who it is. is Chloe that who it is? Yeah. She's, no, she's a star, man. I, I work with oh. Chloe. She's a great gal. Yeah. I'm glad to be dick. wrong. Yeah, she's she really likes to suck dick. Yeah, she's nothing wrong with it. Doing like it's her job. It is getting getting paid well for it to act like someone who likes sucking dick, which is what she's doing there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you see, some of these are just just not even movies with plot lines. I guarantee it. Well, you know, there's a movie on Netflix with with like full penetration. And, uh, really? It, What's it called? Yeah, On it's, Netflix? It's, it's something love. It's like in is love. It, or... You're not thinking of nine songs or something No, like no, that's that. a classic one. Though. Well, Caligula, I mean. Oh, you know, Caligula that. is all over extras. Like, like it's it's the most famous exam- example of non-simulated sex acts in a mainstream movie. Mm. Yeah, there were just two women sucking that guy's dick for a whole scene. It was, on the, scene. it was on the top of the month. It goes you on can, and on. You can see it all. It's, it's undeniably real. Oh yes, that's a real penis, and those are real women sucking it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I didn't know if it was like the back. It's of not the one of those things shot. where like there's a hand here and like there's something going on. It's like that's a dick. Yeah, <laughs> like, and it's the profile shot where you can see what's up and you see the penis go into the mouth. There's no more questions like, to like, ask. Some of these films have ejaculation in them. Like like like, like they, they, they don't fuck around. I'm <laughs> not even kidding. That's just if you if you come, it's pornography. Oh no, that's not fair. It's just. I mean. But how, what makes it not pornography if you're coming? There's um, a script. I, I think Maybe. I think the plot. And the script in porn, not a good well, one. Well, then it's not porn. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. Man, yeah, I feel like that's out of you? style now, right? Well, no, no. I guess if it's uh, uh, the stepbrother thing, you know, the whole sibling. Oh, yeah. yeah, they always have to establish that they're, yeah. they're brother and sister, and then they have sex. Yeah, uh, like that. But trying to learn more. Surprisingly, people did not like Caligula. 23% on Rotten Tomatoes, which was, you know, the renowned rating system of the time. Hmm. I'm getting a little distracted by Extra Mile, the subreddit. Yeah, I'm like, getting distracted by this lady getting her ass eaten. This just could, and this continual loop on my screen. I'm going to have to just. All right, everyone, stop looking at pornography. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're the good boss of me. <laughs> what is oh, this? Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. This is just more pornography, your link. Uh, all right. Let me see. All right, there's, I... enough of this. there's enough of this. All right. Here's a dumb topic that's not porn at all. So apparently, California condors are super rare. They're on the verge of extinction, and 10% of the planet's condors are fucking with one woman's house this in California. Woman. Yeah. She has no recourse. <laughs> she can't do anything. They just go to her porch, knock over the plants, destroy the furniture, and leave. Oh, and they poop everywhere. And their poop is, gets hard like concrete. And she has to have people come in with special tools to fix her, track de- her trashed deck on the regular... Why is it dry like concrete? Uh, what do they eat? Just bones? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're buzzards, right? We don't or, know where they came uh, from, but somewhere around 20 condors, 10% of the planet's population, uh, 
of them just decided to show up and they really seemed to take a shining to my mom's house, particularly her deck and her roof. They just hang out and have fun. <laughs> they spent the last week knocking over plants and law ornaments and leaving claw marks on the deck and defecating all over the roof. Do we need these guys? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if we've survived with only 200 of them left, there's no way we need them. They have like a 14-foot wingspan and they're just wrecking this poor woman's deck and, and, and roof. If it's that big of a bird, then we should keep it. That's pretty cool. A pack We're running of out of really big animals. A pack of... Teenaged condors figured out that my mom's house is situated at a sweet spot. His mom's an animal lover and enjoys watching the condors fly overhead and would never harm them. Uh, once a day, she has to hose the condors off a roof, but they come back the next day. Um, oh, the bird droppings have a powerful stench. It's basically Ooh. like cement. I have to get someone to come in and power wash and scrub it off. But she's waiting for them to leave because she doesn't want to have to have it cleaned repeatedly. So, yeah, they're just wrecking her house. I, don't know, I thought it was funny that these condors were like, fuck this woman in particular. Yeah, they're just eating dead animals, like dead, rotting carcasses, and then shitting that vile nonsense onto this woman's porch. But you know what? It's her porch, and she doesn't seem bothered by it whatsoever. Why doesn't she, like, kill the condors? Are they, like, protected species? There's only like 200 yeah, left yeah, in the world, yeah, and yeah. 20 of them are at her house. Am I, the only one, <laughs> am I the only one who just wouldn't give a fuck and would kill those condors and not tell anybody? You'd go back to jail. I wouldn't I tell think... anybody about the condor killing. Okay, well then you'd probably be okay. Yeah. Actually, you'd have to you have to like go throw them off a cliff because they're all tagged. Let's They'd be like, hey, them. ten of them, ten of them haven't moved. <laughs> ten of them stopped moving in this guy's furnace. What's that's so we weird. had a similar <laughs> issue, but they weren't condors. They were chimney sweeps, the opposite size of the coolness and, and size spectrum. But apparently, chimney sweeps are like a thing, and they're I don't know if they're endangered or what because we had. I don't want to exaggerate, but like four hundred. Is it called a chimney swift? Maybe sweep. it's. I said sweep, but it, I think it's swift. And we had maybe four hundred of them living in my chimney, and we just moved into this house. And Jackie's like, "What is the rumbling coming from the chimney?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Once again, you're insane. You always think there's something wrong with the house." Once again, what other noises does she hear? Every time there's like a crack in the drywall. I keep hearing someone speak Latin in the closet. <laughs> what, what, what you, I was right about the porch bear. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like ah, a lucky guess about the porch bear. <laughs> what about the pool lizard? I told you about the pool. There's it's a closet demon I told you about. That's not. <laughs> Every time there's like a crack in a drywall or you know like you know where like you put there's two pieces of drywall there's tape you put mm -hmm. the, the mud over it that drywall mud and sometimes it cracks if it's thin or something or too thick and it's like this is just normal house settling chillax we're not like built on a swamp it's fine we're built on top of like a hill made out of granite and she, anyway so she hears the the chimney rough like rustling vibrating and uh, she's like, yeah, you know, there's, there's, there's something happening there. And I tell her that she's insane, that it's like, I have to, enough of this. You stress over this house and it's fine. And, uh, then I start hearing it and I'm like, was that it? Was that it? And I think it's like the wind blowing over the top of the chimney and uh -huh. causing it like, like, like you blow over the top the way of you a, blow over a bottle or pen or yeah. Yeah. Like a pen cap, like that, that bottle's better. Cause it has the same sort of tone that Ooh. we're hearing this. Ooh. And, uh, it turns out that that is the sound of 400 birds, thanks, flying out of your chimney. It's a little like that, but like flappier. And uh, 
So there's, and then the odor comes from the chimney. Now, I guess these guys are seasonal, so it's not like it was there when we bought the house or anything, but like it, it shows up and it smells like urine in our chimney. And it's like, oh, fuck. So I call an exterminator or something, and that was the wrong move. He's like, mm-hmm. you have to keep those birds for this long. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I can't come. Not, like, now that you've told me, like, I, I felt like I was on a register of some sort for these birds. And uh, it's like, fuck, you know, we've got this bird problem. And um, <laughs> can I ask a question? Yeah. You're in your fireplace, right? Right. Why not? Why not, you know, why not? use your fireplace? Just, yeah, why not just... As fire- intended to... Like, like I know, I, I'd have solved this problem in <laughs> like, the it, amount it, of time minutes. it takes to start a fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had that idea. Like, I it's guarantee just, they wouldn't like that a bit. <laughs> I kind I, I, of... I gave them a little time to leave. Like, I, a couple of weeks. And, You're um, too gracious. Well, you don't know You're the end so of the story. You're so forgiving. This is the same thing that happened with the contractor. If you set the contractor's trailer on fire, problem solved. Fire is almost always the, the, the answer to these sort of things. Like, well, like, I waited for them it. to leave, and then I capped the chimney. And uh, that solved most of the problems. Most of the birds were gone. And then the fire, which might have been like a... In hindsight, I should have gone in the other direction, right? Instead yeah. of like, like, because what turned into a trap them, scare you them, them away was more of an Auschwitz kind of solution. <laughs> so you you put a cap on it, and then you turn the fire on, and you just hear like, trying to get now the chimney smells like. In my defense, there were only babies left in the chimney. So they wouldn't have made it anyway. They have a terrible track record. Yeah, so that is a thing and and i guess you know they they just sort of settled themselves we took uh like a a broomstick and got all the things at the bottom that we could and just heated up and now the chimney's fine and it's capped so they can't come back i'd have started that fire immediately i think that was the way to go it would have been fun too it was a propane fire i could have and the best part is, like, like I'd have gone an extra step. I'd have been, I'd have like, f- like filled the uh, the chimney with like propane gas for a while, and then lit it, and then <sighs> been outside to watch the fireball and like a little mushroom cloud that would come out. Oh, that would have been, been spectacular. Would have been lunch. Would have been lunch. <laughs> I don't know what chimney sweeps taste like, but it, I mean, one way to find out. Only one way to find out. They're a North Carolina delicacy. Yeah, I don't want any protect if any for, sort of fucking protected critters in my house they're they're gonna need protection they're going down like, like there's no, i'm not telling anybody I'm wiping them out yeah oh these termites are the protected kind of <laughs> care. Like, what are you, get out of here they're endangered good you have I've, no idea i've told the story of my buddy who had the bats before in, in, mm-hmm. in fast forward bats in his chimney he calls people they put them on a list now he can't get rid of the bats. He has to house the bats until they choose to leave. Now he's a bat keeper. Yeah. He's, everything in his attic needs to be thrown away. Um, he and his family need to be vaccinated. I guess when you get like bat rabies or something, the chances of this are too high to fuck with. By the time you show symptoms, you're dead. You can yeah. get treated for it, but you can't wait for symptoms to see if you have it. Then you're dead. So he and his family all needed to be treated for rabies, which cost six thousand dollars. 
for each member of his family of six. Oh. He has oh, four no. children. Yeah, and he could have bought us. He could have bought an F one fifty. I'm gonna bring that up to him. <laughs> so, uh, he could have bought a sound generator for a hundred bucks and driven him out of the acoustic. Yeah, he would still need the rabies treatment. A bunch of shells and handled it in the afternoon. Or a shotgun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it absolutely shot. sucked. And then I guess in the fall they left on their own, and he was able to put up barriers so they don't come back and throw away everything because they just. They went like California Condor on all these belongings. Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous with the protected shit. Like, like I, you know, I, I hunted a lot and I wouldn't poach things. But like every now and then, like something would just accidentally happen. You know, I shot a banded pigeon down one time and it's like, do you think we should go tell somebody about this? Fuck no. We're oh. going to throw them in the bushes. Yeah. Throw them in the bushes. What do you want to have a bird funeral? Right. I, I could see doing that too. Like, you don't know what it is at a distance. Uh, yeah, pigeons and doves look a lot alike to a kid. I was like 12. I'm blasting. They look a lot alike to someone pushing 50 as well. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it could yeah. be a California condor for all I know. I can't read that far. Now, I was on a dove field one time, you know, opening day of dove season, and this jackass shot a hawk down. And, uh, and they look nothing. Like, like, we all saw the hawk coming, and we're mm -hmm. all like, look, a hawk. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, a hawk does not look like a dove. A hawk looks like a fucking hawk. And, uh, and, and this one fucking jackass, boom, and he wasn't even a good shot, but this was like his one in a million fucking shot. And he just folded this fucking hawk in half and it just right in the middle of the field. And they're all standing there like trying to figure out, like, you shot it. No, I didn't. You shot it. And he's like, I didn't shoot. You shot it. And we're all like, we all saw you shoot it. And then this one guy who's got some common fucking sense, like, rides up on an ATV. He's like, who fucking cares who shot it, fellas? We got to hide the body. <laughs> I like that guy. <laughs> I'm, yeah, on, that, I'm on team that guy. That's exactly how he sounds, too. He's a good old fella. I know him real well. <laughs> and, uh, and then he went and hit the body real quickly. And, like, not even 10 minutes later, a game warden shows up just to, like, check licenses and everything. So it's a good thing that he wasn't there when this guy fucking blew a hawk out of the goddamn sky because they're federally fucking protected. You don't shoot hawks. Well, it's not like he'd spend two months in jail. I don't know what they do to you for shooting a hawk, <laughs> but it probably involves a hefty fine. And oftentimes when you do something like poaching related or like you shoot the wrong thing or do it in the wrong way, like they'll take everything that you used in the commission of that crime. Um, so like if you like spotlight deer from the side of the road, like put a spotlight on them and shoot them at night, they'll not only like fine you and potentially give you like community service or even a little bit of jail time, they'll take your pickup truck and your gun that you used in the commission of that crime. There should be insurance for that. Like, yeah, it was Poaching insurance? insurance? It, it, it was stolen by the Raleigh PD. Kinda. Poaching insurance. Yeah, I don't know. But, 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 but yeah, uh, and a lot of people have, have gotten that before. I know a guy um, who pulled a gun on a game warden one time. He went to prison. Hmm? Pulled a gun Why, what was he thinking? Uh, he wasn't thinking. He was a fucking idiot. What was he, the situation? Uh, like, what? what about, uh, like, game warden caught him and my cousin um, hunting, and uh, I think that they didn't have hunting licenses, which isn't a huge deal. By That's the like way. a fine, isn't it? It's like a fine, and uh, and uh, my cousin is of course like, well, I guess it's time to pay a fine, and this other guy is like, guess it's time for someone to die, and like pulls a gun on the game warden, and the game warden like jumps back in his car and grabs his AR-15, so now they're in a standoff. So my and my cousin's just like hiding on the ground. I'll pay and, the fine. Uh, 
Because so, he's young. So they arrest the other guy, long story short, and he went back to prison. Okay, the key word being back, because he had spent like a lifetime in and out of juvenile detention centers and uh, in real prison because he had stabbed so many people. He is likes to stab people guy. He kept the <laughs> steak knife on the odometer of his truck so that he could stab people with it. He liked stabbing people. He used Whenever a steak I knife? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he had one on his odometer, like like right out of the kitchen, like a steak knife. Like Jesus like you would use, like, cut your steak for dinner. Okay. Um, I've never stabbed anyone, and I assume none of us have. Oh, you can't imagine. But don't you think you'd like it? Right? Like, we... <laughs> no, no, I don't want to hurt somebody like that. No, me either. Okay, th th there's got to be a conversation with... I stabbed a pig. Yeah, true, true. I, that, anyway, I, I did I fight that. That, uh, that wild boar. Um, that was actually, yeah, that, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm on Team Woody now. It is fun stabbing stuff. You like stabbing like... the pig, though, not a person. Oh, come yeah, on, but Taylor. Aren't people there are people very you similar. want to like, stab? Are you imagining, like, you're attacked? Sorry, go ahead, James. What did you stab it with? What kind of knife? Uh, like, not even the right kind of knife. Like, like uh, so we were, we were hunting uh, wild boar in, uh, in Houston, and we had this writ from the sheriff's department that said we could hunt them within city limits. Uh, I needed that. I needed that for sure. A nice little, little tomahawk. But uh, I had shot it in the ass with 300 blackout. Oh, yeah, that would have done the fucking trick because all I had was a big-ass pocket knife. But it was uh, I'd slowed it down with a, with a shot of uh, 300 blackout so it couldn't get away. And uh, then, like, I wanted to film my, my cousin fighting it with a knife because it was like a 250-pound, like, Russian boar. And, uh, and he's like, goes at it with a knife, and it sort of, like, runs at him and, like, does this, like scare tactic maneuvers like, like like don't fuck with me kind of thing and he's like fuck this so i'm like all right give me the knife i'm gonna fight it so i, like, I went and fought it with a knife and killed it i'm with gonna a knife. fight I'm, like, it. I'm gonna fight the boar man <laughs> yeah that's it. that's exactly what happened i was like i was like, i want to tell me you weren't sober when you did that i was very sober i was very sober <laughs> when i did that um some some weed would have helped though because it, it, it bit my inner thigh and like oh. made this blood blister like and i'm lucky it didn't like hook me with its tusk because that's what it was trying yeah. to do it could have like ripped my fem femoral artery out and killed me out there in that fucking field in Texas for. Two hundred fifty pound boar ain't that? That's not a joke. I thought huge. I got on its back. I got on its back and like it, it was it was as tall. It was tall enough that my feet were still barely touching the ground when yeah. I'm on its back. Yeah. It was huge. Yeah, it's a powerful animal too. Oh wow, that's that's. <laughs> well, I cut its throat. Yeah, that was of course animal. you did. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Then you got to eat it, right? Or someone no, we ate left it. it. We left it in that field of rock. With huh. the rest of them, we shot. That's what they do out there. It's about parasites or something, they said. But I don't know. We were just there to exterminate them. Well, yeah, you don't want to fuck around if there's a parasite thing. I don't know. Not my, not my business. I, I, I cut the ear off, though. We had that did bag you make a of necklace ears. of them? We did make a necklace of them. You, it's in you, the video. Nice. You, you, you didn't video. grab the tusk? You didn't cut the tusk Cut the off? ears off. Cut the ears off because we'd watched too much uh, Rambo. Um, we wanted to make, like, uh, we were trying to make a stupid video. So, so like, in, at the end of the video, like, he's wearing an ear necklace. Were you taking both of the ears from every pig? Just one. Just one. Just we one. weren't cheating. I, you know what? I, I respect that. I like it. Yeah, just one, <laughs> one ear from each one. Yeah. We didn't want to cheat. We Man, had, those like, are all right ears. He's legit. <laughs> like, <in> the, <laughs> legit. <laughs> Man, I thought he was gonna fool me, but those are all right ears. I know a hog's ear. <laughs> and I know you had to beat my wife. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> nonsense. Uh, but no, I don't want to stab anybody. That would be awful. Yeah, I tell you what. I, I, what I, the thing I want less than stabbing someone is to be stabbed. Though, what you hate to get stabbed? I didn't. No, no one would like sliced. Yeah. Sliced is sliced is want. worse. Sliced yeah. is worse. I feel You've like if you were to stab me, 
a doctor could probably, let's assume it's repairable, right? Uh-huh. You're in for surgery, you're in for whatever, three weeks of healing, and then it's a story that you tell. If you slice me up, I am permanently maimed. I don't slice like up that. like where? What do you mean? Like, just like across the belly or something? You know, like six random big cuts across my front? Yeah, that's true. My father stabbed me when I was 12. With, with a, steak, a steak knife, actually. You what, know uh, how did you provoke your father? How are you bad? <laughs> what, why do you think I... What, well, I think I was. Oh man, I broke him back. I've known you what for two was, hours and twenty minutes now. It's a yeah. good guess. Were you not talking into your microphone and he had enough? <laughs> my, uncle, my, my uncle had just gotten out of prison. All right, uh -huh. he'd been, in, he'd been yeah. in prison for twenty years. Your father's he, showing off. <laughs> Trying to look cool. He, he, remember Chester the molester, the cartoon character? Sure. Uh huh. My, my uncle Bobby looked like Chester the molester. I was like twelve, and um, and. He, my father hadn't come to the house. I was like, you know, and I was, him and my father went out over the hill. We're in Massachusetts. So I went to New York State to buy some beer. They got drunk. They took the family car. Bobby comes back. I'm waiting to go to Little League practice. Uncle Bobby's in the, in the car. He never hasn't driven in 20 years. Mm -hmm. Both drunk as shit. They smashed the car into a tree in front of our house. So now I'm not going to, now I'm not going to baseball practice. And I'm shitty about it. We're at dinner and my uncle Bobby had a, um, Stutter. He talked like, hey, 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 Jim, 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 Jim. And I'm 12 and I'm a smart ass. And my sister's got big knockers, right? And, he, and Bob, hey, 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 can, can, can I date Karen? And I'm like, my father, this hammered. And I, I start I started fucking with my uncle Bobby. Hey, Bobby, hey, Bobby, Bobby. Hey, Bobby, 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 Bobby. <laughs> you know? And my father just cut it out, you My father, my mother used to keep this um, tree of, of, Cups, coffee cups in the middle, and one of those uh, steak knife holders in the, like in mm -hmm. the, in the carousel. My father gets up, comes over the table, and he's kind of he, he swipes at the cups. And I grab it and I fucking throw it at him. And my father and I pop him right in the head. My father grabs a steak knife and he comes, lunges across the table, and I jump up and boom, right there in the right in the oblique, right. And <laughs> And the fucking thing is like wiggling, right? And I'm fucking pushing. I hit my father with a, with a glass with a cup. And finally, Jesus Christ! Fuck, I'm out of here. And that was yeah. I took off, man. I had a fort down by the river where I lived. Went there for three days, man. I wasn't wasn't hanging out talking to anybody. I just ran away. My takeaway from that story: you owe me an apology. <laughs> I knew it was you. <laughs> I knew you did something. The stutterer. <laughs> it, it couldn't have gone in very deep if you were able to hang out for three days. Well, what happened was it, it was about maybe an inch and a half, but it's right here. It's like he caught me right and it got under the skin. So it hit the oblique and bounced off my hip muscle and got caught in the flesh, right? But it was in pretty deep and I couldn't. And it was like wiggling. So I ran. I went down to the fort and I was trying to get it out, but it was serrated. So, and I was like, ah, I kind of, so I took, I kind of got it out and I had like all kind of fishing gear, like fishing hooks and, and, and nylon wire. So I kind of like took it and I took the hook and I kind of knocked the clip, the uh, barb off and I kind of like four stitches in there. None of this happened. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're calling bullshit on this, Kyle? None of this happened. How old were you when you Rambo style sewed your stomach together? Look at this. I grew like I'm from rural. I'm from a rural place, right? There's grew up in rivers. Oh, I don't know what that's like at all. <laughs> this, 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 should, this is commonplace where I'm from. A lot of drunk people. Like 
getting cut. You you get cut, you get your head split open. I got kicked in the face with the hockey skate right there, and it split my face open. My coach took some ducks, took white tape, wrapped it around my head, and put me. I didn't miss a shift. That was me at nine or ten years old. So by the time this happened, I got cut. I got beat up all the time, and my my, my father was just a nightmare. Do you have a good relationship with your dad now? Or he's dead. I don't, know, I don't know if he's alive or not. Oh, he's dead. Too much drinking and swinging knives around. Did uh, anything like that happen again? No, no, no. I was like, I don't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go back home for like a week. Kind of like sitting in the fort, and then went to my my grandfather's house, and then Uncle Bobby went away, and you know, we just kind of we weren't a family that talked about shit. It's like I just kind of came home one day and. He's sitting there, you know, he's, he's always at work and he's at the facts. We were at the bar or in jail or something. So I come home, I avoid him. I think I avoid him for like a month, like had my eye contact. Fine, you know, I need a ride to practice. All right, get in the car. <laughs> so that's kind of how I was. I sat there and didn't say, I probably didn't talk to him for the rest of my life. Was your dad in and out of jail, you said? Yeah, yeah, he had, he had issues. What did he go issues. in for? I mean, violent stuff, it sounds like. Had bar fights. Um, he was uh, he, he's gotten a lot of you know angry guy bar fights, petty criminal. You know, he stole some shit and um, but it, we were lucky because it's a small town. So you go in and the uh, some of the people I know were law enforcement or, or judiciary, so we kind of had help. And then a lot of times they just put him in a nut house. They they take him over and put him in a place called Jones, which is a psychiatric ward at the local hospital. So he spent a lot of time in there. Yeah. Reagan got rid of those, didn't he? All those psych wards. Wasn't that a big thing that he Turned took? Turned them loose, for? put them out on the street. Yeah, and then like a lot of them ended, or just like put them in prison. Maybe that's an exaggeration. Maybe it was like he's releasing these insane people, and then they go out in the world and they commit crimes, or they're homeless and like you know do something transient or illegal, and then they're thrown into prison with like real criminals. And it's just like someone who had a you know paranoid schizophrenia. Did you ever hear yeah. about that, Woody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, as far as I know, that's all right. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, are they back now? Like, they don't really. I don't think so. They don't really I don't think have they are mental. Undone. No. Uh, no like, that's what homeless are oftentimes. You know, people. For sure. Who... I, I was just downtown last week. I'm shooting, I'm, I'm making a music video, and I went down to shoot some video down there. And, you know, again, I spent some time with it. my father. You know, he exposed me to this type of um, this, this psychosis, really. Mm -hmm. And, it's very recognizable that the gates, the way that way you walk, uh, the way you carry yourself, the all the indicators are. You know, I ninety nine percent of the people I saw downtown, and I saw hundreds. I mean, it, it's a downtown L A has blocks and blocks of, mm -hmm. of tent buildings, and the the gate, the walk. You can tell the some are on, on, on medications. They just kind of not. There's no reality. There's so that's there's. Thousands of them down there, and those were the individuals that you know should be sort of being helped in an institution someplace, but they don't exist. We have we have an old prison that could easily be transitioned into a some type of facility to help these folks, but we don't have the political will to say, look it, you know, let's put them in there, get them help, get them treatment, but we don't want to. Uh, but it's about their dignity. They they <laughs> you don't want to infringe on their dignity. Well, you live in a fucking street. Where's the dignity in that? Yeah. So yeah. There's, I mean, a lot of it. Very few people I that I believe on the street that I've run into are cog are there because they want to be or because they have a choice not to be. 
it's not, or, it's, or even if they do are making that choice, they're not capable of making that choice, really. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. When I was in Seattle, um, that's the worst I've ever. I mean, I've seen the tent villages in LA, and it's awful. But there was something about seeing them in Seattle, <clears throat> where like we went down by. I don't know if it's called the wharf or whatever, but it's like down by the water where all the like there's like mm-hmm. a carousel and like. It's where all those seafood restaurants are. It's a real nice little trendy area. And we all went down there for dinner. And then we started walking back to the hotel. It's maybe half a mile walk. Like everything's uphill in Seattle for some reason. And like (laughs) we just walked through this area and there they are. They're just coming out of the shadows like a Michael Jackson thriller video. Just like 80, 90 of them. Just like walk. And I don't know if it was like methadone night or like they were all heading toward the same place for some reason or another, but it was ridiculous. And then the same thing in Atlanta, whenever I picked uh Chiz up from the bus uh, station that time, they were, uh, they were having like, they had the food truck out there that was giving away like the meals for, uh, for all the homeless, these, you know, styrofoam plate meals. And there must've been between 50 and a hundred of them like lined up getting these meals. And then you could see them like they get the meal and it was probably like a sandwich and some chips and an apple or something like that because like they eat it rapidly and then throw the fucking styrofoam plate on the ground. And so you just saw them like tumbling in the wind, every fucking where all throughout like that park area. It was absurd. Super fucked up. That's where like Chiz got off the bus or train or whatever the fuck it was, whatever mode of transformation, <laughs> transportation from the 1800s he picked that week. Horse and carriage. He got he got off the fucking carriage, and uh, and um, like immediately got propositioned for weed. Like he's he's like I just had stepped foot into the state of Georgia, and this guy was like, "Yo, you want some weed?" And just everywhere. I it's guess real... so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yes. I'm not gonna say I mean, no. I took the bus so I could bring my own, bud. <laughs> now, he, you he said Louis they, guys, uh, you guys hip to uh, Kathleen Madigan, comedian? I've heard Louis the name, Cooper. but I, I couldn't put her name, you know, to a face. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that. She has a whole. She has a whole thing she does on homeless people. It's it's, it's funny experience. All right. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Continue. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I just think I, I I just I don't like the homeless. I think we should do something not with them, but to them. You know, we, we need, you know, with, with all these professional sports, just, just, all, it's, it seems like every single professional sport, all the four major ones here, all the ratings are going down. People are losing interest. We can create, create a new, a new one sport. where the homeless people a new are sport fodder. With the homeless. No, no, they're not fodder. They're paid, I won't say well, but better than homeless. <laughs> you know, like give them, pay them $15 an hour. And then you just, they're paid a non zero sum of money to a do A non zero sum of money. And it starts out with just like making a mirror league to the NFL. And it's the HFL, the Homeless Football League. And or it'd be like the recently homeless football league. You know, they'd have to do some marketing, punch it up, you know, show like, look, yeah, we, yeah. Got a, we got a fucking, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a storage container they all live in now. They, they love it. So what you're uh, saying but, is the bum fights guy was a hero ahead of his time. Absolutely. Well, he, he was, was, he was a little, well, you know what I will, I'll, I, I like it. It was great. <laughs> fights was entertaining as hell, but I think it's a little. To Kyle used Kyle's word gauche at this point. It's overdone. Bump fights has been done. Are we going to double dip in that? No, no, they're, they're no. We don't go back way. to that. We have I, millions I, of homeless people to utilize. We don't go to one-on-one fighting. We can do. We could. We could do f- f- war reenactments with them. All sorts of you things. Guys, yeah, I, you guys are fucking triggering me left and right here. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was 14. I'm riding home on my bicycle. I get this fucking horrible feeling in the pit of my stomach, right? I drive up to this little bar by my house called Carnutes. And I just had this, you know, just 
forced, yeah, going home always sucked. And I just had this bad feeling. Of course, I drive by car notes and there's this big crowd out in the parking lot. And I just, oh no, I drive up. There's my father in, having a fight with this old, old drunk, a guy like in his 60s, right? This old, <laughs> big old dude. And my father's losing, all right? So <laughs> it's like I'm watching. And worst thing is, um, back in the day, getting T-shirts that had school names on was a big deal. We had played at Hotchkiss Prep School, played, and I got it. I stole this great T-shirt, Hotchkiss Prep, on it, right? And it's my favorite T-shirt. My father's wearing it, and it's torn and it's bloody. <laughs> and, I, and I go up, and I'm standing there, like everybody goes, "Your father's getting your ass, his ass kicked." I go, Fuck, "Go ahead, Fred. Have a good night, man." Jesus Christ! So he ruined your shirt, and he probably took it out on you a little bit later. Because you, no, you probably weren't winning fights. By that uh, time, I could kick his ass, so it stopped. So <laughs> were you? A, yeah. Did you struggle in school? Did you? Were you? Uh, I was good in school. I was good. In you're school. good in school. I, yeah. it, a lot of times, kids who have trouble at home have trouble outside the home too. I was hell bent on getting out of there. I was going to use any mode necessary. So education was the. Uh, I I got a scholarship to go to a local uh, parochial school. Athletic. Yeah, yeah. Academic, okay. And the academics were great. And it also got me out of the public school, which is a lot, uh, and a lot of distractions. There's a lot of racial divide, a lot of problems. You know, I was mm-hmm. always dodging, the black kids always dodging. You know, <laughs> I had a target on my back. So going to this private school, oh, it wasn't, I wasn't living there, but, you know, going other side, mm-hmm. it, was, it gave me an opportunity to actually not be, be in that world anymore. And, uh, which I just wish I learned how to type, though. There's one thing I wish I really took an advantage of. Learning how to type? I remember yeah. my, my grandpa, who's, you know, in his late 70s now, he talks about, like, doing class where he's like, oh, I'm the shit. And he was a farmer and, you know, trucker, that kind of guy, and was like, shit, I remember they were trying to get us. They told us these typewriters are, fuck, they uh, said they're uh, like the way of the future. And I was like, there ain't no way in hell I'm learning this bullshit. This is for the girls. They'll do it. And then, like, and he'll even say, he's like, I wish I took it serious. I'm, you know, he's probably at the time he's like, I'm 68 and I can't type worth a lick. And like, he's still like hunting and pecking or like dictating uh, to people. Yeah. I've said before, he, for, it wasn't until 2019 that he started texting. His only text up to 2019 was my grandma texting him and saying, like, hey, do you mind if we have company over tonight? And he just said, no. Like, don't, don't bring anybody over. <laughs> and that was it. No, okay, now, I took it the other way. Do you mind? No. Or I'm sorry. He said, can, can we have company over tonight? No. no. And, and she's like, and I was kind of proud of him. I didn't think he knew how to text. I was expecting him to call me. <laughs> Dude, when I was Shit. young, so I, I went to college in like the early first half. Well, I started college the first half of the 90s. And there was like debate over whether or not computer skills were good. Right. Because there was an argument that so it would bizarre. pigeonhole you into a worker position. And if your aspirations were like management and senior management, then... You, those are not typing positions. Like that was the thought process. They now, saw it as like you'd be walking around dictating to someone. Sure, you sure. That's, you, that's probably around that same time where that there was that like Life um, article about computers being a fad or something like that. Though, right? <laughs> yeah, the internet. The internet was going to be a, this fad that would just like come and go. That's that's an idiot economist like. Paul Krugman, who's wrong yep. about everything, where he was like, by the time 2003 rolls around, the internet will have had no more impact on the economy than a fax machine. It's like, this guy's still allowed to give opinions about the economy. Like, that should First be of a, all, the fax machine be, had a huge impact on the economy that can't be overlooked. 
But the internet, of course, is just, just, I mean, they what compared, compares to the internet? The fucking, yeah. like, like industrialization? A lot of early internet <laughs> yeah. stuff was chat rooms. And uh, now, uh, yeah, it, it was chat rooms and, like, yeah. company billboards. It was the equivalent of, like, a glossy pamphlet they'd hand out, you know? There's a, mm -hmm. five or six pages for Coca-Cola that explains why you drink soda or something. I don't know. And, uh, and that, and chat rooms was, to me, early internet. And... There was like legit debate over whether this was the next CB radio. You know, CB radio, I'm told in the 70s was like this hip mm. thing, everyone talking to each other, and then it just kind of faded away. Did you ever have one? Like fuck around on? I the have market. one in the Tacoma. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I I I always I wanted one really bad. As a kid, for some reason I was fascinated with like walkie-talkies. I thought they I, were, had one. I thought I thought the science of being able to like talk to a guy, you know, that wasn't in front of me was really cool. Obviously, we had telephones, but this is the yeah. thing you carry in your pocket, and this is pre-cell phone. So, mm -hmm. like, I loved walkie-talkies. I always wanted a new set for Christmas, and uh, and then finally, I I learned about CB radios, and I was like, I want a legit CB radio. My dad got me one that had like this huge antenna. Like, I don't know, I don't want to exaggerate how big the antenna was, but it was like it had that magnetic base that you could stick it on the roof of your truck, mm. and like maybe eight feet. Of antenna and yeah. so like i don't know what the range was but at least 20 miles something like that because like we could sit at my house and i could talk to guys who were like on the inter interstate system which we live near and just fuck with truckers just just be an asshole kid you know breaker breaker people, one nine breaker breaker one nine mm -hmm. or you'd hear like some lady like talking to a guy like like having a oh. private conversation like it was like, hey, I, how you doing tonight? And he's like, I'm just sitting down on my easy chair about to have a beer. And that the dog's here just looking at the moon thinking about you. And she's like, oh, that's so sweet. And I come on there. I come on there. Like making fart noises or whatever. <laughs> and, like on their channel. And they're like, what was that? I don't know. Was that not on your end? And I'm just like, he -he. I'm fucking Bart Simpson over there being an asshole, like 12 year old. Dude, or whatever. we did. So I had a, a CB radio, a handheld one. It doesn't sound quite as cool as yours, but it was cool. And antennas went up like four feet out of a handheld radio and like big, thick telescoping antenna. And uh, mostly I was just a dumb kid with nothing interesting to say. So I would ask for radio checks. You know, I'd be like, all right, this is a uh, pirate bear. Can I have a radio check? They'd be like, coming in five by five. It's just a, it's the only way I knew how to get people to respond to me. I'd ask for radio checks. Yeah. I'd do it every fucking day, 10 times a day. I'd ask for radio <laughs> checks. And uh, although one time I did what you did, which was like to sort of interrupt people's conversations and maybe doubt that somebody was telling the truth, like that kind of thing as they're, you know, talking on the radio. And this guy, I, I don't know what system he had. But I think he used my signal strength to find us. And he, <laughs> yeah, so no. I keep talking and he's like, I'm finding you. I'm finding you. And I'm like, yeah, the hell you are. You can't find me on a CB radio. <laughs> on a CB radio. Yeah. And then he's the like, you are. Yeah. And, and then he's like, I'm in a tow truck and I'm in front of your house. And he was. It was like this motherfucker. <laughs> Oh my god! Now I, I I wasn't dumb. I'm like 14, so I'm pretty dumb, but I'm not like yeah. a, a dumb dumb. Yeah. And it's like he doesn't know which of these houses it is, right? He just yeah. knows that I'm nearby. Yeah. So we went radio silence there, and the, and the thread ended and stuff. But yeah, he, getting close, loser. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he legit found us in his tow truck. And, and there's a horror movie that that's that that has this premise where what? they're like messing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and um, then like the semi chases him down, and it yeah, it's like it's a guy really terrible. A, is that Jeepers Creepers? I don't think it's Jeepers Creepers. No, it's it's, um, it's like a guy and a girl like on like a road trip, and they're like goofing around on the radio. Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. I think it might be Jeep. Anyway, it's like the guy in the semi is on there, and, and the dude who's driving the car gives the radio to his girlfriend, and she's like flirting with him. Like he's just like. Well, I don't, I don't, I'm not much to look at. And, and she's like, looks don't mean anything to me, big bear. Like, like, I just like your voice and I can tell that you're a real man, a working man. And I, and, and like, they do this whole thing where like, she's flirting with him and she tells him that she's staying at this motel and they're at the motel. And then the truck driver actually shows up, goes to the motel room that she told him about and kills whoever's in there. Cause it's just some dude, you know, staying yeah. in a motel room. So he... He's and he. She's and he's like unrelated to her, the dude. Unrelated to, and and she's just like, yeah, bring a bottle of pink champagne, and he shows up with like this bottle of pink champagne, and like it's a dude, and he murders him, and like then the movie like really goes off the rails as it goes on. I can't remember the name of the movie, but it's, it's I some, think I just linked. It. I think it's called Joyride. Yeah. Yeah, I think that might be it. Huh. Yeah, I've seen that movie. It is, uh, you know, it's not great. I'm surprised it's not you remember. No, I'm surprised you remember that much about it. I yeah. Um, the part you got to, or just describing, it doesn't get any better. It's that over and over. And then I think in the end, like, like there are a lot of opportunities for the smaller car to escape from the semi. Of know. course, because it's faster and it's a semi. Every conceivable way. Yeah, yeah. This I guy know. isn't. It's not even just a regular semi. I think for a lot, for most of the movie, he's like pulling a load. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah he's them at fifty-eight oh, miles I, I, an I hour. Oh, Jim Beaver is in this. Uh, he's the Did guy from. What's the movie with the two brothers who fight fucking crime, who fight fucking vampires and shit? Um, vampires. Supernatural. Yeah, supernatural. Yeah, oh, I couldn't oh. think of it for a second. He's the he's a he's in he's in that. But I like yeah, that I guy. Just, he's in a lot of western stuff. Loki I think I saw comes this out on June like, 9th. What does? Loki. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I, I I know someone who's a stunt double in that movie. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Do you know whose um, stunt double he is? I don't know exactly. Hmm. Um, actually, I do know exactly. I'll tell you later. Okay. Um, I just don't want to say uh, yeah. uh, here, um, but uh, but yeah, it's um, I'm excited about. It. I think it's going to be the best of the Marvel TV shows. They've been getting better as we've went, um, because I I wasn't crazy about the Wandavision. I really liked um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think I think it got better as it went on, uh, even though those are I two agree. of the weaker characters. Uh, in the I think once they got more into like the wider universe at play and and got away from the flag smashers which is the stupidest name for like a group of people we're the flag smashers like all right who came up with the name um me this is the stupidest fucking name ever the flag smashers yeah i think the premise was during the five years that thanos had removed half the population kind of all the countries ended and they got unified and just you know whatever and then when the people came back they're like okay let's just do it like we did five years ago and yeah. there's a group of people who felt like the United Way was better. So the Yeah, well, they had measures. this situation where, like, obviously, like, in, like, Eastern Europe, for example, like, you lose half the population in the United States, there's probably enough people to, like, fill a lot of those working jobs, like, like who will come in and, like, do them. But over there, it's like, the, the Estonia is just fucked. 
Like, like there's not enough people to work the factories and stuff. So you had all these people who would be later deemed as refugees who came in to work those jobs. But when the old workers come back, now they want their jobs back. So these, uh, these people who have come into the country quasi-legally, it's like, get out of here. We don't need you anymore. And, and it, it caused a, a lot of... A lot of, a lot of a lot of issues that you don't want to see in a Marvel movie because you just want to see superheroes fighting each other. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it I was think the world like disagrees with us. I think WandaVision got was more popular than Captain America, but yeah, I, I think it's because women um, make up such you know fifty percent of the viewing audience, and a lot of chicks like those shows. I was talking to a girl the other day, and and uh, she was like, "Yeah, I like uh, Handmaiden's Tale and The yeah. Flash." And she's like, in Law and Order SVU, and she like named like five chick shows, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't watch any of that shit. Those wait, shows are made wait, for women. Like, wait like, until like, September comes when all the new shows are coming out of out of uh, L.A. It's it, it's most of it's going to be uh, gender driven for females, and that's it's, so? it's, a, it's a well, it's I get the breakdowns every day, so I see what's being cast out there, and I know what roles I'm being put up for, and there's a you, trends are obvious when you spot and you look for them. Yeah, so there's yeah. gonna be a lot of most of the content is you know you live a political climate is swinging you know Hollywood I believe dictates culture I believe that we you know that's why everybody people love and hate Hollywood at the same time because you know it it, it kind of dictates you know commercials dictate what we buy so and a lot of the programming comes out really informs you know the, yeah. the nation they set the political climate it, it informs your perception mood. yeah yeah. Yeah, I get that for sure. And I see that, um, yeah. you know, it's it's like I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Like I have been <clears> since I was five years old. Like I can remember being five years old and watching the original Star Trek with my dad, like sitting on the living room floor. And like I that carried on throughout my entire life. Like even now I go back and watch The Next Generation and all the movies and stuff. But like this new Star Trek is it's like I don't think there's a straight white man in the show. I don't think that's allowed anymore. Like I, I I really don't think so, and it's it, it's like, or if he I is, he'll be I, the bad guy. <laughs> I think if somebody heard me say that, they would think that's an ignorant thing for me to say. But it's like, why can't I be represented in a show? Like like, isn't that what everyone's always saying? Like I want I want someone who represents me in the show. It's like okay, I get that a hundred percent. But like, why can't I have somebody who represents me in in the show too? Like like, I'm not saying Jean Luc Picard represents me, this like fifty year old intellectual. But still, at least he's like a you know, he's a straight white dude. He's, he's like, and he doesn't have to be the captain. The captain doesn't have to be a straight white dude. But why can't the guy who flies the fly the ship be one? Or why can't the transporter guy be one? Everybody is either trans or gay, or um, like I don't know. It, is like, it Star like, Trek? No you're one. About? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's it called? I'm trying to find. It's the called Star. List. It's called Star Trek. Um, the new one, Discovery. Yeah. Star Trek Star Discovery. Discovery. Like, like okay. all the characters are. Um, there are. I'm I'm unaware of any straight white men who are not like. Who are main characters who aren't villains? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that's not that surprising. I watch a lot of right you know news, mostly Fox, and I see them fuss about this kind of thing. And oftentimes I push back and be like, you know, in my little bubble, I'm not seeing any of this, or the little bits I see are so minor, it's not worth fussing about. And then every now and then, like they're right. Like every now and then, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, this was too far. I saw, I hear them complain about the woke military a lot. And then I saw a Go Army ad today. Have you seen that? The girl? Mm -mm. The girl? Yeah. The, it starts off, there's this girl, and she's like, yeah, you know, I was a little kid. I had uh, two moms. And I, I heard it, and I'm like, oh, that's going to piss some people off, but, you know, fuck them. I don't really care if you piss off jerks. And then the whole ad 
is about how wonderful it is to have two moms. How she was so blessed to have lesbian parents and her lesbian mom showed such strength and uh, power that she felt obligated to give back for the great upbringing she had by joining the army. And it's like, wow, you really drilled the mom thing hard. Like it, it, I think the end goal is for it to be like an unimportant detail of her childhood. Look at, look at this. N not uh, the central focus that she's owes for. Look at the Go Army thing. The banner there, the, they say the calling, first of all, which is like awesome, propaganda to get you into the army. And then like the group of people they have up there looks like, you remember the Burger King's Club? Did you look yeah, at like, the like-dislike <laughs> ratio? Oh, I haven't. I just went to the page. I haven't clicked on any of the videos yet. Click on the Emma, the calling. Emma. All right, I'm on it. It's 947 up, 40,000 down. Oh, they turned the comments off. Why? <laughs> Raised by two loving and inspiring mothers, Emma excelled in school, but as a college student, she realized the challenge she truly sought required a surprising new direction. See how our soldiers' lives could inspire your own. As the army is totally yeah. progressive. It's progressive to join the army Dude. and go fight overseas for interests that don't involve you. It's, I, it's progressive. I, I think maybe I'm a little more, like, I'll call woke tolerant than average, right? Maybe I'm a little... I am too. I, I think okay. I am too. Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, whenever I hear people fussing about woke, it's like, oh, shut up. You're just trying to be an asshole. This one, I feel like they're right. You know, this isn't what an army ad should be. Like, like, like I mean, we know There's people a, in the military. Did the army be advertising? I, I, I saw, I saw. Um, I think it was on Twitter today. Somebody juxtaposed that against a Russian ad for their military. Okay. Um, and it, yeah. So this, this is. It's just. Let me look it up. I gotta find it. it, it <laughs> I imagine it's like it was. It was like these jack to kill guys, real people. Jack, you know, just Russian tough you guys in, in ice water. You know, running through the snow, and you know, there's. And then he showed this little girl. And it was, you know, it's it's unfair comparison, but like you can see how you can use that. I found it. Yeah, I just, oh, yeah I just that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's literally what I'm. So so far, right I'm only 20 seconds in, but so far this commercial for the, the China appears to be very serious about the military based on this commercial. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's uh, it's called. If anyone wants to watch, it's Army recruitment ads: China versus Russia versus the USA. I'm on the China one right now. It's all like discipline, honor, service. Like, like, it's all just fucking hardcore dudes standing still, fucking saluting, wearing their fucking gear, and then someone speaking in a very monotone kind of voice in Chinese. <laughs> and, and, like, and, and, and like now, now we're transitioning to, like, the other branches. Like, they're showing rockets and computer stations. Tanks, explosions. Medics, um, computer operators operating this big command center. Missiles, artillery. It's like saving Private power. Ryan. They're blowing shit up, shooting rockets from naval vessels, shooting crazy shit out of airplanes and helicopters, tanks going over the horizon, explosions and smoke, soldiers running along. It looks like a fucking action movie. Looks that like a you movie. Wanna watch. Dude, two minutes it gets more hardcore. It switches over to Russians. And it's this yeah. guy, it, it, right, if I'm, I'm interpreting it right, he goes through his transformation where they shave his head and he becomes a soldier. It's like a Halo ad. It's like the Halo yeah. ad when they're becoming <laughs> fucking Master Chief. Wait, I'm, I'm watching the Russian one right now. This sounds intense. Yeah, <laughs> he starts off as like, like back home, right? Got a girlfriend. Oh, he likes he to play soccer. Monotonous. And now he wakes up and he's in the fuck and he's fucking ripped. He's fucking <laughs> jacked. He's j -j jacked. jacked. Yeah. Fucking suiting up, belt buckle, oh, pants, <laughs> fucking berets. Now it's a bunch of shaved head dudes fucking cranking out push ups and climbing walls. <laughs> Are we in trouble?
<laughs> he jumps out of a plane that becomes a sniper. I don't know if snipers jump out of planes, but okay. Dude, they look so hardcore. They've all got those dead eyes. Now we're switching over to America. And, and they speak in Russian, which is scary. Dude, he did the walk away and don't look back when he landed in his parachute. <laughs> like he was, he was like cuts the parachute like he's fucking Captain America and keeps going. I'm on like three minutes, nine seconds. There's an overweight woman who needs to lose like 15, 30 pounds. Dude, the Russian one, it looks like it ends but with a the American soldiers through. look soft as fucking cotton. <laughs> they're, they're showing these American soldiers, and it looks, they're literally fat women. If, like, <laughs> this woman is not capable of delivering food for These DoorDash. are our commercials. <laughs> there are cartoons in it. There are cartoons in it. Our, ours are animated like Saturday morning fucking cotton candy. I was going to use a bad word, but... <laughs> this is lame. I, I don't fuck. know if I can. This is so cringe. I can't watch this. Oh mm. my fucking we god! We can't this afford is, to get real explosions. Really? It's a family now. It's a blue-eyed family. I can't believe there's a straight man in there. Which what second what timestamp are you on? Oh wait, that's not. That's a woman. Okay, it's a very butch woman. <laughs> it's a lesbian couple. <laughs> I was wrong. I was wrong. It's a lesbian. I was like, oh look, it's a, it's it's a, it's a standard nuclear family being reverent. And then I realized that's a very butch woman. Okay, <laughs> dude, this is so. They're holding not- love each other. Respect everyone's signs. This is about killing. <laughs> the, the, the Chinese are over. Oh my God! The Chinese. Dude, China is mo- not. I China guarantee you, China and Russia of rifles firing at one point. Like, like. There's a there's a uh, there's a guy there's a YouTube channel and he's talking about how living in uh, Shanghai changes opinion of 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 America, and he goes they, he was reporting that he's on the bulletin boards they 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 announce we are going to war very soon. You, we better be prepared. Join the military. That is like an ongoing. That the ads are very ominous and very dire. That they need to prepare for war now. And that's he goes that that's terrifying because who who are they going to fight against? What are they going to? What what is that? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, building... they're going to fight against these cotton candy losers that we're watching right now. These these fucking DoorDash employees. These overweight women. Dude, this is this is war, this is straight up embarrassing juxtaposed with the Chinese and the Russia one both the Chinese and the Russia one it felt like I was about to start watching a movie like the way yeah. it starts on the yeah. Russian guy I don't, know, I don't know what he's saying but the Russian guy just even starting monotonous like whatever it is how like, do you do that he's, 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 <laughs> you, know, he's you know what he's saying he's saying honor duty service honor, honor duty, duty service. service he's saying some shit like that like, like and also like, I am jacked as hell and it's like wow you are jacked as hell and you're throwing yourself over this and then there's like a, there's a lesbian wedding in ours that doesn't have, that doesn't have anything to do the, with the military the, there's, there's a part where the Russian guy is ha- he's, he's having a dream of what he's fighting for right Family, freedom, and and friends, right? It, that's what he's dreaming about. But he wakes up and he's in the fucking like, like like barracks, right? And he like sits up in bed, shaved head, and he's yoked. He looks like he's been pounding the fucking iron for three fucking years. He's fucking yoked, and he's like, and there's like a zoop, zoop, zoop of him like buckling his uniform, like 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 boots, buckles, and buttons, just fucking suited up. And now he's in fucking formation, blue berets on everybody. Getting fucking ready to do some shit. Everybody's got sniper rifles, parachutes. They got those dead eyes, like I said. And then you go to this cotton candy, lame ass shit that we're putting forward to, to apparently recruit children and women. It shows us that's who we're going to have. Soldier is a child crying, clutching a teddy bear, in a hospital. There ain't no teddy bears in Russia and China. I guarantee it. Honestly, using this, 
It's using not an this narrative. Recruitment. Yeah, using this narrative to try and encourage, especially looks like women and children into joining the military is, is tremendously manipulative. Number one, if anything, it's more manipulative than one showing explosions and bullets and crawling under barbed wire. This is like, join the military. It's it's woke and it's cool and it's progressive. And and the U.S. military is, you know, we, we've got all the right priorities, just like you, just like you join the military. We have your best interest in mind. It's like, no, you, you don't. You don't military. So, that yeah, that's absurd. so shocking. Uh, all right. Now, now to be fair, I, I dude, bet if you would have put me in charge of this commercial and said, like, make this a parody, I might have done this. <laughs> like, I might have been like, what if it's a, what if it's a fucking cartoon, man? Like, like, that, would be, like, that would be so funny. Yeah, we pick a bunch of people I, I, who aren't. I'm hoping fight. that we're that we're just looking at like the worst version of like maybe the army is who's being lame. So I'm looking at the Marines 2020 commercial now. I'm I'm seeing if like what's the difference. Now, like, if you remember the better. Marines, they used to have like where you charge up the mountain and then you stand there with the sword. It's a cartoon. What is with what are we doing with the cartoons? The Navy needs to do a parallel one where everyone there's gay. women, right? The Navy should do a gay parent, but they're dads. All right, it's not as hardcore, but it's, it's not as soft either. It's somewhere in between. The battle it's somewhere to in between. It's, you guys it's remember the one where the, the guy was guy was uh, trying to get up the hill. He's battling all these de demons. He gets to the top of the hill and puts the sword up on a lightning yeah. strike. Remember that? That that yeah. that, that inspired me. As I a child, that was cool. I wondered if you joined the Marines, if you'd get a real sword. If you that, that was my number sword, one thought. Do I get the sword? <laughs> do I yeah. get the sword? To, don't if they're lie to me. Swords out willy nilly. I'm signing up for it. <laughs> there are easier ways to get swords, but. Not I'm that with... sword. True. True. Oh, there's clearly e I'm, eBay. I'm what eBay? Don't be. Don't say true. eBay. I guarantee I buy a marine fucking sword right fucking. Well, I can't because I'm not allowed long blades. But. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. You have restrictions? Not till, until until October when my probation's up. I got to keep my kitchen knives in the fucking kitchen, dude. Marine officers and non-commissioned <laughs> officers get swords. Oh well, then that's not even worth it. Museum replicas. Okay. I guess now you can go to college and then just immediately be a marine officer and get your sword. That's the way to do it. Yeah, that's the plan. Isn't, isn't that for isn't that a ceremonial thing? Uh, isn't that? I should. They hope can't. So. They have. They have no control over what <laughs> I. Let's hope it is. I tell yeah, you, they, they can't control what I'm going to do with my sword. Stupid to say, right? That it's of course it's ceremonial. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, we're going to go into a fucking. God's men to the front. God's men to the front. General, we're taking tremendous losses in the melee. <laughs> that column of that column of pikemen that we sent around to the flank did not make it through. <laughs> How are the cavalry doing? Well, throw some rocks at terribly. Him. The horses are are very afraid of the artillery fire. Yeah. Oh, are there different like, uh, swords for NCOs and full fledged officers? Yeah, I bet they have little uh, little things on there, like signets or emblems that denote the the rank. But yeah, oh, I wanted yeah. the sword too. I don't know. It's it's a bad look. Um, it's a I, I hope look. I hope that we don't have to go to war with with those with someone who's actually capable of fighting a war against us because we haven't done that since Vietnam and we lost. Um, so I, I'm really hoping that we just keep picking on these little countries for a while. Yeah. Do, do, keep do it the Israel way, right? Pub stomp the unarmed. We haven't talked about Israel at all because it's such a fucking touchy subject and like I, I don't know enough about it to like talk about it but man it just seems like they have been massacring people for like I think there's a ceasefire right now but I keep I keep reading that they're like blowing up the buildings where like the media is staying and uh and just there, there's one there's one crazy clip where it's like some Palestinian journalist on top of a roof and he's he's like filming just kind of out and it shows like a preliminary like I guess a targeting strike and it like hits 
this big like you know 12 story building like nearby and then you just see like like five more shots or whatever and just like the whole like half the building just shorn off and just in israel's defense i heard a palestinian mock somebody's uncle so I've heard they had it coming. Have some, they have some really powerful <laughs> Uncle slingshots Goldstein. over there. <laughs> Those no, Palestinians no. with their powerful <laughs> slingshots. <laughs> oh, sorry, what were you saying? Well, I, but hey, but four thousand, four thousand rockets coming into Israel. I mean, again, I, I it, this is impossible to have a, a, any type of opinion on because number one, what are the who's what's the source of information? I don't know exactly. what's fucking true. Yeah, I'm yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough the to talk about. The source of our information really. is largely I, Israel. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like all well, I see no, is but, like, but CNN, MSNBC, they're gonna re, they're gonna be biased one way, and then you're gonna have counter. We don't. No one knows what's really. I don't know what's really going on. The second thing either. is, if you're what side am I on? If if the Palestinians stop throwing missiles, I'm on their side. Okay, now Israel, stop it. But what what do you do? How, how do you mitigate that? Four thousand what? Four thousand two hundred rockets in the last week. Okay, that. What, how do you handle how many? That? How many casualties? I think it's wasn't it one? Isn't that irrelevant? Well, well, I mean, it's not irrelevant if like one side is using, like, if bullshit, I start rocketing your pipe. your house, Taylor, your concern will not be the quality so, of my rockets. Kyle, Kyle, how about this? I come to your house, I force you out of your house, then I bulldoze your home, and then I build my own house there, and you protest and then the police on my side shoot you with rubber bullets and then okay. your side starts shooting rudimentary okay. rockets and but then my first and then, the, and then, then yours this, and then Taylor. my side uses scorched but, earth but taylor did i'm just you laying own, it out. did you i i, I want to lay out the, the one yeah. important detail though like like you said you know you forced me out of my home didn't you own the land i had built my home on no i i meaning you my my ancestors from two thousand years ago owned it so now i own it that's absurd yeah it, it's outrageous Are like you sure yeah, I mean, it's legally like they can go in there and me do it. claiming, uh, I don't know, ownership of some I England land from my great, 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 great grandfather. Again, I don't know the details. It yeah. all seems pretty messy to me. It seems like Israel is really punching down a lot of the time. Well, well um, again, let's, let's talk about that. If Israel wanted to genocide and eradicate Gaza, they could do it in a heartbeat. They're not. They, I mean, that, I, I, I just want you look at the logic of it. With their capabilities, if they wanted to take out Gaza, it would have been done already. So they're, they're, you got to look at that point as well. Like they, they're really showing some type of restraint here. And I, and the I don't know. Restraint is so. being I, I a problem. The loose support in the international community. Yeah, that would be the thing. And like what you see is that they just kind of inch their way in. And so they take bits, 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 bits. And the international community the whole time is stop, stop. The only people who are supporting you are the U.S. Well, I guess that's all it takes is the U.S. And that's, you know. That's the way it's kind of gone. Is like slowly. You can look at the images of like what well, Israel okay, looks well, like well, sixty years ago, forty years ago, twenty what do you years ago. Think now. The, what do you think the option is? Because if they stop, if they stop mitigating the, the launchers, what are they just going to? Have, what I what I've read, I don't know shit because I don't. What I'm I don't either. They are coming after the the people launching the rockets, and the people launching the rockets are again. I don't know if this turned out, but the story is that these people are being embedded in homes, uh, AP building. That there was a headquarters for. Uh, uh, communication for them so they're targeting the source of of the rockets so that's that's what they're going after and it the the, hor the thing is that when you put military capabilities in a in a civilian population it, it, there's it's going to happen it's a horrible thing but what's the option 
just let it. Okay, just well, we we know we if we know we're going to keep shooting rockets here because they're afraid to shoot back at us. So how does Israel mitigate? Is it, and it, Iron Dome's going to run out of missiles eventually. It, they're 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 a lot more expensive than the things that they're shooting from the that come from Iran. So they won't point, run out of missiles. We'll we give them four billion dollars a year. Yeah, we give them plenty of money for all that. Like they I, they're not their their military is not lacking for anything. What, what, again, and I'm not planning to have any answer. I'm asking a question here. Mm-hmm. What what are the options available to them to protect Israeli lives, which include uh, Muslims, Christians, uh, Druids? There's there's people are dying across all face over there. So what is their option to mitigate this these rockets? They can't. It, I, how do they stop? You know, I, I have no idea. But like yeah, the way I'm I looking know. at it is like this is clearly like a feud between like. Tribes of people who have been there for thousands of years before any, before the U.S., Russia, like before these were countries, like warring groups of people there. And for like us to think like we could solve it is, I think, silly. And so what, you know, I don't know what they need to do over there, but they're not the United States. And so what the U.S. needs to do is just back off a bit. Like we're not going to solve this. All we're doing is hemorrhaging lives, hemorrhaging money. Uh, m- losing tons of friends internationally for defending this all the time. Like it's, it doesn't it, benefit it, us. Do you uh, do you support sending more money to, uh, to help the Palestinians? No, no, no. I'm saying like pull all the foreign aid totally. We have enough problems in the U.S. Let, we can, we can handle problems here. That's Taylor's. We talked about homelessness. It's not as if there's never any nuance, but if you were to predict Taylor's stance, it would be stop interfering all over the place everywhere. Yeah, we right. keep losing. We keep just st- like tripping ourselves over and over. Oh, this will this will be the time that she holds the football down and this goes off without a hitch. Yes, no. this time we kick the football, Taylor. It's going to yeah. be different. I mean, yeah. we talked about so much with homelessness earlier. I'm pretty sure if we took all that money we're using, you're, uh, you're muted, Kyle. If we took all that money, we could pretty easily reopen a lot of these asylums that people need. Like that, That's where this kind of money should be spent. Helping I don't think our audience here. gets the Charlie Brown references. <laughs> oh, I bet they do. They 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 live through Christmases and Thanksgiving. Everybody sees those, right? I barely get it. Oh well, maybe my grandparents had it well, on a Taylor's lot more than yours did. Yeah, yeah, but he's the video for the chair bound ref. You get to see it. That's oh Lucy. She's a oh, that Lucy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a clusterfuck that we're not. No, I, I don't know what the answer to. Uh, but but isolationism uh, that is is sort of uh, attractive option. You know, just just staying out of it. Every other uh, I saw Biden just sold them. A, I saw Biden just sold them a ton of shit. It was in the hundreds of millions of dollars. The weapon deal he just did with Israel. It, it now a lot of these people are like, oh, both parties are the same, and I'm like, no, they're not the same in this regard. I can't tell the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both exactly parties are pro-Israel, uh, which is interesting. Um, you know, uh, it, it's it's it almost like they know something we don't. In the Democrat side, pro-Israel was a very safe stance. Now the Democrat seems somewhat divided. You know, there's yeah, a, there's a lot of um, people from the other side in the Democratic Party now. It it seems like the the lever holders though, like the Chuck Schumers, the Pelosi's, they're all still the Biden. same. It's more like the young, yeah, Biden. It's oh, more you like know the what's young, be like AOCs who aren't. So we're doing our uh, our fifty dollar patron hangout uh, coming up pretty soon. Uh, yep. If you want to take part, you can sign up on the Patreon Patreon below. It's coming up, um, and we have an Israeli tank commander. Uh, in, in that group Ooh. of people, so we'll get to talk to our boy. Uh, I, I don't want to use his real yeah. name because of what's going on right now, but he's an Israeli yeah. tank commander, and uh, and uh, it's interesting. He and somebody Fish, ask him his kill death ratio. I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> gonna, uh, well, clearly infinite. He's alive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's. Uh, there's a. He he apparently had a really productive talk with Fish, who's from Lebanon, the other day. 
Um, uh, I, guess, I guess they. Like, I like I, both of them. <laughs> they made yeah. it sound like if we could get we could get those two to like handle the peace uh, talks, maybe we'd get somewhere. <laughs> get him and it's fish it's to handle it. <laughs> yeah, two it's members of the Netflix. RSK group have, have <laughs> apparently made peace in the Middle East. <laughs> yeah, I, I I rarely use any type of television as a something that is educational right now, but there's a show on Netflix called Fauda, F-A-U-D-A. It was written by a former IDF soldier, and he, he's uh, as an undercover operative working in Gaza. And they do a, and it's a joint uh, uh, production between uh, Arabs and, and Israeli producers. And they do a marvelous job of showing just how complex and just how um, uh, just impossible the circumstances. It doesn't. It's not like Israel bad, Palestinian good. It's like it's just how it's just this tribal. You know, you okay? He, you're about to kill me, so I kill you. But now their brother's pissing me. He tries to, you know, it's just the chain reaction. And they got it. He called it uh, Hanarabi's goat. And see, it's this funny part. He says basically this all happened when uh, Hanarabi's goat went into somebody's field and ate the turnips, and the guy killed it, and he wouldn't pay the guy for the goat because the goat ate all the guy's turnips. So that's how they see. That's how it began five thousand years ago. The, the goat crossed somebody's garden. And it's been escalating ever since. And that's kind of, but, it, but it was just, but it, it's a great show. It's called Fauda, F-A-U-D-A. It's one of the best written, and it's subtitles, but um, a friend of I'm mine out. is. No, that looks interesting. <laughs> I'm reading about it right now. Fauda, it, it's, again, a friend of mine, uh, his name is Gotti. He's, uh, he's a former IDF soldier, and he, he turned me on to it. And I was just like, all right, come, let me watch it. And I was, I was reticent at first. I was, had like a like background. And then the the guy who's the lead actor is a former he's a former soldier Israeli soldier and he's one of the main writers on it and he's such a good actor he's like oh my because he's so authentic his weapons handling was like first like look at this guy you know his weapons handling is just spot on and then I read about sure the guy's a former he's a he's a former operative and it's it's I re- recommend watching it so you get just how just how convoluted and impossible it is. To find ground because it's all it's all revenge it's all revenge it's always it's all balancing energy you know and how do you how do you come out of that spiral my fucking fear is that man that we're, we're spinning that we're spinning that directions ourselves right now you know it's like there's very little generosity or, or or kind of trust that okay maybe somebody can do something different if i just give them the benefit of the doubt you know there's a you know like our poor like you know, again that's we we are heading down that road faster than we think of, from my observation. There's a uh, there's a little mini series coming out called The Human Factor that's on Amazon. I don't know if it's out yet, but it's a it's about Israeli Palestinian negotiations in the '90s, and it looks very good. Oh. And it mm. seems pretty prescient, but you know, coming out like, now. What do you think of the um? In, they're trying to form a com- like a 9/11 style commission to look into one six. Have you guys followed that at all? What's one six? It's Wait, a nine eleven insurrection document? with Trump and the when they oh. when they oh. went into the Capitol no. and Dude, they're gonna they're gonna use that as a pretext to get more spying on us, more spying on everyone. Like they're 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 just trying to get information on people, trying oh, to get you. That's not but how I saw it. I saw it I as using it, a... it as a pretext to smear Republicans Benghazi style for the next four years. No, I no, I, I think it's it's I think it's bigger than that. Like they they want to do like a like. And maybe I'm being silly, but like it feels reminiscent of like 
the the Patriot Act, where at the time everyone was like, well, yeah, this seems like a good idea. Like, what are you a fucking terrorist? You're against this. And then you know, Bush didn't did Bush didn't let that go, and it's still there today. And so it looks like they're they got expanded to, under Obama. Yeah, they're trying to expand it they in did. order to you know that right under Obama yeah, yeah. expanded. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think they're trying to expand it again with this so that they can look at domestic people, right? Or am I wrong? And then that it would was. basically be like under the auspices of going after these people, it's actually all of us or who are you know getting in that big net. Well, I think one, one, of the, one of the other dangers to that, the whole thing is that when that, that whole event, depending how you spin it, it what it did, it, it, it dismissed the entire conservative point of view. It, it made it now like it's, a, it's invalid because of that. So basically that was the best um, event for swinging things to one side of a political spectrum because now, well, if you're conservative, you, you, you're an asshole because you stormed the Capitol, but that's such a small percentage of, of a conservative uh, viewpoint. And so basically we, we were bifurcated to a point where, you know, if you, if, if, you, if you agree with abortion, now you're a fucking enemy of the state and everything that you can have. You can't have multiple, uh, you know, like I believe in gun rights and I believe in personal rights. I have a lot of, I believe in fiscal, uh, fiscal conservancy, but I believe in generosity of spirit and helping people out. So unfortunately, that puts me in the in the uh, in the the, the uh, divides me between these two areas. You, either you got to be all in on one idea or all in another. There's no the middle ground is being destroyed. That's the danger of this commission. Is like it's going to solidify the bifurcation of our of our political. Uh, if you're conservative, attitude. one six was a bad play. It definitely took a lot of people in the middle and pushed them to the left. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. Um, Having the it's a small percentage thing, ah, maybe amongst the voters, but amongst the leadership, fuck, they just ousted Liz Cheney. It's the majority who are trying to bury this thing, make sure it's okay. Guy goes out there, says there was really like tourists, really. They did it's walking orderly in a single fire line, single file line next to the rope uh, barricade, whatever that thing's called, the velvet rope. And it's like, oh, yeah, I did see that picture. I also saw the picture of the guys, you know, smearing human feces on the walls of the cabin. Where did they get the feces? Did they shit in their <laughs> Antifa hands? Antifa put Gross. it there. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's It's like, dude, if you really think Antifa was behind Behind this, why are you against this one six commission? That was always it bullshit. It seemed like right? it was. Well, kind I mean, of... only a stupid person would think Antifa was behind that. That's that's stupid. But it's an argument Obviously, that people want to believe on the. Right. I, I I have no doubt that there was they were participating in. It. Did they start it? No, but it'd be too you good have of an. No doubt that Antifa participated in one six. Waving well, Trump well, flags is a false think, flag okay, operation. Think, think of think of think of the opportunity that would be if you're gonna if you want to really disrupt. Uh, and unity, what isn't it, if? Wouldn't that be great to be part of that and be to be a, a bad actor? And just like it's it's a flip, like okay, all the riots up in in uh, Portland this summer. There's a, well, it's, it must be conservatives getting involved. In it must be the Boogaloo Boys, yeah. <laughs> yeah the thing say, is, if that were to be true, it would take hundreds or thousands of people to keep a secret, right? All those Antifa guys, not one of them, blab their mouth. And said, "Yeah, we were involved. Yeah, it was actually us. You know, I was well, part of I mean, it. I, I had a change of heart." Didn't one come out and say that he was participating in it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they, they, the guy with the bullhorns, right? The guy with the bullhorns. They, they've shown He's his not was, Antifa. This is the QAnon they, shaman dude. I didn't say. Well, oh, not, maybe, maybe not specifically Antifa, but he's clearly like a psycho, crazy person who's 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 from the left. 
No. Yeah. He is from no. the right. They I, I called him, him at like a left. Bernie event. He like, came like out and was off. insulted that people were saying he was from the left and made it very clear that he is being mischaracterized. This oh, is well, him. You, now yeah. we listen ah. to the now we listen to the <laughs> now, now, now we listen to the oh, uh, please you're <laughs> choosing whether you listen to him very selectively no no, no I'm that, choosing whether we look at him or this not. guy is the QAnon shaman and you're trying to cast him as from the left that he you was were trying to cast him as a reputable source <laughs> no no that it is not in question that this guy is from the right it is really not um, I'm questioning else about it so it is people are saying yes and, people people are, are, and your evidence that he is not is that he told you he wasn't <laughs> he's dressed as a buffalo Him and his lawyer <laughs> and his history uh, he, he is apparently a player in like the QAnon thing and, and whatever but um i will agree he's a wacko and he's stupid oh yeah you know yeah. i don't that think you can, can take anything he says um as anything um important. He trump I mean, he's dressed a as a buffalo he said trump i supported you now i want a pardon but headdress uh, is pretty cool. The do headdress. You, do you think there's any possibility that there's some type of inf of uh, covert um, from outside the country? Any no. influence happening no. there? Do you think? Uh, no yeah. Uh, yes, but not on the ground. I, I think that you're definitely having um, actors from overseas, uh, like like Rile fanning the up. flames online yeah. um, with bots and such, like like making little things look bigger than they are. Um, and, and like inflaming people and trolling and like, like really getting tempers uh, to, to, to rise. Um, but I doubt there's like actual like Russians or Chinese people like on the ground waving Trump flags or Biden flags or Antifa flags or whatever. Yeah, that's they were all Trump flags, just to be clear. I'm not, I'm not talking about just talking events about specific, like, uh, specifically. I'm talking about Antifa the hundred events we had last year. That from both sides, you know, like like the 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 side that was burning cities down to the ground, and the side that was waving Trump flags, and the side that was waving QAnon flags or whatever they wave. I don't know, dead babies or whatever QAnon's into these days, or the flat earthers, all of them. Dude. You know, yeah, I've never seen a flat Earth flag, but you haven't either. But like... I I, get, I I mean, what is I what does the Earth look like on a flat Earth flag? Dude, I saw I this choose guy to believe it's a that sphere. the other day. <laughs> <laughs> they have a ball. They just no because they yeah. believe there's an ice ring around the. They whole believe planet. different things. This guy was trying to explain the other day that it was like an eyeball with an iris, and that it had like this comet tail behind it, and we lived on this stripe in the middle of the ball. But it's not a sphere. It's like it's more like a, I don't know, a teardrop, like a, like a long teardrop is what what shape like, and we're this stripe that goes around the. It, don't listen to anything they say. The fact that we're discussing it is giving it credence. It's absurd. It's absurd. Yeah, We've seen it from something space. Gives it credence? I don't think so. We've seen the thing from space, and 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 the fact that no, they those think are that, lies. You the know fact that they think lies. that every person, every space organization in the world is in on the same lie is one of the most absurd things ever. That 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 for some reason, China, Israel, Russia, and the United States all have common ground on this on this one thing, and those are just like a few of the powers. There's that. There to so do I agree the fact that they but they also have to extend that to the like the whole maritime industry the whole aviation industry there are other people who count on the earth being round to get yeah, places last year a guy took a, a balloon up to what 80,000 feet and he jumped with a camera on his head remember this guy you mm -hmm. saw pretty much that okay really? this is a round thing <laughs> I, it's like this is a guy you know he was up there People saw yeah. him come down. And I like, oh, are you talking about the uh, the Red Bull guy? So the, yeah, Red, the Red Bull Red guy Bull. was up there like in space. Remember that? Like the biggest yeah, yeah. Like, like free fall ever? Feet. Like, yeah, like, you could see the curvature of the planet like as he's falling. 
you can see that same curvature from a commercial airplane. Can you? <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. Like when the you look at the horizon, suck. the horizon's got a little curve to it. Does it? I need to look, look again. Go to the beach. Look out there. You notice how at, at some point the boat just disappears? It's going over the fucking piece horizon. Piece by piece. Yeah, yeah. I, I've flown... Uh, James doesn't know. I, I fly this little personal aircraft called a paramotor, and I've gone to about 12,000 feet. It's like a parachute with a fan on your back. I know exactly what it is, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. I go to 12,000 feet, Earth looks flat. Completely flat. And I was looking. I, I wanted to see the curve. I'm willing it into existence, and it's like... It's just flat. It's flat from everywhere at 12,000. You can't see it. I don't know at 36. Maybe. You can the, see it. Like when you look at yeah. the horizon, the horizon's got a little curve to it. You're, you're, yeah, you're up yeah. there. Like I, 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 climbed, I did some uh, mountain climbing and I was up to 16,000 feet. Uh -huh. It's flat as hell. At 16? Yeah. Yeah, 16,000 is flat as hell. I mean, I, but that's because, you know, the, the topography of the earth, it, it's, you know, it, it doesn't give you that linear thing. So you are going to have your, and your eyes, your eyes, and plus the curvature has a reflective thing with the light that bounces that. So there's all kinds of science with yeah. that. I feel like if the earth was really flat, like Russia or China by now would have exposed it and made us look like fools. Been like, <laughs> oh, look at them. They, they lied to you about this round earth, and then they show like verifiable proof it's flat. Like, you know what? That, really that would have happened I, by now. I, I Googled it. It says yeah. Kyle's right. It says you should be able to detect it from an airplane. They cruise at about 35,000 feet, but you need a fairly wide field of view, 60 degrees. So do you get that from a window? Probably do. You put your, it's your face all the way Right? In. You should be just short yeah. of one. And I do. Not, not a, a full child. 180, but yeah. It's in what aisle you're in, I think. If you're in that middle <laughs> aisle, you get the seat right next to your face there. Right, no. if the wing's not there. But if you, if you go to like maybe all the way in first class and put your face in the window, you probably get 60 degrees. Maybe. If you try and barge into the pilot's seat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, gotta, I need to have a word with you. <laughs> I need to know it's curved. <laughs> you start barking about the, cur the, the flat earth and pounding on the pilot's door, they'll let you right in every time. I think that would be a, a cool feature for planes. You know how they have those little TVs? Maybe this is already a thing. Like you can you can put stuff in you can like check where you are in your flight mm -hmm. and whatnot. Mm -hmm. They should have a camera where you can like see see through the front of the plane. They have that. They do. Yeah. Oh, oh I've never seen that before. Yeah, I've seen that on Delta flights. Really, it's very cool. Yeah. That's, that's so there's great. like a GoPro on the front. Just I, like I don't know to, where it was, but you I can like see to believe it's suction cupped. You, you, you yeah. can see a bird when you crash into it. Then you can see the birds coming and crash into <laughs> it. Yeah. You got a bird. It's gonna be a real problem. It, it must happen it, all the time. Get the fuck out of the way. You know, they had those hawks at uh, airplane at airports to like run the uh, the yeah. birds off. Yeah. yeah. But I've, have you, I'm sure we've all seen that demonstration with from Boeing where they're throwing frozen turkeys into the 747 engines or whatever. I have and not they just, to find this. The, the fucking turbines in like super high speed like photography are going like slicing. It's like slice, slice, slice. Like 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 segmenting a frozen turkey really? an inch at a time. What a it's time really saver that would be. Cool. Uh, <laughs> dices and dices and so much. And it much comes out cooked the other side. Ah, <laughs> oh, James is thinking. <laughs> um, yeah. What was I gonna say? I was gonna talk about the fucking UFO like footage that, that that keeps coming out with from from like the Navy and the Air Force is really fascinating to me. I saw the um, one debunked one. It's green. There's there's so many. I, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I don't know that anything got. I didn't know anything got debunked. But I I see like you know. Congress Is there a video you can it. point to? There's there, lots of video. Like a a green, like a, so there's a green one. Yeah, it's through night vision, and there are triangles sort of moving around in in like a weird way, and they pulse a little bit, and 
like it just doesn't look like anything we've seen and the the government came out and said it was a ufo which doesn't mean aliens it means unidentified flying aircraft or object so uh, uh the the internet sees it and this guy is like i know exactly what this is this is unfocused bokeh and he recreates it exactly he's like these are what stars look like when it's not focused when the I think it's called the iris of the camera is triangular. You know, they it open and close it to change how much uh, the light is you know, for the speed, whatever. And uh, he's like, when it's out of focus and it's triangular, all the stars look like um, triangles. Airplanes look like triangles. This one's blinking. That's because it's an airplane. And they even identified which plane it was, like based on like the time and location that it was shot, going by, blinking, and it's just an unfocused blinking triangle because that's what happens when you have a triangular iris. It was so, pretty yeah, much- this is this is from three days ago. This is a this some, is not something. the one I'm talking about, but carry on. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is some sort of flying object that eventually, I think this might be the one who, that disappears into the water at one point, like goes underwater and then comes back up. It's a uh, I don't know. They're following it with fucking aircraft, like like Air Force aircraft. Yeah, I don't know. I, this is this is from the Navy ship. This is yeah. That always adds a certain credibility to me when um, it, it could you be a Navy pilot or it could be even like a commercial airline pirate pilot. Like these are serious people at work. They're not rednecks drinking. Those those guys who've been trained to look at look at look at like a radar signature or even like the 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 like um, outline of a plane and identify it. Like like, yeah. like th- those guys are like trained to do that. They look at the sky all the time. They know what's normal, you know. And and so when it, like a I'll just say a naval aviator says this is something weird. Oh, well that's something different than Woody at a campfire seeing something weird. Yeah, agreed, hundred percent. Or and or maybe just some explained. Or maybe just some video that gets uploaded and you're like, all right, who doctored this? How was this filmed? Where was it filmed? Like, is this even CGI? Like, what am I looking at? But when you've got something that's got like, you know, it's from a, a naval aircraft or ship or something, it's, it definitely adds some credence to it. It'll be up to Congress to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> all right, we'll never know. Yeah, that's top comment. <laughs> They're like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> it's absurd. Well, I, I was looking at this um, report on this and some research said that it, it's most of the triangular ones are the new version of the drone, the jet power drone that has stealth and is built in. It's invisible because it has a camera and it projects, it projects what's above it, below. And what's, so basically it's invisible to human sight. Look it up. It's called, it's a next generation drone that's being launched off of naval carriers right now. And he was talking specifically about that, uh, video where it comes in the water, out of the water. It was actually they were testing the the stealth systems on this particular new drone. It's a new camera. It may be the Icarus. Check out the maybe it's called the Icarus um, uh, invisible drone or something. That uh, that one I don't. This is the one I was talking about. The the most recent one I linked, and uh, I'll play it real quick. You can see on the screen, people watching can this sort of blinking triangle, and then he shows what the night vision thing that it was recorded through looks like and another way to create it and he uh he uses that equipment and makes more of it but yeah if it's out of focus and you have a triangular open like opening like that um you get you get this ufo image so we'll see what comes of it i don't know i like it's exciting to think there could be aliens i hope you know it's like yeah 
You know, right? come on. Wouldn't it be great to meet somebody with a with a flying saucer? I mean, come on. It's like a ghost. But, I mean, but, wouldn't you love to meet a ghost? Hey, wait a minute. Tell me, are you dead? What's it like on the other side? You know, I feel like I'd great. regret it if there were aliens. Like, if I could choose whether or not there were aliens and I said yes... I would be throwing a Molotov cocktail on society. And there are some people who think that's a great idea. There are some people who are just like, yeah, fuck it. I don't like society. Let's throw a Molotov cocktail on it and, and see what see what the next version's like. Who cares? And But me, I'm like, eh, no, this is cool. This is cool. I like what we got here. Um, I, I don't want to throw a Molotov cocktail on society, but I can't deny that it's interesting. I, I can't deny that I, I do kind of want to know what happens if there's aliens. Right? Yeah, 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 I'm with you. I, I, I wish, I, I think that'd be really cool if aliens landed, fucking went on YouTube. <laughs> that would destroy the, the cost of Bitcoin. They became sure the best, tic, they, came, they, they became the, like, the biggest TikTokers, like, like fucking Xenu, <laughs> and the, Xenu and the boys. Right? Like, like, it turns out that like when they talk, it sounds a little like a kazoo and people just go wild for it. Yeah. Yeah, that like that would be pretty idea. fucking cool. That's that's how you would like make yourselves known. Instead of like trying to like go to the White House or the Kremlin or something, you just make a TikTok. You just make a TikTok introducing yourself to the to humanity. TikTok's controlled by the Chinese. I don't I don't uh, believe it. You got to put it on Twitter for me to buy it. It'd be a, yeah, you could, you could do it on Twitter too. Cool. <laughs> go everywhere. Yeah, they'd have the most followers right away. <sighs> yeah, well, I think you put it on Reddit. Uh, extra mile put it there it's gonna get a lot of observations i would catch it yeah <laughs> no, i don't know i, have I, never, I, have I think it's probably seen... government technology that's uh that's you know a generation or two ahead of what we're aware of that that's looking ridiculous and uh i think that's probably what we're seeing because i just i don't know i don't think that aliens are able to come here and if they if they were i don't think they'd just be flying around nah, i don't insane. know they're obeying the prime directive well, if they're from like the Star Trek universe, then they are, I guess. Mm -hmm. Although they are revealing themselves to you us. You think we just made problem. that stuff up, Kyle? I'm pretty sure Gene Roddenberry <laughs> just made that shit up. Um, well, it's funny how like like Gene Roddenberry was thought of as this real woke guy, you know, because he was so inclusive, right? You got a Russian fucking uh, right there behind the. I think it, yeah, he was flying the ship. Uh, or no, no, that was um, Sulu. Well, you got an Asian guy flying the ship, a Japanese guy. Not the all that long after World War II. Interracial kiss on TV. The first interracial. Although it was like a rapey kiss, they were being forced to kiss each other. Yeah, that's true. There's it, it a saving grace there. And uh, you know, you had a black woman running communications. <laughs> you had the hotter. Russian guy. You had the Russian guy running the weapons. Middle of the Cold War. And uh, and it's supposed. It, you know, you thought of it as real woke for the time period. But there is a part where they're like, oh yeah, well, women aren't allowed to be Starfleet captains. Like that's literally a line in the show. Because they're 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 so flippant, you know. You you couldn't have a, a female captain. Huh. <laughs> that that is funny. That's not very woke. We were talking about the American Army and stuff. I wish that jobs all over the place had physical requirements, right? Like it. What happened? There was a cop. I went off on her. Yeah. Oh, taser, she was taser, the one, taser. She mixed up her taser and her Glock, and a lot of Ugh. people thought the root cause of that was mixing up the taser and the Glock. I saw it a little differently. The guys were like establishing risk control and pulling him out of the car. She can't play that game, so she went straight to weapons. And I feel like this yes. is just the a natural byproduct of weak cops. And I don't mean women cops, although they are often weak. I'm talking about weak cops. If you can't do 30 push-ups, 
You either lose your job or we find a desk job. I think all cops should be able to bench press 150. Let's just uh, let's make that the minimum. Sure. Two reps, 150. You got to rack it. Okay. Yeah. And boom. Now there's a physical requirement. Now there's no female cops. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to the army, um, different jobs could have different physical requirements. If you're if you're gonna find yourself in a scenario where you might have to pull a dude out of a tank. Then you need to whatever fucking uh, ah the GI Jane scenario. Is is that a GI Jane thing? But yeah, yeah, then you need to be able to chainsaw fifty pounds or whatever, right? Like like the, all right, this is a physical requirement if you have that job. If my um my brother in law was in the Air Force and his job was to look at pictures that were taken by surveillance, he was in intelligence, and just circle things that he thought people up the chain should look more closely at. A job like that. Physical, pretty much no physical requirements. You right? can curl three ounces. You're in. <laughs> you're right, right. If you can drink a beer, you get that job or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, you know, yeah. like uh, so. Yeah, different jobs, different. If you work in IT, probably super low physical requirements. Yeah. If if you're marching with a gun, probably super high physical requirements because you might have yep. to pull someone to safety, and uh, and of course yourself and your gear. That, yeah, the, the whole thing what? from G.I. Jane, it's the movie where Demi Moore uh, signs up to be the first female Navy SEAL. And uh, and the the recruitment, or the, the, the sergeant or whatever, the training guy who's played by Viggo Mortensen tells Demi Moore's character, while he's beating the shit out of her, he's, he's like, you couldn't even pull your body weight out of the ocean this morning because you were soaking wet and wearing your gear. Which, by the way, would be an incredibly difficult physical task after you'd already done all that PT. But he, she couldn't. She couldn't pull her own body weight out of the water into the boat soaking wet with her gear on after doing physical stuff already he's like i pulled a, a man out of a burning tank up a 200 pound man with his gear on out of a burning tank i helped lower a man into a tank one time it is incredibly awkward he weighed 150 pounds it was hard because like it's just real awkward to like lower him in there he was a handicapped veteran and he wanted to be able to shoot a tank so we're like carefully lowering this guy who doesn't have the use of three of his limbs into a fucking tank. And there's three grown men doing this and we're all sweating by the time it's done. Cause, cause you know, you don't just throw this guy in there like a sack of potatoes. He's already fucked up. Like, <laughs> like so we're trying to easily get him in there. It was hard. You it might have a really higher hard. tolerance for bumping him on the edges if you're just rescuing him. Yeah. Yeah. And there are but. edges. T tanks <laughs> do not have forgiving edges. Huh. I, I, I was like, I wonder if modern ones do, because I assume it wasn't like a current tank. It certainly wasn't like a brand new tank. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was, yeah. um, but, you know, whenever I've been in them, I, I usually wore some gear, like, like especially if I wasn't on camera. I put that I you put the goofy ass helmets on and you can bang your head around in there. It doesn't hurt so much. They look absurd. I, I, I've never been in a moving tank. But I'm guessing it moves in unpredictable ways, right? Like you don't get to see like a car and sort of anticipate all the stuff that's going to happen. It's just shaking around, right? It's so heavy that it doesn't, it can't like do jolty stuff really. Everything okay. it does is this like slow roll and pitch kind of thing because it's what so kind of tank big and heavy. What uh, kind of tank were you? I've been in a tank destroyer and um, what kind was it? I don't know. I got a video. Let's see. Yeah. You know, with the the thing about physical requirements, as you're talking about that, um, you know, you, you it's, it's 
curious to me because, you know, the world's on a bell curve. Would you agree? Like you have most of us exist in the middle. Then you have the extremes. Sure. You have like so you have some women who are extremely strong who could probably do certain things. But there's aren't a lot of those. And then you have another aspect where there are a lot of men who just aren't capable to do what an average woman does. This bell curve. So with that in mind, if you if you if you remove the idea of gender from it and just go on capability for these specific jobs, that's a very easy thing to do. But why do you think that's so um, becomes so uh, difficult to put that idea into 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 like into the police force or fire departments or you know a search and rescue or the military? What 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 is the what is the resistance to that? It having hurts that, people's feelings. Right. It, it, it has to be that simple. It is to me anyway. Like it just hurts people's feelings. And there should be, I used to be a lifeguard. Uh, I was lifeguard on the beach and we had, you know, a couple dozen or hundreds of rescues every year. So you actually had to be able to fucking do this. And uh, you requalified every year. I, I forget what I think it was a two minute, 200 meter swim and a six minute mile. Right. And if you didn't get that, you were fired. And, uh, you know, we had, I think, 135 people, and six of them were girls. That's what the police force would look like if they had physical requirements that mattered. You know, and I disagree. I, I don't think there'd be any women. I don't oh. think there'd be any women. If, 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 because I think you should be able to, I don't know. I, I think there should be some real physical requirements. Like, like if we look at the job, I would say that being a police officer is more difficult than being a lifeguard. And I do not underrate how difficult being a lifeguard is. I just think that your main job is dragging people out of the water, right? And and like swimming out long distance, swimming at long distances, and perhaps rescuing somebody who's so panicky that the that their that their first intuition is to take you down with them flailing. That's not hard to deal with, though. Yeah, fucking. You just go under. You sink. And then they don't want you anymore. It happens <laughs> don't every want time. You anymore. Oh, you yeah. want to go down? Well, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How long I'm not the one panicking. How long can you hold your breath, sir? My my record's three and a half minutes. <laughs> Woody, is that the move? You just start sinking and then they go, oh, okay. Yeah, it's literally, they get a manual out to every rookie. You read it and then you do it and it works every time. That's great. But, but like, that, if you're going to have to wrestle with, with people in the streets who are armed criminals, like, I don't know. I don't, th I don't know that I'm qualified, motherfucker. Like, like, hard, like, I think right? you need to be a... I, I actually do can I choose my purpose? Big... I could do some. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I want to go to... after white collar crimes. <laughs> I think most, I think most men aren't qualified to be cops. I think that most cops aren't qualified to be cops. I'll say that. Like, like most cops I see, I'm like, I whoop your ass. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> you can restrain. You'd have to shoot me if I was crazy. Like if I were crazed, you'd have to kill me because you're not physically capable of doing anything else. And for women, that's like 100% of the scenarios. 100% yeah. of the scenarios. You've been in a fist fight before in the street, right? You, you, you've boxed, you fought, you know, you fought in a ring, which is one type of fighting. But you've been in a street fight, you've been like where, it's, where the stakes are pretty freaking high. It's, it's not, you know, the movies have polluted our brains as to what physical in interactions are. Like I, I've been in hockey fights, and it's okay because there's a referee, and my chances of getting killed are very slim because somebody's going to intercede if, I, if things go bad. I've also been in fights in, you know, in, 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 in bars, and even that has thing, but on a street, when you're dealing with somebody, it's the idea of you're going to put them in a, you know, get them into a chokehold when they're manic and crazy. Just like knife defense. If you've been in a knife fight, like that's, that's slashing your fight. You're, you're not going to put a, you know, you're going to take, you're going to take damage. 
Yeah. Oh, and now I take my shirt off and wrap it around my fist uh, so you, that I... No, you well, were going to say fuck up. <laughs> I'm, just, that I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not stupid. You, even if you're highly skilled, somebody has a knife, you're going to take a serious amount of damage. They're going to mm-hmm. slash and jab. You're going to take a lot of damage and you're looking out with your life. So when you put a cop in a situation who's got to deal with somebody who's agitated, hyper, and, and somebody who may be on drugs or may be agitated... There isn't many people in the world who can take down somebody of an equal size when they're agitated and mm-hmm. violent. And, and, and like, I, you know, again, you, you fought, you fought, you've been in fights. Like, it's a, it's, it's a battle. I don't and, think I've been in this kind of fight. No. Yeah, <laughs> I've never been in a dull street fight. fight. You <laughs> fought for your life in the street, right? We all have. <laughs> <I> have <never laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe James has. I have like, not. No, no. 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 I've boxing every now and then. That's I've been into my even, share of arguments. Okay. Even I've shouted. Was <laughs> no, that James? No, but even if you're in like a pushing, con- you know, you're pushing somebody, it escalates quickly. And unless you really know how to balance yourself, unless you've got a lot of practice, even a pushing match can be it can be kind of very eventful it's just uh, when i see some of these videos of cops dealing with people like if you don't understand what it takes just to keep yourself safe you're not going to dominate somebody i mean maybe if you're a, a great you know a heavyweight mma guy you may have a chance that somebody smaller they're not going to take any damage but there's this unrealistic idea that cops can somehow subdue somebody without any type of physical. Um, I disagree. I, I, I all the videos well, I depends see depends on the criminal. Cops are absolutely dominating the other guy, and Taylor, you're right, it does. And it's because the other guy's hardly fighting back. Like when a person resists arrest, they're kind of like just not fully putting their hands behind their back. In most of the videos I see, they're just kind of like walking away or like you know yeah, slipping they haven't towards... gone into full attack mode they're more in like no i don't wanna no they're like a they're like a kid who doesn't want to get in the car they're just like no yeah. i don't want to yeah. get in the car and if a, a bigger guy dude square is like, up with a with a police well, also, it's there's, rare there's rule of thumb here always watch the first five minutes of the video and the last five not just what you're fed on, what we're fed on, on our outlets because it's it, I'm in a business. I can manipulate everything. When I edit, I can make the same scene look polar, poly opposite. Oh, yeah, you're going to come off terrible on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> this, hey, by the way, we've been here four hours. Man. These are 30 minutes long. <laughs> you oh, guys yeah. have no idea how racist he's about to look. What <laughs> <laughs> you just watch it on Saturday, and it's like, my name is James, and I am gay. They really, they really screwed me. <laughs> I, I, I fucked up more than my share, believe me. Um, <laughs> but the idea is that you know, it's like the. It, I don't know, man. I, I'm friends with a lot of cops. I, I've, I've been on drive-alongs. I've been I've been in my share of confrontations and escalates. And it, it's the idea of when do you you don't know what this person has. You don't know what the and here's here's a, a I don't know, you guys you guys take a class on weapons at CCW. I have a CCW. You have to take a legal yeah. a law class. I think we all do. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've all done it. Yeah. Or have. So, you know, in the class that, well, you know, what is the effective range of a, of a knife? Well, it's 15 feet. That means I, if you got a knife, by the time I get to my gun, you've got me stabbed. So th- there's all these, all these relevant tactical um, 
things that you have to remember when, we, when you deal with uh, suppression of violence, suppression of, 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 of criminals, that you people don't understand how difficult it is to take to to get somebody to be com- compliant, be you know to basically comply with that or be, you know listen just if you're res- resisting, it's a dangerous thing for a cop. It's a dangerous thing, and I think part of the issue is that I, I again I'm not sitting here I giving cops you know free range to do what they want. I'm not saying that. I think that we have to change the way police teams are handled. I think team police have got to be done in teams, and they got to rotate out. The guy gets hyper, hey. Tap them out, get out of here, get, walk off, you're excited. Because when the adrenaline goes, you lose your finer nuanced skills, you become more base-oriented. If fighters know that you know, you, when you go, your adrenaline, and you lose your finer capabilities or your reason, you, you go to this, to this more, um, sort of a more base approach. But I also think that we've got to start making a conversation into communities that are hard hit by, by these things. Teach your kids to be respectful. Teach, teach your kids to, hey, cops is it, until we can fix it. I have a lot of kids on my channel who are, you know, are, are, who are called non-white. And, and as a hockey coach, I lost kids to street violence in New York. And it's fucking horrible for me. I get attached to people really quickly. And I keep saying, guys, I don't, it, it's, I, it's, I mean, it may not be politically correct, but please, if somebody's pointing a fucking gun at you, just do what they tell you to do. Right, especially if it's a cop, that means he's afraid. Someone pulls a gun. If I, I have, you know, I carry. If I pull a gun, it's because I'm fucking. I'm really thinking I'm in danger here. So when a cop pulls his gun, it's not a joke. It's not a challenge. Don't antagonize. Don't challenge somebody who's pointing a gun at you. Don't. It's like just teach teach us to hey, all right. Maybe find a way to take the the fear out of being thrown in jail. Maybe have a you know people who are indigenous who don't have money. Build a fund that they can. Okay, I'll take the I'll take the I'll take the pinch because I know that I'll have some type of uh, legal representation or there's money there. So I, if I am sort of just on the the edge of things, I can get out of jail. Fix it that way, but com, com, you know, compel people to comply, especially when they see a cop holding a gun. Fuck! What do you? Somebody holding a gun yeah. at me? Yeah. What do you want, I, man? I agree with you there. Like, like I've had cops pull guns, and it's just like. Yes, what sir. would you like me to do? You're what do you both want? Right. You're both right. You should comply, right? Like, I try to do this quickly. I drive a motorcycle. <clears throat> you can't just go blasting through green lights expecting people to see you on a motorcycle. In a car, you can do that your whole life. They kind of see it. People don't tend to make lefts into you. And if they do, the consequences aren't that high. With a motorcycle, you got to drive through green lights in a way where you're prepared to deal with somebody making a mistake. Cool. Yeah. Everything's your fault. Well, not everything's your fault, but everything's your problem. Somehow police compliance comes like there's a parallel here. Should I completely obey? Yes. But the consequences are fucked up. I don't know. Maybe the parallel's not working, but there was a shooting in North Carolina. I have a video. Um, I'll open it at current time. Perfect. What happens is these cops roll up. I don't know why they're going there, but it must be pretty serious because there's they're all dressed in their tactical gear and there's like six of them in the back of some sort of pickup truck, maybe? This is SWAT. Okay. They don't have a cool SWAT armored personnel carrier, but uh, they're all they're ready to get shit done. Um, here, I'll just flip through it for people. Holy shit. 
right? So they come out of this thing and they find the dude. Uh, there's no sound in this. Wow. But um, here's the... Is this the guy? We're going to see him any second now. Oh, I think I maybe skipped past the good part. A minute and 30 in, we haven't seen the guy yet. We're just seeing mostly this guy's forearm holding a gun. Okay, I gave you a bad timestamp. The amazing stuff happens around 110. Well, he's dead. Yeah. He's dead, right? Yeah. So uh, I would think so. Here's, here's what happens. For people watching it, I'm at like 109 for you guys. There's a car right here. This car, rather than just comply with all these cops pointing their weapons at him, he gets in his car. There is a policeman here on the right of the screen. I'm at 111 right now. And I think there's one at the top of the screen. The guy is clearly driving in between two cops. Take note of where this cop's feet are because he does not run over this cop. He doesn't run over where the cop is standing. He's driving around the cop in an effort to escape. The cop kind of shuffles right even further into his path. In spite of the fact that the cop shuffles the wrong way, and I'm at 113 now, he still doesn't hit where the cop was. The cop could have stood still. He didn't hit him. Now he drives past the cop, and he's kind of like escaped. They all start shooting, and the guy dies. Now, he shouldn't have done that, right? He shouldn't have hopped in his car and tried to what, drive away. What was away. he driving towards? I couldn't, was he, he was like in a yard heading towards a house? What was, <laughs> I think he was just driving towards freedom, and you don't yeah. get to see his eventual path because he gets killed. And um, uh, so once he gets past the policeman and they're looking at his rear view, they all open fire and, and the guy dies. Now, like, you can't do that. It, it, like, yeah. it wasn't the guy's fault, but it's the guy's problem. And that's he where wasn't the whole even driving, uh, motorcycle like to add through the green the light parallel came through. Like, it's not your fault, but it's your problem. This guy's death was caused by his bad actions was caused by his reckless actions is a better take but there shouldn't be a death penalty for driving away from the police and the prosecutors have looked at this and decided not to file charges it's done mm. so the reason so why over? the reason why is because the car is considered a uh, lethal weapon true lethal that, that, I don't know if you know this that, case but that's exactly what they said Legally, legally, well, this again, this is a law, this is a law class. Legally, a car, if you take your car and you drive at somebody, that's, uh, you can be charged with assault with a deadly weapon. That, and I think that's nationwide. I don't think that, that's, that's, and that's, no, I agree though. There's gotta be, there's gotta be another way to, uh, prosecute that interaction there because that, again, I don't think cops are allowed to be judge, jury, and executioner. That's that's wrong. That's you know. So finding finding new ways to handle those circumstances, that is that is the change we have in law enforcement. Not taking away their powers. Finding you know, getting people. How how do we handle that? What can we do better here? How can we have? How can we you know? Is letting that guy go is that helping? Then what happens when he whatever say, say he does something and it hurts somebody else or Justice isn't given to the person that was whatever it was. All these things have got to be laid out, and until we can have a conversation like this across the board, say, okay, you're right. There's two parts of the story. We have to enforce the law. This is the law. How do we how do we solve the actual technical problems? It would give a man a problem he can solve. 
how do we how do we tactically handle something like that better? How I, do we? I I think they should have prosecuted these cops. And and here's the thing: a, a lot there's two ways that I like solutions I hear for this all the time. One is these guys just need more training. And I'm like, right. Jesus fucking Christ. Every time cops murder someone, they're like, well, they just need classes on how not to murder people. You know what? Sometimes well, I, there should be penalties. They should have in their head, yeah, those guys from North Carolina are in jail right now because they shot a guy in the back who was driving away from them. Right? It, it, if you yeah, wanna... What was he headed towards? Like, Because if someone's listening, they might think that he got onto a road and, and was going down the road. He looked to be like driving through people's yards like... I, I can't tell what he was going. It, it looked to me like he was driving There's, out his front yard through his neighbor's front yard. And he, his plan was to hit the street. You said a really interesting thing, and I, I want to point it out. Use the word murder, and that's part of the issue with getting getting this change. That's not murder. That that that's necklace. That is negligent homicide. That is them. They didn't intend to go there that day and murder somebody. That was a, a police action. Now, what you're looking at is actually. Um, uh, just bad work. Like they, 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 they are negligent at their job. They don't they have to find a better way to do that. What if he was on foot? If you prosecute, if he's on foot, it, well, you can't, you can't do hypothetical because how can you know what's going to happen? You can and absolutely you, you, do hypotheticals. We'll do one right now. If he, right. if they say stop and he runs away on foot and they shoot him in the back, that feels like murder to me. Now, it's definitely worse than this because, like, the, at least on foot, he doesn't have a fucking car to drive into people. But or they shot him at, as he was driving away. If they shot him while he was driving towards them, I would feel a lot different differently about. Well, what this. else is what What else is going on? Like, what else happened? What else is going on? What is you can't just throw out this simple hypothetical without adding other mitigating factors either. And again, I if yeah, like the one that poor gentleman years ago got shot, he was just running away that that's that was horrible you know and we got to add in what we make hypothetically you got to put a whole bunch of what was happening what's the circumstance where you know what are the other elements for that justify a policeman's actions i don't agree uh, that you can't do a hypothetical if i say hey this guy's driving away if he was running away it'd be a very parallel situation and you say what about all the other things well we'll make them the same period problem solved now we can do hypotheticals this guy was driving away from the police and they shot him while he was driving away. Right. And, and I'm not saying he was a good guy. I'm sure it, he is. I guess he has other crimes in his history. There's the SWAT teams rolling agree. up so on we, a guy. He's probably a yucky dude. We have, we're discussing that do cops get to be judged during execution or any circumstance they choose? That's the real conversation, right? That's what you're saying. Oh, they, when they act like that, they are becoming judge, jury, and executioner in that moment. And once you, once you do that, there's, it, you don't get to take that action back. That's a permanent action. And, and I think we should prosecute cops when that happens if they're bad. You know, the, this guy was driving away. Can't, right. shoot, can't shoot a guy for trying to escape. I don't like it. It's just that there's not a death penalty for it. Right? It's, this guy should have been caught later that afternoon. And right. Spent even longer in jail and kicked himself in the butt for the next eight years because he tried to escape the police. You know, th that's that's what it, eight years, whatever. But um, yeah, you know, eight months. 
I can't. I mean, I can't debate that. It can't be. You're I'm right. not as I mean, harsh with my prison that, sentences as someone who's done two months. It sucks. It sucks. Like two maybe months. You're right. like, <laughs> maybe like, you're right. Whenever I hear somebody, it's, it's like, yeah, you got five years for embezzlement. I'm, I'm like, God, did some orphans die or something? Like, like what the fuck? Okay. He, how much I, did he embezzle? I do take the driving. Uh, he didn't hit a cop, and he mm. didn't even drive where a cop was standing. It's not like the cop had to dodge him. But yeah. he did endanger a cop. I mean, like, he, he drove in their general direction. It looked scary. Like, I don't know. Um, uh, all I know is, like, like, like I, I put my... He I drove into he, that I, one guy, didn't he? And then I the think cops have to be held to the highest of I went standards. frame by frame. It, I, I think if you're going to patrol the streets with a fucking gun, if you're going to patrol the streets with a gun, you should be held to a very high standard. And Absolutely. so I, I say, like... I, you know, I've done some crazy things and I don't really get scared of too many things. And I'm thinking like, would I be scared if I were like, not even in front of the car, but just near the front bumper? Like, 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 like I can look and see the wheels of the front of the car. Like, there's no way he can hit me. He could maybe rub against me a little if he makes a sharp turn, but I'm not in danger. He's not going to kill me. I can shuffle step to the left and I'm fine. Would I be scared? No, no, I wouldn't be scared. I'd be having fun. It'd be like, it'd be like, oh, this is exciting, isn't it? I wouldn't be afraid though, especially if I've got a goddamn AR-15. Like, what's what's he gonna do? Like, one-handed shoot me with a pistol as he drives past? If I see a pistol, I'm gonna shoot him. But I'm not just gonna like open fire on a guy who's driving away from me. That they're still shooting when he's driving away. They start shooting when he's driving away. It's absurd. It's absurd. Yeah. It's they they murdered that guy. Like like, and and you can frame it. You can be like, well, technically, cars are lethal weapons. He was fleeing the scene with a lethal weapon. They had no idea where he might go next. All right, that's one way of looking at it, but don't try to act like it's the same as him running away with a blood-soaked machete toward a, a, a school. Like, that's not what was happening. He was just trying to get, get the fuck away. And, and he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. And like you said, that's another charge. That's another charge. You're fleeing the police or whatever it's called. And maybe, and if he bumps a cop, I don't care how lightly, he just assaulted a police officer. But... You don't murder that man. If a cop I wouldn't have even... pulled the trick. I know I wouldn't have pulled the trigger, and and that's the that's the that's the level that I'm holding them to. What would I have done? I wouldn't have pulled the trigger. If a cop can semi reasonably say I feared for my safety, then I give him a lot of latitude. But if a guy's running away, you didn't fear for your safety, you silly head. No, no. You know? If we're in a dark, if we're in an apartment, I saw a video where like the female cop is trying to wrangle this guy. And he's just not having it. And, uh, and and they get into like a tussle in his living room. And the whole time I'm thinking, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. You should have already shot him. Shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. And eventually everybody's shot because like, cause like a, a, the male cop has to show up and start shooting people. And like the woman has been shot by like her own gun or something. And then the, the male cop has had to come in and shoot the other guy with, with his personal gun. And it's, it's a whole thing. It's like, you should have shot him a long time ago. So it's not like I'm always on the bad guy side or anything. It's just, there's levels to this shit. And that was a situation where the cop shouldn't have shot a guy who was driving away from them menacingly. And, uh, but then there's some menacingly. situations where it's like, we're in a dark room and it's just me and you. And all that's standing between me and you killing, between you killing me is me killing you. Like, I'm going to have to shoot. And especially if it's a crazed person, like, like, are we there for a guy who stole some watches and was selling them on the street? Or are we there for like psycho Billy, the guy who's got like three murders on his rap sheet and he's looking for a fourth gang member to shoot today? Like, there's a big difference. In uh, North Carolina, know. as a general rule of thumb, you can still carry it. You can shoot someone if you fear death, serious injury, sexual assault, 
and you have no ability to escape. That's roughly when you can shoot someone. Take away the no ability to escape thing, and we have a good guideline for cops. Do you think Alabama or Alabama or Arkansas or wherever Boogie's from has the same law? Because he was definitely in fear of sexual assault. <laughs> I, I he was in fear of it. Do this. Doesn't the Castle Doctrine let you shoot people on your property? I think they need almost for really trespassing. Yeah, we've got this friend, um, this guy, this crazy guy from the internet showed up to his house and tried to sissy hypno him. And so he came outside <laughs> and fired a warning shot. And now he's in a bit of trouble for firing a warning shot into the air because that's technically aggravated assault. In a school I, zone. I don't know if you caught the fact where I said the man was there to sissy hypno him, but that's the funny part. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know what uh, he was trying to hypnotize him into being a, uh, a, um, a femboy gay slave of his, a sexual slave, a servant. Uh, he was trying to turn him into a, a sissy. And a, I, my, my God, he all, if he hadn't fired that warning shot, he would have had him. He was this close. He would have had him under his, <laughs> under his spell. Really? He was this close way, to putting on a pair Boogie, of fox ears yeah. and yeah. a little mini skirt. And, the only and, reason Boogie doesn't have a, an anal plug with a tail coming out of his ass right now is because of that <laughs> warning shot. You know, the only reason he's not in, you know, in an apartment somewhere tied to a radiator begging for, for loads. <laughs> begging for a, <laughs> what was that shit I said the other day? Like, or maybe he'd be very happy. You don't, you don't know. Yeah, he'd be a very happy boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit so fucked up so fucked up what is this world we live in it's pretty things, pretty awful things seem simpler in the 90s yeah we were younger nobody, <laughs> we were a nobody lot tried, younger nobody there was no fear of being sissy hip note in the 90s no no YouTube not something wasn't really I really thought about not that now every day it's all I think about it's <laughs> no, being the only one of this crew that was alive in the 60s shit hasn't changed I mean, we just have internet now. Everybody, we have phones. Like, shit was crazy. Shit's been crazy since day one. We just now are very much more aware of it. I agree with you 100%. I'm, I was just kind of making a joke about the sissy thing, but yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think it's, I think if anything, it's tamer now and there's less violence. It's just that we hear about every yeah. scrap of any time. Cause you can tell, like, whenever an, a specific kind of issue is sensitive, we get flooded with it. It's like, right. holy shit, are we in an epidemic of racial violence? It's like, no, no, no. The news networks just know that anything r edgy racially is big news today. So they're just like digging through the archives. White guy got stabbed? No good, no good. Asian guy got stabbed? No, no, that doesn't work. That's for next month. Um, <laughs> ah, That's for next month. A black man was stabbed. That's this month's headline. We're doing Asians next month. Just put it on the back burner. We'll use it next month. No, we're going to use it. Mr. Fam was, he's going to be big news for us. Don't worry. <laughs> That's this season two. Black, guys. That's season two. <laughs> That's a twist. We're saving that for sweeps. <laughs> the thing is, you know, you, it's we also have our own echo chambers too. Like that, you know, is it, it mm -hmm. very true? Ripples, and it's just you know, what's what's this thing that if you see something three times, you recognize it. You see it seven times, you believe it. Is that is a psychological profile that has that that ratio? It's probably something to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in advertising, it's called frequency. The first time someone yeah. sees an ad, it doesn't make any imprint. They need to see it multiple times, and then over time, they start to associate your brand. I know that you're yeah. right, of that, and I've Lucy. heard that. <laughs> it surprises me though, because I, if I didn't know that, the untrained version of me would think that the first impression, the first time you hear about it, is the biggest impact. That's it, and every other one is like a little bit wasted. You know, I already know about this. I already know about this. But mm -hmm. and then a lot of companies, that's all they're doing. Like 
Coca-Cola is never going to say anything like specific about their flavor. They're a big enough. They just have to remind you that they're How a How would you a even drink. describe Coca-Cola's flavor? Oh, yeah. Coca-Cola, that exists. That's enough to I know exactly everything. They don't need to explain anything. Like You, you see know. it everywhere. It's, it's, everywhere. it's everywhere. Remind me of good times I've had mm -hmm. with it, and, and Coca-Cola yeah. has a good ad. But, yeah, I, I, like, um, I don't know. The F-150 Lightning, right? I would have guessed that the first time you tell me about that, is the best, most is better yet, the most important ad that you've done. But mm -hmm. it turns out it's the fourth or the sixth one that like lands the sale. And it depends, like if it's digital or if it's TV. TV takes a lot longer to build up frequency because people aren't paying full attention to the yeah. the commercial spots. Whereas like online, like and I know I've done this personally. Like knowing about it doesn't keep you from it. Like I, you'll scroll down and you'll get like served an ad that's following you because of some cookie on some site. And it's like, that's a really interesting adjustable dumbbell. I like that. Don't really think about it. I, I remember that. I saw that the other week. You know, it's like the third or fourth time. It's like, I don't click on the ad because it's going to take me to some bullshit thing. I just they wear you the down. name of their, they wear you down and they pique your curiosity just enough. And because they're following me with the like fitness equipment, the exact stuff, like weightlifting equipment, the stuff I want, like like it's it's so fucking crazy how atomized digital marketing is like like they know every company knows what you do what you like like if the government wants to know a little more about you they don't go to some secret room i mean they have the nsa but they're going to go to procter and gamble and johnson and johnson and the biggest you know consumer products and if they want things about your day-to-day -day buying behavior and stuff because they have yeah, it like, atomized and layered and so many other like if j and j like they could take like from you, Woody, and be like, yeah, uh, Jackie is going to repurchase paper towels. We're estimating about four days from now. And it'd be like, oh, well, we were right. I figured you know, we, we were all getting the same ads, right? You guys are getting oh, no. motorcycle no, gear, weightlifting equipment, and anal plugs. No. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One out of three ain't bad. But. You get those uh, the headbands with the ears on top. That ad, oh my God, it's well, The everywhere. fox ears. The fox yeah. ears. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get ads for gay conversion therapy, but it's... <laughs> But to make it's me to gay. make you gay. Yeah, it's, yeah. You gay. it's literally sissy hypno. I'm being, oh fuck! I've been I've been I've been paying these guys for months. Like, like I'll, I'll be on Am I'll go on Amazon and I'll look at like something that I'm thinking about getting that I don't need, like a new pair of boots. Like like mm -hmm. like I I've already got three pairs of boots. They're all very nice. They're too nice. They're I, I wasted money on each of these individual <laughs> pairs of boots. They're wonderful boots, and and but then there'll be like a brown pair of like yucca boots, and I'll be like. Those look nice. Those uh, those gray uh, boots. Those gray boots are uh, nice. And but it'll be they'll be like three hundred twenty five dollars. I'm like I'm not spending three hundred twenty five dollars yeah. on a pair of fucking boots. Get out of here. I want them. <laughs> I don't. I haven't earned a treat. I haven't yeah. earned a, a treat pair of boots this month. Like forget about it. And then like all of a sudden I'm like on some website like looking at a recipe for like steak. And there's my fucking boots, like yeah. down there in this little pop-up ad. I'm like, man, those boots are sick. X. <laughs> and like the fifth or sixth time, at like, like now they've reminded me like two weeks later. And I'm like, you know, I, I have been good. <laughs> I have been good. <laughs> another thing, Amazon has another funnel trick I've been tracking. I started buying this hatchet. I was looking for hatchets. And so I found one that was like maybe 34 bucks, you know, $30. Oh, that's, that's what I want. Some, the price point that's good for me, it's affordable. And then they have that, all of a sudden they pop up, oh, other other things you may be interested in. And little increments of quality improvement. Like, oh, this one yeah. like, has, oh, it has this really good leather. Oh, this has got a special, this has got hickory instead of ash. And mm -hmm. 125 bucks, I went from a like, <laughs> perfectly useful one for $35. And I bought this 
Swedish imported, you know, <laughs> you know designer leather. It's a hundred. Yeah, these chops are wood even better. <laughs> you could you could That's fight gabby, a fucking you know? Swedish warrior with that shit. It's what a Viking would take to war. Oh, would you let? Wouldn't you rather have a Swedish berserker axe? Yeah, goddamn <laughs> right, I would. They sent me that. That's exactly what came up. A berserker. Oh man. I'm amused when they get it wrong, right? So I bought. A dispenser for I don't know what you call wet toilet paper, but like a wet wipe, right? For adults. Yeah. Okay. Rather than have it in the dumb plastic thing, like we have a nicer, like push top sealed thing so they don't dry out. Good wet wipe dispenser. Cool. Guys, this is a one time purchase. I need one wet wipe dispenser and I'm yeah. cool. But the internet now believes that I am like a wet wipe dispenser aficionado. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, Woody, can I interest you in more wet toilet paper dispensers? Can, how about this one? How about, wouldn't this be pimping your toilet? And it's like, no, man. I'm, I only I'm, have one it's, ass. It's you, not really you, a hobby. It was just time. a one time thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a hobby. Oh, I, uh, I wipe my ass. I'm really, really good. I'm really into it. You know, people like taste to taste whiskey they use like different like essential oiled wipes like oh that's very nice can, you know i can feel the peppermint is that you, safe you know oh, my goodness like, your, no, no, your no. anal tongue is quite no, no, no. it's like those guys who like it's, it's like how wine tasters will like put it in their mouths but then they'll spit it back out like you're wiping your ass but then you're smearing it back on your ass <laughs> <laughs> So you want to do it again? Oh, that was tremendous. That was tremendous. <laughs> I'm here for a very long shit. Oh, that was a good clean wipe. All right, let's get it back. It's my lucky day. It's a magic marker toilet. A magic marker yeah. poop. It just keeps wiping and wiping and wiping. Oh, I dream of this. <laughs> but yeah, I like it when they waste their advertising dollars on me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just want to say anybody who uh, is into Civilization Five, into Lek Mod, we've been playing long games of Lek Mod in the Fifty Discord. So if that's your thing, if you want a group of people who plays consistently and uh, um, you know join the, join the Fifty and come play with us, uh, the boys have been asking me to advertise for them because there's only like five of us, and we would like a sixth, someone who's who can play regularly. Just want to throw that out there for them. Cool, cool. All right, James, where can our uh, audience find your stuff? Oh, um, Sarge's Corner, uh, YouTube. We do a live stream uh, three days a week. And James C. Burns, James C. Burns at Instagram and James C. Burns on Twitter. Very yeah. cool. Awesome. Check we appreciate you coming on. We had a good time. Yep. Man, hey, guys, this is, this is a blast. Wow. It was good. <laughs> yeah, we do this silly show every week. We talk hockey. We talk UFOs. We talk ass wipes. I mean, this is a... <laughs> It's we the are, big three. You just the titles for Those us. are the titles. <laughs> 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 bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> PKA 544. <laughs>